like that though. Welcome. See? Yeah, see that part I like. I like that part of the ending. This time I didn't do as well with that part as I did last time, but that's fine. That's whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's all good. Welcome, as previously stated. This is another episode of 8mm Dissection. Yes. Except we're switching it up a little bit. Sultry tones on the other mic. Yeah, baby. Oh, my pussy's wet. And that's why we're here. Yeah. That's why we're here right there. It's, it's, it's all that. The things that culminate and make us both come <laughs> are why we're here. Yes. I, I, I cumulate. It probably would have been a better fun play on words there. I don't go anywhere unless I come. That's a good clause to have in any contract. I'm not coming unless I get to come. That's what I'm saying. The wedding tonight, I'm not showing up unless I get to jizz. Unless somebody puts me in a room that is meant for masturbation or there's somebody that's a willing partner. Ah! I'm not going. You know, they got those like portable shower curtains they do at the uh, like UFC weigh-in so that they can get all stripped down and whatever and weigh in and s- privacy or whatever. You could just bring one of those around. A little, isn't this little college? Tent. Isn't this college a Christian college? I mean, isn't it Catholic? Do like they that, have a confessional booth? Those, well, they might. Confessional booths double as masturbation stations. Whatever they call those things. I'm a blasphemer, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking a to jerk hall? off in a church. I don't know. Is, is Jesus angry now that I said that? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's all of that's angry. Whoever's angry, I'm sorry. But, uh, oh, anyway, yeah. We're here I'm to record Petey. a podcast. And uh, this is uh, Mr. Matthew James Dillon, also known as Dilly, also known as your mom's <laughs> favorite boyfriend. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, learned his middle name today. I feel good about that. Uh, I have three first names, and I'd uh, appreciate it if you wouldn't bring that up. I'm also going to drink my second 99 Bananas. Hello, I'm getting drunk. You How know, are you, doing? you and Miller Winston Crawford could get together, and you're the trifecta we of could... name combinations. Wait. Three first names, three last names come together. You're basically three people. We can make three people. Yeah. Well, I am about the size <laughs> okay. of two people. Well, I wasn't so going I mean, there. But... You know, calling me fat already. This is getting emotional. <sighs> well, it's just... Repercu- not repercussions, a retaliation for being husky in your mind for so long, as we no. were just covering before this recording started. It's, it's repercussions for being fat or I mean, eating too that, much that food. Too. Or, there's repercussions. But yes, we are here to cover a podcast today, or cover a movie in a podcast form. That's true. That I liked watching. Yes. You know what? I, I think I finally arrived at the, the fact that we're going to go ahead and reveal. This is a, attempt number two at this first little bit here. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a, a snafu on my uh, account. We recorded this last week, the, the ball, well, everything except for what you're hearing at this particular time. And then I fucked up and overwrote one of the files. So here we are trying to do this again a week later. But uh, it should be fine. It's fine. About it. I take full responsibility for it. Even though I'm a guest that does this very rarely uh, and have no hands on um, mm-hmm. on any of the computers, Nope. Um, I take full responsibility. It's definitely his fault. Yep. It, it's that husky thing coming full circle. Being fat, yep. I take the fault. <laughs> That's the fat man's <laughs> plight. <laughs> My bloody Valentine. Yes. 1980 fucking one. Yes. God damn it. We were both on the I've never seen this movie train. I had it going into this, which I think made this a lot more fun. Yes. For me as well as you. And I'm hoping to do more of that going forward because, like, we've always kind of covered these movies that we've definitely done. Like, a lot of people have seen, you know, the It when it's coming out. Oh, it's a big fucking thing. Sure. You got the Conjuring series, which has been one of the bigger series in the last 10 years. And we're probably about to do another one of those on account of the new uh, Conjuring movie coming out, I think, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably cover that pretty soon. It's like, we've just done all these big series names for a long time. 
My Bloody Valentine's always been one of those. It's classic, but it's definitely cultier, where it's like a very specific group of people that are in the horror scene know this movie. I Not don't know everybody. If 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 many people have watched this movie, I mean, everyone's seen Halloween. Uh, a lot of people have seen Nightmare on Elm Street. A lot of right. people have seen Friday the 13th. Even if horror is not your thing, you've probably seen at least one or two. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this one is kind of that um, that more hidden gem that is more culty following. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a good movie, and uh, I can't wait to get into it, honestly. Big fan. Big fan. Huge fan. If, if for anyone that has probably seen it, it's probably the updated one. The, the 2013 or whenever that came out, something like that? Yeah. I th- it was 2009, I believe. Oh, actually. 2009. Uh, right. It was really popular, yeah, right after, uh, right around high school, getting into college for me. Uh, I'm old as shit. Shut the fuck up. Um, Fucking geezer. God damn it. Um, but yeah, no, this old movie is you. is beautiful. And, uh, you know, we might cover uh, in, in the future, maybe we'll cover the updated version. But for now, this is the 1981. And uh, let's fucking get into her. It's, it's worth getting into her. It's it's going to get so deep into this bitch, in fact. Uh, Speaking of getting deep into bitches, it's kind of how the movie opens up. What a segue. Oh my God, it's like we planned yeah. this or did it before or something. Yikes. All right. So 1981, our shit opens up. I kind of said that like it was uh, the movie 84, but point point being, <laughs> this movie from 1981 opens up, and uh, you're getting your credits and all that shit, and you're seeing a pair of folks just sort of sauntering their way through a mine shaft. In full mine gear. Full mine gear. Uh, no idea who these fucking people are. Again, it's the credits. We've had no introductions up to this point. So uh, you just got these two folks sort of fucking along here, and then uh, all of a sudden we hit a very specific point where... No more running is necessary. I don't know if it was just the most romantic part of the mine or what, but uh, you look over the shoulder for one second, and you turn back, and she's got her tits out, basically. Uh, Essentially, yeah. Uh, You find out one of them's a female. We get two, yeah, just two random miners walking down this hallway. Boom. All of a sudden, chick just taking her shit off. Like, oh, this is the sexy part of the mine. This is where we fuck. Heat down uh, here it just has me steaming from the twat. <laughs> and it was uh, we find out later that the there was uh, there's methane in this mine, so I'm sure yeah. it smells great. Yeah, in there. like straight farts, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> oh, it's super romantic. A good place to fuck. Um, but yeah, so and she also really up- sexy outfits. Obviously, <laughs> another thing to really boost the morale of the sexual mood. Let's get into that because honestly, uh, we get the. Uh, we get the girl, she takes kind of her clothes off, and they're getting kind of, like, sexual and mining gear. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, she she goes to, like, kind of take off his mask and get, like, friendly with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, fuck, no, you're not taking my shit off. And she's, like, stroking his mask. And Ooh, yeah. I, I, I hate the way she strokes his fucking, his tubular from his face to wherever that goes, his ass, or however that works great, in mining Another gear. great question. I have I've, no idea where I, that tube ends. I don't know. <laughs> I've never saw anyone in this movie with like an actual <laughs> oxygen tank on. Yeah. That tube just goes somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's not the typical canister masks you're no, used to thinking of. Like, no, not even. this weird fucking tube that goes to nowhere. Just a tube right out the front. This is directly sealed under my asshole. Uh, fucking. Oh, good. More methane. It's actually, it's right on his fucking grundle. I just really love the smell of my own balls. You know, uh, the outfit's not attractive, but something about the way she's like giving it the love, stroking it. I don't know, man. It's, it's way hot. It's too big for me. for me to say that's a penis because that is, I'm, I got a small I've seen some fucking dinker. tree trunks, man. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't compare it. It's a sad day for me, but man, I've seen some hogs. So, like, for me, in compare, like, if she was stroking a baby carrot, then I'd be like, wow, that reminds me of my wiener. Uh, 
She's using three fingers on that thing? God damn. damn. Dude's packing. She's got small hands. <laughs> Be cool. Uh, Be cool. Be cool. Uh, so uh, what we get here, though, is, is more or less an opening scene. Uh, they get a little uh, friendly with each other. He throws the axe into the wall. Yeah. Super fucking dramatic. He's like, ooh, I might hit you. And then he does an obviously type of thing. Yeah. Oh. Toying with your emotions already in the first 20 seconds. It's the typical thing. You know, women love the idea that a guy could kill him and it gets him super wet. I Absolutely. mean, I've, I've learned this from a young age. Um, one of my favorite podcasts uh, I listen to, uh, there's been some knife play amongst one of the uh, podcaster and his girlfriend. You know, just, you know, bent over the sink with a knife to her neck kind of thing. You know, some people like the idea of being killed. It's I fine. like the idea of living. But, you know, different strokes, different folks. People like being killed. I like being the killer. It's it's all a sexual thing. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to be the killer. But anywho, <laughs> um, the, the axe is in the wall. They get lovey-dovey. She strokes his fucking weird uh, asshole tube. Yep. And um, this is kind of where we need to start talking about how the movie um, has two different scenes there's some deleted scenes um some reshoots on some stuff but mostly just deleted cuts um because here is where he actually physically grabs her and then shoves her against that pickaxe stuck in the Mm -hmm. wall very worked up um it's like he was gonna come and to stop himself from coming he just killed her instead yeah kind of how it seems the way it plays out the natural (laughs) thing to do you're gonna make me come so now you're dead yeah you should you should die for that um well, here though, in the in the first cut of the movie, because now um, it's very hard to find the uncut movie in its entirety without um, buying a physical copy. It was released, I think, once in two thousand nine, and then now all you can find digital is the the cut version. But all thanks to uh, a Russian dude on YouTube, we were able to see these deleted scenes. And here is one where um, I don't know if it mattered that much. <laughs> Russian dude, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, his name is Unchkunch. I don't know. I how do you even speak Russian? I, I don't know what no that idea. was. Duh. I just had a stroke. Duh. Um, <laughs> so we see in this scene that the yep. pickaxe is like pushing through. She has a tattoo of a heart right over her heart. Mm. Oh my god. Um, how fitting. And the pickaxe begins to like push against that tattoo, and but you kind of see. Inside. Yeah, because it's it's implied that this is going through her chest, mm. and it kind of cuts from there. Yeah, it just that's sort of the end of that violence in in the original cut. In kind of lame deleted scene, which isn't much more. You do see that the pickaxe pokes out through her fucking chest, through the heart. Yeah, there's like two basic split second things that they ended up cutting out of this scene. One is it's under the skin, and like you can tell he's like pushing, and it's sort of wriggling under the skin, yes. and then it cuts away to him real fast, like fucking brief. It cuts back to her, and now it's like protruded through the skin. Yes. Um, you know, necessary, I guess. I mean, don't cut it. Don't cut gore. Don't fucking cut gore. I mean, but I don't know. This one was, it's a, it's a, it's a tone setter. Yeah, that's it. It's a tone setter. Spoiler alert. You really don't get much from this chick ever again anyway. So it wasn't like you were that invested in this character. Um, so not a big deal. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the opening scene. That's where we get the first look at our killer. I, uh, I'm still feeling the fat hostility from early in this conversation. I'm pissed off. I, <laughs> I feel like I need a, a little bit of a defense, and I, I kind of anticipated that was going to happen. What? So while I was okay. at the store, I purchased a little bit of a, a safety net, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards just in case. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Yeah, okay, so he actually has a myself. pack of fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Brand new. What Brand is Brand new this? Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Was I supposed to bring my pack? Fuck no. I don't want you <laughs> defending against me. I just figured it was going to get hostile in my direction. Oh, that's a nice one. That dude's got no dick. All right. Okay, I see what we got here. Okay. I haven't seen Yu-Gi-Oh cards since I've never seen physical Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I've only seen the show. <laughs> well, you're going to see them today. <laughs> Ooh. It's the sound of farts and cards. Boats and hoes, farts and cards. So pretty fucking lame intro to the movie overall, but it kind of sets the tone. I mean, yeah. to, to modern terms, I guess. But it sets the tone. We get to see our killer, and uh, we get a little extra gore by seeing this extended scene, but nothing too crazy happens. They really don't tell you anything about what's going on. They just sort of give you this one little scene where this bitch dies for seemingly no reason. It's kind of like, ooh, look, it's a scary movie, and the audience is like, yes, right. this is why I'm here. Again, for the... I feel for the 80s, or at least for this genre in general, the fact that her, like, bra and him getting to squeeze a little tit was, like, the most sexual this movie got. Because it very, it's very common in these slasher films to be, like, riddled with titties in the first couple of minutes. I mean, yeah, and we don't get any, like, actual nudity in this movie. No, none whatsoever, <clears throat> um, which, again, surprising. <clears throat> we do get uh, a sex scene later on, but it's, like... We get, I guess, two of them, if you want to count them that, but they're very mild and tame. Yeah, hard to call them sexy. Um, it's implied that they're going, to, like, at least... It's implied that someone's at least going to get a blowy. That's all you you know. Um, <clears throat> with that said, though, the movie kind of finally opens up from that scene um, and starts introducing to us to, to some of the characters that we're going to be uh, dealing with the rest of the movie. Um, so it, it kind of opens up with uh, all these all these guys um, <clears throat> coming up from the mines, um, chewing gum, you know, acting real brawy. From movie takes place in Canada. Yes, very obviously too. Once you <laughs> like watch a little of the movie, it takes place in the eighties, uh, the early eighties at that, and it is the the way they start talking immediately. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna love this movie. They come out of the mine, you know. Hey, gotta know the mine. And uh, are they all clear down there? Yeah, Who's Howard and the other interns? Ah, <laughs> uh, we left them down there. If you want to be a troubleshooter, you gotta figure out how the mines work. <laughs> it sound it almost sounds like they're like like 1920s New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. but then also they say sorry. <laughs> sorry. So it's just a, it's a weird uh, kind of vibe that's going on, but I dig it. And they say boys a couple of times. I'm like, nothing's more Canadian. It's like, all right, boys. All right, boys. Let's go down in the mines. Eh? <laughs> uh, and this is where we get the shower scene of all the, uh, all the boys coming out of the mine. They got a shower before they go home, you know, or the long fucking day. And again, at this point, you also feel like. Their age is maybe teenager as far as how they're being played. You know, they're interns and whatever else. But then you look at them and you're like, yeah, probably not. These people are referred to and treated to as kids. Indeed. But they're working in the mines. Mm -hmm. They are 30-year-olds. Definitely 30-year-olds. They are 30-year-olds that are... are they To have a, a teen slasher, you need teens. So this movie doesn't like give you an age group they don't go to school they work in the mines they are young adults age fuckery in this um, whole thing it's ridiculous it, but yeah they're still treated as if that like the classic like teenage trope they're My, kids and during this fucking shower scene they act it for sure holy fuck so they're heading through you, you kind of get in this uh 
I don't know how to how to describe it exactly. Just sort of like a walkthrough of their locker room, shower room area, and uh, it's just a bunch of fucking grown ass men whipping each other with towels and whoop 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 yeah yeah got you on that one Johnson yeah you did. It's just like they're getting real fucking silly about it, like just acting like buffoons. Hey, I mean, I guess that they're excited for the upcoming party. We'll get to this, too. Indeed. But, like, to be completely honest, if this was a shower that I ever walked into after work and this is how people acted, there is 0% chance I would ever shower work ever again. I think it's safe to say <laughs> that the, the towel whip could even be considered the cyclone blade. Just saying. Just saying. Just laid my first uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card. Just so I don't know, know what's happening here with this Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Um, I'm I'm expecting a, a somewhat mild payoff for this, um, but yeah. This is for my own fun. Okay, so I have no <laughs> idea. So I'm just going to be confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This oh. doesn't connect to anything. I saw them on the shelf, and I was like, I haven't seen Yu-Gi-Oh cards in a minute. I'll fuck with that. This is oddly sexual. I like this. This is a lot of fun. You and should. I have no idea what's going on. Shower room cyclone blaze. That's what's and going on. Halfway through this podcast, there's not going to be any more talk of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Absolutely. None Don't. whatsoever. At halfway, we stop. <laughs> I had thought about that at the time, too. I was like, who gives a shit? <laughs> no. What, we, are our sponsors going to be upset? We like? <laughs> if you want to sponsor me, you know, McDonald's or Burger King, you do it. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're at the locker room talk. Um, this is kind of where we get introduced to um, uh, uh, what is this? TJ. Yep. Uh, we don't really get a lot of names for this movie, and a lot, lot. Of, a lot of names are actually said after, like we should know them. I feel like it too. Yeah. You just kind of get to know someone's face, and then later on, you're like, oh, that's so and so. You get Howard right away, and Axel, and that that's kind of all you get, like a fairly good grip on during. <laughs> True. Oh, that was kind of gross. And also. Axel is kind of a douche, but Howard's a fucking fuck, and I hate fucking Howard. And that, oh my however, god, does I hate not Howard. stop halfway through the movie. That will be consistent. Yeah, through this I'm, podcast. Rather. I'm going to fucking hate Howard forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we kind of get the uh, we get the idea that uh, TJ. We don't really know too much about him yet, but we kind of know his dad is is the mayor. He's the owner of the mine too, mm-hmm. um, and he's just recently come back into town. Uh, we know he was fucking this one girl. But while he was away, Axel moved in, and now Axel's fucking the girl, you know? Slaying that puss. So there's obviously going to be a rift between TJ and Axel. Um, if so, I had to pick one that I liked better, I would say neither. Um, I hate both of them, but Axel is a huge douche. So it kind of gives that it, it gives that uh, kind of 80s vibe again. Yeah. Where there's like a, a there's a guy that's a For douche sure. that's macking on the guy's girl. There's a lot of talk about dick and sh- who's who they're gonna fuck. It's just like it's literally just like teenage banter in a shower. Like it's again just reinforcing the fact that these are supposed to be kids, even though they're obviously thirty year old dudes. You get the idea, yeah, that these are these are young kids for sure, but they're not. They're not. One guy's like so Howard here. He's trying to get with this Gretchen girl, and one of the other guys saying is like, "Oh, you gotta get your exercise if you're gonna roll with Gretchen." And he's like, oh, I got some exercise for... Ah, 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 ah. And then another guy fucking... There's this twerp in the group, and he's just like, do you ever do anything with that thing other than throw it over your shoulder and burp it? Ah, 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 ah. And then he launches his soap, and TJ's like, oh, fuck, nothing's really changed around here. Y'all the same. Nothing's changed. Like, it's just... A, it's a silly... Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, what is to be learned from this scene? Like, I, I couldn't pull any value from the scene other than, like setting the kind of people they are i guess uh i guess it's important to show that they're all friends 
other than just coworkers. And they're all very close, and it gives that small town vibe that everyone that's working in this mine is together and friends. Um, I do want to note that when you just did that whole like shower talk right there, that yeah. you you should just put on a one man play and do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm just, I was I was sitting there with bated breath, like, what's he gonna say next? <laughs> that was actually a lot of fucking fun. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I really should have uh, sparked the theater of the mind for the listeners there. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm doing my job. Theater here a of the bit. mind, Jesus, I. Wow, this man's got some fucking terms for you I'm out too. Here. I've read, I've read a book. <laughs> I read one too. Uh, so they, uh, they kind of all get done with their shower, and uh, we kind of cut to them all tearing out of the fucking yeah, like, yeah. dirt parking lot. They're all in. That's where the bar buys drinks. <laughs> Let's get in our fucking cars, and literally, just everyone is just stepping on the accelerator out of there. We're Which, gone. By the way, as they're as they're heading out to their car, you. There's like some sort of music going on in the background, but you expect it should have been. It should have been because like the way the scene plays out is just absurd. Like they're running out, like ass sliding over these cars, like you know the old fuck. I don't know. I don't know who to night rider. I guess I don't fucking know. But like you know, where you're running, you slide across the hood of the car, and then this guy's running and chasing that guy and kicks him in the ass, and they're like ah, they have a scuffle. One guy shoves this dude, he shoves, and then this guy's car doesn't fucking work, so he's pushing along, and then backfire, come pop, and then they finally is running. The other dude that was pushing the car has to run and catch up because he's like, I'm not fucking stopping. Like it's a, just a ridiculous scene, dude. What is that? Is that that's Benny Hill? Is yeah, that what Benny Hill. Benny yeah, Hill yeah. is the song. That's actually a very just like accurate description. Everyone's trying to be cool. Everyone's just flying out of there, though. And, you know, um, that's kind of where the movie starts. Like, we're setting into, like, the movie now. We've got our introduction to the killer. We've got our introduction to a lot of the main characters. And uh, so they're all driving into town to grab their drinks. That's when they pass by the sign. Valentine Bluffs. Aw, isn't that cute? My Bloody Valentine takes place over Valentine's and is in Valentine Bluffs. If this isn't the most campy shit, I absolutely love it. Don't get me wrong, but this is out of fucking control. Petey, can I ask you real quick? Is that a fan in the garbage? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Just, I... I was like, is that a guitar? It's a fan. Nah, it's What's definitely a there? box fan. So we had uh, some rain and whatnot happen and uh, some, some shit. Anyway, it's a basement that we're doing this in. And uh, since we didn't have, like, our AC running and it was humid as fuck and all that nonsense, it got, like, hot and sweaty down here. Oh, that was and a And the walls stand. started sweating. So the oh. garbage can is a stand because that room was, like, getting kind of icky. Okay. I thought you were trying to, like, what's the term? Put, like, 10 gallons of shit in a five gallon bale <laughs> i thought you were trying to throw that fan away and like the small it's like Petey, there's more there's better ways to throw away a fan dude that's that's a perfectly not, good fan how dare you like, dude, what are you doing there i'm no, just trying to dry out the floor no a bit. it's just a stand like, we didn't right. have standing water or anything but it was just so, like <laughs> the perimeter of the basement it was just like i'm i'm sweating i don't feel good about this and that's fine and i'm glad that we covered it i'm sorry that i had to bring it up but it was bothering the living fuck <sighs> i'm out of heavily me. embarrassed <laughs> You shouldn't be embarrassed. I, I don't feel good about anything. It anymore. makes it makes sense to me now. I was just wondering what what, what I was looking at. It was it was distracting. Um, so yeah, uh, we get to Valentine Bluffs. Um, they get to the bar or the Union Hall, whatever it is. Yeah, it's definitely the Union Hall because the bar the bar comes after that. Yeah. Um, and then we that's where we learn there's an actual Valentine dance coming up that everyone is banging everyone in town basically like. Everyone's hooking up, this whole friend group. It's a small town, yep. you know. 
Uh, there's a Valentine dance coming up. Everyone's real excited to go there and bang the honey and all that kind of shit. Turns out every main character from the mine is banging one of the people that's putting together the dance for this fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Every all last one, except for TJ, of course. All the men are working in oh. the mines. Technically, Howard also. He's just trying to bang that Gretchen girl, but... Howard should bang his head against the wall until he dies. Agreed, and he pretends to here shortly, you but don't we'll get to that. You don't know why I hate Howard so much, but you're going you're gonna to learn. You'll understand. All in due time, motherfuckers. So yeah, we kind of just cut to you know they're 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 trying to set up a dance here. Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, they yeah, because they show up and you just you get all the small interactions of them just mm-hmm. like oh, this is my girlfriend and that girlfriend. TJ's by himself, and that's just kind of like basically just letting you know that everybody's fucking at this point except for TJ. <laughs> is kind of the point of the scene. Sad fucking TJ. And then uh, we jump to a little conversation between Mayor Hanniger. And our dear old Miss Mabel. In my notes, I just want to put this out here. In my notes, I said, cut to the old folks. And then in parentheses, the mayor and some bitch named Mabel walking in the streets. Now, I want to go back and say I'm sorry for calling her a bitch named Mabel. Uh, I love Mabel. <laughs> she is a sweetheart. She this was the first time through watching this movie that I, or not the first time through, but the first time really trying to pay attention um, and take notes. And it turns out that I love Mabel, but I, I wrote some bitch, and I'm sorry, Mabel. I'm sorry for that. She deserved it. Don't know. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> she gets what's coming to her. It's, uh, it's clear there's some shit going on between her and uh, Mr. Hanniger. So, you know. Oh, this, Jesus. This is oh, we're going to. Okay, we get into this. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> they're basically just uh, <laughs> they're chatting about uh, how. You know, Mabel's setting up this whole fucking Valentine's thing, and she's all excited about it, and it's the first one in 20 years and all that shit, and she's super pumped, and the mayor is basically just like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't mention that it's the first one in 20 years, and Mabel just, like, trying to throw down a little light effigy action. She's just, like, super pumped about what's going on with this goddamn Valentine's (laughs) dance. And like. Keep I it going, baby. Keep, card, keep, just so you keep know. You fucking um, Yeah, light effigy was the name of the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card, <laughs> but he's gonna roll that into conversation, no problem. Ma- Mabel's <laughs> trying to throw up some light effigy and just make it exciting and happy, and the town's gonna enjoy this and have some fucking fun for the first time in twenty goddamn years. Um, yeah, and, uh, the mayor's just—he's uh, a little nervous about it. The twenty years thing too, though, is very reminiscent of like Halloween, where. Um, God, I love Halloween so much, but I cannot remember the name of the town. But anyway, the town, like, they were very worried about having Halloween um, after what happened with Michael Myers. And then, you know, so many years later after this, and it's the same kind of, like, setup, like, remember what happened all the years ago? I can't believe we're about to do this again. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the vibe you kind of get yeah, from this, like, yeah. where it's like, it's been 20 years. And it's, it's kind of it kind of sets the tone again that there's something kind of, Nefarious. Ooh, yeah. yeah Fuck you and your one. words. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> oh, I got words too. Uh, there's something nefarious about this dance uh, that that's coming up. Um, yeah. So uh, they're they're walking to the bar where the dance is being held, and then they uh, they're trying to they're going to meet the people decorating. This is where you get the first look into why Howard is a dingleberry. Absolutely. They roll up. The Miss Mabel and the mayor here, and they're uh, heading up the stairs, about to head into the union hall. And uh, just as Mabel goes to reach for the door, I believe, uh, our dear ship-brained Howard here comes out with what appears to be strawberry jam poured on his head, if I were to guess. It's not even red like ketchup. It's just, it's really bad. Yeah, it's it's nothing like blood. No. It's vaguely red. Mm-hmm. Almost pink. 
to a degree. Like it, it's not blood. Very it's obvious. Not, it reminds it, me of what I pissed out with my dick this morning. Okay. And then he uh <laughs> <laughs> So he just sort of rolls out of the door and like you know, pretends to be injured or whatever. And poor Miss Mabel, Miss Mabel Osborne tumbles down the fucking stairs and drops her linens all over the fucking ground. <sighs> fucking Howard. Poor Mabel. Poor Mabel. That's not a fucking bitch name, Howard, Mabel. That's Mabel. Mabel. God damn it. That's my baby, Mabel. Hanniger's not fucking having it. Howard, god damn it, get in there and help Miss Mabel while you're at it. Howard, you fucking cuck. So, you know, she's all bummed out because now she's got to wash all these fucking linens that she uh, just dropped on the ground that were already freshly cleaned, probably ironed, because, you know, it's Miss Mabel. And uh, they end up getting their shit together and finally heading indoors. And everybody's annoyed with Howard, as they pretty much are throughout the entirety of the movie. Just like us. People laugh at Howard, but if I was there, I would have looked at Howard and been like, fuck you, every time. Look, it would have been like a little pause. Everyone would yeah. give him like, the little laugh. And then once everyone was done, giving him the, the fucking, like, um, like what do, you, what do you call that when you laugh at somebody? It's, uh, it's like a sympathy a kind of laugh. laugh. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Howard. I would have been there to say, hey, Howard. Fuck you. You shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Howard. Yeah. That's nobody nobody likes Howard. And it's God. well okay. He's he's that guy you tolerate. Is basically what he what he comes across. It's like you work with him and it's it's almost impossible in a town of two thousand people not to have him show up. Sure, Howard. So I they guess just tolerate him. You can come and with he's annoying. Because there's he's, one bar in town. And he's very <laughs> persistent with the women that clearly want nothing to do with his weird little ween. Dude, uh, his face is dumb, too. He's I also just... got a fucking silver tooth, Ooh, which annoyed good. the shit out of me for some reason. Is it silver? Is it dead? Or what's going on with his yeah, fucking mouth? a good mouth? point. It could be a dead tooth. I mean, imagine little balls of shit in his mouth. Hey, boys, know. show me that mouth. Um, show me that pussy. <laughs> what's that? what that bussy do, what'd boy? What that bussy do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so now they, f- they finally get in the building. We don't really get much here from them, though. Nah, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Um, essentially, this is where, like, they really give the reveal, I suppose, like, the hardcore reveal, reveal that TJ is Hanniger's son. And, like, they just kind of briefly touch on the fact, like, oh, yeah, he just fucking disappeared, went out to the West Coast, presumably. I think it was, no, I think they say California. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and, like, just failed and whatever else, and now he's back here and... Yeah, whatever. He's going to work in the mine. He's my son. He's going to work in the mine. It's not our fault that he went off to California. <laughs> ma, 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 ma. And uh, so Ooh. he fucks off, and uh, everybody else is just kind of like, okay, we get it. And that's just sort of the end of the scene. The real main point here is I forget which person gave the mayor the box, but he stopped oh, right, right, yeah, in there, and they, they gave it him. It was Howard. Howard's the one that brings it to him, I should say. Good job, Howard. Yeah, way to go. You fucking started the whole goddamn thing in motion. Bringer of death, Howard. Um, yeah, so it, they stop in there for how, uh, Howard to give the mayor a, uh, a, a box of chocolates. Yes! One of the fucking uh, heart-shaped boxes that you used to get when uh, you were in a loving relationship and not single and alone. Close to um, home. Ooh, close to home. Um, I'm not single and alone. I'm single and thriving. And any bitch wants to suck my dick, come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a wedding That's here in town tonight, just so you know. Hey, some shit I'm about to eat already. some ass. I'm good at that. that so anyway, weekend. yeah, well, <laughs> um, he gets a box of chocolates. And I forget uh, when him and Mabel then left or, or Mabel stayed there. I forget exactly how that happened. But the mayor ends up talking to the cop and ends up leaving with the cop, the, the chief. That they call him, I call him yeah, the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff. Yeah, doesn't he? I think he sort of like walks into the union hall. He's like, hey, I'm at one too. point, yeah, and then he just sort of leaves with them at, at, at one point. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're out there. Howard brings the fucking box, and 
um, Mr. Mayor's just like, oh, who did this? Do I have a secret admirer? And like hinting at Mabel. And she's like, I had nothing to fucking do with it. And the mayor, or the sheriff's just like, don't fucking look at me. I have nothing to do with it, really. I mean, yeah, it seems like you want this cock. I don't know. Maybe it seems like the sheriff and Mabel want to fuck. Who knows? That could be. Maybe they're all fucking. Uh, you know what? I, I want to believe that there was a male, male, female three way between the mayor, the sheriff, and Mabel, and they were just getting it on. Well, that's one. That's one. The yeah. And this is from the front. Yeah. Petey had the back. I had the front. <laughs> uh, we were respectively playing. <laughs> Mabel, wet, wet. Wow. She got that wop. She got that wop. <laughs> She's way too old to have a wop. Um, she that's had a lot true. of lube. Uh, and back in the 80s, I think they used use Crisco. I don't think they actually had lube. <laughs> I think they, I'm pretty sure. That's how they. That is disgusting. <laughs> just, just lube up with some beef tallow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's slick, but it's kind of gritty. I don't know. Uh, you go down on it, it tastes like you eating roast beef. <laughs> it's got the texture. It's got the flavor. I mean, it probably tastes better than KY. Um, so, <laughs> we kind of get a scene here now of uh, of the mayor in in the sheriff's truck. They call yeah, him the yeah. chief. I hate that. Yeah, Mabel's heading off to clean her shit. These two split off and do their own shit. And they're in the truck, and the mayor's giddy as fuck to open up his box of chocolates because, I don't know, he's sad and he's so happy that he got this box of chocolates. Oh, my God. People I love me. You see him just like, hmm. And there's a note attached to this. Oh, there's a note. Now, Petey, you are official note reader. Oh, shit. I got to refine it to my notes. Son That's okay. Bitch. Oh, there it is. Yep, 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 yep. From the heart. Oh, that's not it. Yeah, it is. From the heart comes a warning filled with bloody good cheer. Remember what happened as the 14th draws near. Ooh. Ooh There's a little bit of a spider web being way uh, weaved here. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. There's clearly some shittery afoot, and uh, something bad might be about to happen. Did you go through and stack this deck earlier and then find all the cards? And how, like, Have you been constantly? What level of fucking mental fortitude are you on right now to buy a deck of fucking... Uh, they're brand new, too. I watched <laughs> yeah, him watched open the open fucking them. deck, yeah. right? And he's going through these fucking cards, finding the name of these Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and then weaving them into conversation. <laughs> the spider web is, is the fucking name of the goddamn card here. I'm going to keep bringing this up. This is out of fucking control. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I definitely read all the titles. Like, all right, how can I work with this? <laughs> I noticed you paying attention to him earlier, and I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of start talking about the movie, and now he, he's over here. Look at this. I'm going to throw in a spiderweb comment. The <laughs> most, okay, if, I, if you can beat fucking light if effigy, effigy? Yeah. Gee, I don't even know how to fucking pronounce that. I'm, <laughs> Christ. Okay, well, anyway. The fucking sheriff opens the gun. No, the mayor opens the goddamn box in the fucking sheriff's truck. And what's inside? A dildo. No, it's a fucking bloody heart. Cause for the best acting throughout this entire movie Holy is what fuck. is in that box. So, yeah, it reveals a human heart inside of this uh, heart shaped box. And uh, the sheriff. Or not, excuse me, not the sheriff. The mayor has a very strong reaction to this uh, this heart. Oh my god! It is so fucking bad, dude. Just <laughs> he like throws his head back in a real dramatic sort of way and just goes, "This can't be happening again. This can't be happening again." Like 
And then he has that one. That delivery is uh, not far off of like no. his actual delivery. It's it's a really aggressively over fucking acted scene. Uh, terrible. It, fucking it, terrible. It's kind of what adds to the kind of fun of, of like an 80s slasher. But yeah, this one was a little over the top. So um, fucking obviously uh, there's some some shittery afoot and they fucking slam on the brakes and then you know whip a shitty and then haul ass back in the opposite direction. A dog chases him in the street. It's a whole thing. Every car in this movie is hauling ass at all times. Also fact. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no one driving regular. I feel the so the car that I mentioned early on, they had to get the push start to get going. Uh, I feel like it was like a it looked like a Volkswagen Beetle if it was also an El Camino. Like it kind of looked like it had a truck bed, but it was beetle shaped in the front. It was it was a very str- and I'm talking like old '70s beetle, round and shaped, bubbly, like very strange looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what Canadians drive. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure the vehicles are powered on maple syrup. Too. I've never <laughs> been to Canada, and and honestly, I can't go for a while because I drank and drove here in the United States, but. Uh, uh, I can only assume that everything in Canada is like Candyland, and it's just weird and crazy shit, and everything is maple syrup Accurate. and hockey. I've never no one heard, has teeth. The only thing that happens that's bad is people get stabbed sometimes, or yeah. so I hear. I mean, and stabbed with what? Probably like a fucking sharpened candy cane. Good chance. How? O- so we're. I, there's no way I was the only one sharpening my candy canes. Well, I'm just saying. As they I suck on it long enough, like. It, yeah, you get it. You want to get it down to that little mm. tip, so you're like. You're like pulling out of your mouth, really trying to get that fucking taper on. Give there. me ten to fifteen minutes, I'm gonna stab you. Um, no, uh, Canada is is a land of weird shit, and uh, nothing that wonder. happens there uh, makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, so now um, we kind of cut back to the kids at the bar or it's at the, the union hall. No, they're they are now at the bar bar, the cage. Yes. Okay. So there's two places in town to go. It's either the union hall or the cage. Yes. And I don't now think there's the any cage. booze at the Union Hall. So the, it's BYOB. The, the logical next stop would, of course, then be the cage. Dabah. Um, so, yeah, we cut back to the kids at the bar, the young kids, the 30 year old young kids, um, and the old bartender, the old sea scallywag of a bartender, is sharing his tale about the Valentine's Day scare of 20 years ago and how this town is. Accursed, um, and I, I forget. Does he go into the whole? He goes into the whole tale here. Or yeah, yeah. He he goes through a lot of like the the highbrow shit. He doesn't go super because there's a second scene later where they get a little more in detail at the bar as to yes. as to what that all is. Sure, but yeah, he definitely touches on it, and he's got a, a you know another little fun rhyme that they go through. Um, it's something to the tune of, uh, it's a bad time this time of year. Bad things coming, my words you hear. Beware the 14th if you value your life. And that just sort of ends that. But yeah, he's basically just uh, talking about the, the shit that happened 20 years ago. They're finally explaining, oh, this is why we haven't had this fucking dance in 20 years. Some psychopath. So Got it. He goes through the backstory of the tale after he says that. And then, yeah, so what we're left to, like, learn from this is that there were seven men working in the mine 20 years ago. Uh, it was on the day of Valentine's Day. There was this dance, um, and everyone's fucking jacked to get to this Valentine's dance in 1980 or 1981 or whatever the fuck this is, maybe even the 70s. Who knows? All I know 
maybe the 50s. Fuck. I don't know. It doesn't really explain when this was exactly that this incident happened. Let's just assume the movie's happening in real time, so then it would have been the 60s. All I know is that they don't have smartphones and Xboxes, Absolutely and that's why not. they're so fucking jacked to get to this goddamn dance, because that's the only thing they got going on. Yeah. So um, we get uh, we get more into this that there are seven guys in there. Yep. And there's still two five guys. Two supervisors and five mines. Yeah, there's still five guys down in the actual mine. Um, where there are, yeah, the two guys up top. Um, and they wanted to leave a little early. They want to get to the dance, the two supervisors. So they were like, fuck it. These guys are good. They're coming out soon. Um, let's just get the fuck out of here. Shut yeah. down our shit. And yeah. then they'll come out. We'll be fine. They forgot what to check the fart low the methane they forgot levels. to check the fart gas <laughs> how do you forget to check the fart gas so there's methane just building up in this mine and they go off and have fun time at the dance well i do want to say that the the precipice of this scene where everything explodes and the miners die where the fuck does this explosion come from so uh, i couldn't figure that part out we don't really see that. I mean, I get it. Like methane is a, is a gas that is ex- like explosive, and in a mine, you're in an enclosed space, so it can build up pressure. So I mean, I get it. It things can explode in mines, um, but yeah, they don't really. I mean, was it someone? Someone light a match. The the closest you got is somebody had, like somebody turns around with a lantern in the scene, and then all of a sudden the fucking explosion basically. Goes oh, up. that's right. They had but to like, use kerosene lanterns because they also didn't have fucking LED lights. What a horrible time but, to live. But was it kerosene? The way, because the way, I mean, and this could also just be like movie fuckery, I guess, but sure. like it just looked like a flame shaped candle sort of thing, or excuse me, a flame shaped bulb inside of it, and not necessarily a flick, because it didn't have the flicker of, a, of an it actual would flame. would not surprise me if this was just fuckery of right. a movie. If they were honestly. just too cheap to pay for an, like actual, an actual kerosene one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which would have cost like five bucks more. Yeah, it couldn't have been much. But they're on a budget of $15, so it's exactly. like, fuck it, we got to do this. So quite naturally, this uh, what's-a-fuck-of-a-lantern ends up causing an explosion, and uh, there's a cave-in, and basically they fucking, for seven days and seven nights and uh, a coon's age of this and a fortnight of that, they're trying to dig these fucking guys out, and all said and done, there's one fella remaining. Is it is it Harry Warden? Harry Warden. You know, I didn't think you about this it. before, but Harry Warden reminds me of Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave yeah. her mother forty wax. When she or when she saw what she had done, gave her father forty one. Yeah, you remember that? I've Lizzie heard Borden. it. I don't remember it as well as you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. So my mom. Uh, a little side note, real quick. My mom raised me with um, like weird, like sing-songy tales of death and dismay. And like another one was <laughs> the the worms crawling, the worms crawl out. The worms play pinnacle on your snout. Your stomach turns an icky green. It all comes out like whipping cream. You wipe it up with a piece of bread. That's what you eat when you're dead. Da-da-da-da. That's what my mom used to sing to me when I was... Yeah, I'm. that woman passed away, and I'm so sorry that that happened because she was weird. Dork. Dork, <laughs> dude. That's what I grew up. One of the favorite things she used to say all the time was, hey, guess what? I'm like fucking 10. I'm like, what, mom? She's like, life sucks, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing to be told as a child because I was like, "Wow!" And now as an adult, I'm like, "It doesn't even suck that bad." You get you get <laughs> you get brought into death and darkness so young that when you're an adult, you're like, "This is actually pretty cool. Worse. This fuck. is a lot better yeah. than I thought." 
Don't fucking give your kids rainbows and candies to look forward to. Give them, give them death to look forward to. And then their adulthood <laughs> will be so much better. So much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I know a little bit of uh, sing-songy fucking jump rope shits to Apparently serial killers. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think my first sing-songy thing that I learned along those lines would have been the, the Freddy song. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better shut your door. Lock your door. That whole thing. So I need to watch the Freddy movies, and you know that. So I wouldn't uh, know that. Have you not seen any of them? None of them all the way through, no. Huh. Well, this will be a hell of an adventure for you then. Wouldn't it? it? It fucking will. I mean, I've seen the scenes of the kid in the in the in the bed that like explodes in the yeah. blood and shit. I've seen some stuff and first, I know about first it. First movie. Um, but yeah, I've never like watched like sat down and watched any of the Freddy movies. Definitely holds up as one of the better slasher series, in my opinion. So you can definitely take my opinion on this podcast about what's a good horror movie because I haven't <laughs> seen any of one of the most classic franchises. <laughs> I have seen all the Halloweens though, including the third one, which sucks. So fuck you. Um, that was so, uh, season, season of the of witch. The witch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where they wanted to do an anthology. That's what John Carpenter yeah. said he wanted yeah. to do from the beginning, and then just had because of the first success of the Halloween, mm -hmm. brought in the second one, yep. which wasn't all that great, um, but it was still pretty good. And they're like, well, now we'll do the anthology. Mm -hmm. And the season of the witch came. Some people like it. Those people are stupid and dumb and yes. don't have any taste yes. in movies. Those um, are the same then, people that like Saw too. Yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, let's get into this. Um, <laughs> And then they came back and we're like, fuck it, we're not doing an anthology. It's Michael Myers or bust. Um, but yeah, that has nothing to do with this. No, no, all. it doesn't. But that's um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the movie. Harry uh, Warden. We're talking he's, about. He's Harry found Warden. all by himself, uh, <laughs> still on the bottom of this mine shaft, going <laughs> as they uncover him and he's chewing on an arm uh, with some basically what appears to be zombie makeup he's on him. Not even chewing it. It's just implied. Yeah, and then they yeah, talk true, about true. it. True. It's implied. But yeah, so then we kind of we cut back and. Because they had been, you know, the, oh, this story again. And he tells the story, and she, the, one of the girls just goes, ah, I love this story. And uh, <sighs> anyway, uh, and <laughs> the guy just, like, snaps back real hard. He's like, oh, it's not a fucking story. Like, really counters that bitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically everybody else in there, like, counters his counter c and, like, comes back oh. and just, like, it's not just a story. Like, it is just a story. Like, you're fucking with us. Like, this is ridiculous. It's just an old wives' tale. It's a myth. Like, it's nothing to, like, really rest your laurels on as a true thing. So, counter, counter was the next card. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why the counter word was thrown out so many times. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going to say c -c 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 combo breaker from a fighting game. And never mind, because the counter counter thing, that's, that's the heart of the cards. Um, so uh, we do learn that Harry um, was real pissed off, though, in this tale. And he went and killed people and was upset because he was in the mine and had to eat for seven days. Without any food, days, no food, he had no to water, eat everybody. Drink blood, eat eat bodies, drink piss probably. I mean, I guess point. maybe you can only live three days without water. So the next best thing is to eat because food, food and has even, water, yeah. even the human body. I guess I, su I suppose it makes sense he'd cannibalize for that, but I don't know. Seemed a little weird that he had to eat everybody just to fucking live seven days. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. Regardless, the bartender kind of follow, follow, or finishes his story. Uh, we learned that Harry Warden um, was a fucking crazed fucker because of what happened. That's why they don't want to have the dance. Yeah. That's why it's been 20 years since they've had the dance. Right, yeah. Um, and then we get a look at... Uh, now, this isn't a big thing, but I'm going to make it a big thing. Fucking Howard goes... 
at the bartender. He blows a raspberry, dude. How blows lame. A fucking raspberry. How lame is that, dude? Fuck you, Howard. Um, but yeah, one guy calls. Um, oh god, oh god. In this scene, this is one of the scenes where uh, I forget who it was, but one guy called another girl a, f- a gorgeous slab of meat. Gorgeous sl- Harriet. The gorgeous uh, slab of meat. I wrote this in my notes, and I love it so much. And every time I think about that, it's great. Tonight at the wedding, maybe I'll try that on one of the bridesmaids. Might be a good play. Hey, get your ass over here, you gorgeous slab of meat. <laughs> Probably wait till you're at the bars, though. <laughs> I should touch my belly What's a lot when I say that. Now. Like, I'm hungry. Okay, that might ruin it. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? No, stick with it. You it's, the confi- it's the confidence that's going to win them. It's the stroke in your belly confidently while you say that. That's going to win them over. Get in my belly. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they, they, oh God, do you remember this chanty they sing? I wish I had written the whole shanty down because it was pretty glorious. They sing like a, sh- everyone's like, oh yeah, fuck this bartender. Now let's sing a shanty. Fucking Hollis. <laughs> Once was a girl named Harriet. Yes. Uh, something, some, something hadn't got laid yet. Like something along those lines. Oh yeah, lines. Harriet's a virgin. Yeah, she's a virgin. Yeah, it's, it's a whole, yeah, yeah. it's a whole shanty about her being a virgin. <laughs> and everyone knows the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's as if it was one of those things like you replace, like banana, nana, fofana. Like you just replace one word and like with any name, you know, and it just sort of works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, Bandy, Bobandy, Fafana, Fana, Popandy, like that kind of thing. Like, no matter what, you just stick the name in there and just sort of works. It just felt like that. Sure. That's it, the only, because, like, if, on first watch, when I watched it, I was like, how does everybody just know the lyrics for what he's saying? Like, how does just everybody know this? This is a common known song like, oh, to sing about virgins. Yeah, it's a virgin and song. And you just in put the bus. Harriet in right, there exactly. instead of Emma this time. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> uh, this is where we actually learn that TJ is the mayor's son, right? Uh, was in California, and he was fucking the blonde bitch. Her name's Sarah. Right. Uh, who's now fucking Ap- Axel. So you True really that. learn that there was... This is, like, where you're like, all right, this was TJ's girlfriend. He was plowing this shit on the regular. Then he had to go out to California to do fuck knows what in the 80s in California or 70s or where the That'd fuck he moved star. out there. I'm oh probably god damn it if that guy tried to be a fucking actor we don't really know why he went out there but but why else would you go from Canada to Cali in the 80s like it was the peak of Hollywood bullshit oh I'm sure god he wanted to be an actor like the 80s was like fucking Hollywood TJ is such a fucking like 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 he's kind of a a stick in the mud kind of guy he never really shows a lot of emotion sometimes a little anger yeah um sometimes a little like creepy uh like capture women in his car <laughs> um kind of behaviors uh, good vibes but good vibes it's not like anything actor like um no, but yeah, definitely so. not so yeah they're they're in the bar they have this little shanty go off and uh sarah like goes to stand up and axel gets real like about it like well, where are you going she's like i just want to go put some music on axel there's a little continuancy er- error in this scene but it's not really worth covering it um that's as much as you're gonna get and then uh he's just like oh well <laughs> All right, and then he just, she just heads off. But conveniently, the jukebox, because this is the era of jukeboxes, still mm-hmm. is right next to the shuffleboard table. Also, the era of shuffleboard tables. And uh, who's at the shuffleboard table? TJ. TJ just playing shuffleboard by himself. Sarah wants to have a coy word with our dear boy TJ about uh, kind of mm-hmm. what's going on, about these vibes and feelings that everybody's got. And she basically gets over there. 
and uh, has a little change like it's basically saying like it's not fair and this and that and she's like you know you didn't have to go off to California he's like oh yeah this and that basically he ends up just getting pissed off at the conversation and just like storms off <sighs> lovers quarrel yep there's yep. a there's a love triangle happening. Just, just adds a little tension. The fact that she went over to talk to him kind of shows that she's still interested in some way Her and isn't fully over him. Are still moistened by TJ. Now a more appropriate time for that sound. Yeah, I mean Mabel wasn't making that. She def- Sarah, <laughs> definitely was not Sarah, making like that. Like twenty nine to thirty five somewhere, maybe twenty five to maybe eighteen to forty. We don't really know their age. That's probably the better range, eighteen but to forty. Sarah was definitely making some moist panty noises there. Um, so yeah, this is kind of though when we cut. Uh, I don't we cut to play to some shuffleboard. God damn it! Shuffleboard is sick. Is it's the one where you throw pucks on sand dust or s- sawdust? Is it sawdust? I think so. It's thing? what keeps things moving. It's a. Uh, it's like a. Instead of doing like the like an air hockey barrier, they just have dust. Yeah, it's like a sawdust. Hmm. Um, that they. Uh, News to me. Yeah, they put on the table, and uh, that's what makes things nice and slippery. Yeah, and then it, it's essentially. They could have used Sarah's panties at that table point. Tabletop curling. Because those were moist okay. and slippery. Uh, anyway, um, she was kind of hot. Yep. She's not nearly as hot as Patty, but we'll get into or that. Mabel. Uh, oh, I would have wrecked Mabel. I fucking, <laughs> she would have needed a hip replacement after this guy got a hold of her. Okay, okay. I just weigh a lot, so I would have broke her hip. Anyway. Um, we jump to the mayor and the sheriff yeah. in uh, some strange office. I believe it's the coroner. Or not a, well, maybe it's a coroner, I guess. I, don't I think know. Uh, like a medical examiner. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a better, better word for it. Medical. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, the sheriff, I believe, is the one on the phone. He's just getting off of the phone, and basically he was on with the Fair field, fair view, fair life, fair suck my cock hospital. Fairfax. That, that place is supposed to be Fairfax. Hey, that's a place in Canada. I Nova think. Scotia. Yeah, isn't it? I don't, I don't fucking know. Point is, they don't know what the fuck's going on, and uh, the nurses are just completely oblivious as to what may or may not have happened to Mr. Harry Horden. And that's that's all you really get there. And uh, we jump to. Um, we, we do find out that the heart they're examining was a thirty-year-old woman. And that's the woman from the beginning. Yes. And yes, the fact is. that she's around the same age as everyone else, that's why I assume that they're all 30. Yes, uh, that, exactly. That's, uh, all that's all what we I was, get. Yeah, we were basically just jumping to the ME, coming into the room, being like, so what's going on down there in Valentine Bluffs? Because, oh, yeah. you know, Valentine Bluffs is so fucking small, they don't even have a medical examiner. They had to go to Centerville or Suck My Cockville next door. Fairfax. Fairfax, sorry. Or right, no, it, this wasn't Fairfax. They were no. on the phone with I think Fairfax. It, I think they said it was like Centerville or something like yeah, that they, was the name of the town. They called a town farther away than the closer town they had to go to for a medical examiner. Yes. Because they live in a mine. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the ME comes in and uh, just like, yeah, y'all got a human heart on your hands. Looks like it was cut out by a butcher. Ha-ha. <laughs> What's going on down there in <laughs> Valentine's Bluffs? And uh, apparently the guy was around 20 years ago when the whole thing happened with Harry Warden. Because yeah, I was like, well, you remember Harry Warner? He's like, boy, do I. He's like, all right, well, if you fucking remember, then this whole severed heart thing shouldn't be that weird to you. Like, that should have been kind of your inclination off the get was kind of what my mindset was. This reminds me of 20 years ago, but uh, you know what? Maybe not. Yeah, Maybe, I guess not. You know, what's going on what's up going there? On? Oh, yeah, oh, I remember thing, that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fucking weird. <laughs> you fucking, hey, you're fucking weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, we, we just get we basically all we get out of that is that they can't really locate where Harry Warden is now. 
And they um, are examining the heart from the first kill in the movie, so we know that that first kill in the movie happened very recently. Also, the only fucks given about that bitch throughout the rest of the movie. Correct. And she was pretty hot. So. And it's also pretty rough to say fucks given, because I don't think they really cared. <laughs> no, no one we don't even know her fucking name. Distant, they have no fucks to give about this girl. I don't know what her name was in the credits, but it's probably bitch with the heart tattoo. I wonder what it was. Probably bitch with the heart tattoo. It could be. I would have put it as that. It would have been a cheeky way to put her in the credits. Or Mind Slut. Stick with Mind Slut. I like mind that Mind Slut, dude. I got to find like me that. a Mind Slut, bro. It's a German <laughs> connotation, too. Mind Slut. Mind Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> oh. All right. So now we get to a, a little more fun killer action. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes, we do. We're already here. We're here. All right. I mean, we're still pretty much on pace. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I can't believe we're here. We're here. We're here. So we're about to approach the scene where our shit got all fucked up last time. So hopefully all go well and we deliver it well. I just jinxed it. Okay. So. Uh, oh, man. We're fucked. It's nighttime. You're not even through all the Yu Gi Oh cards yet. It's true. <laughs> there are a few of these. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck I could possibly <laughs> use that. I'm gonna go Wait. ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and lay down the one where I know there's nothing that I could do. It's called Neo Spacian Marine Dolphin. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with a Neo Spacian Marine Dolphin. Okay, hold on. That's a great picture because <laughs> Neo Spacian Marine Dolphin. Uh, fuck, dude. It's a bit of a uh, an oxymoron to be like Spacian but also still marine. Yeah, how do you live in space but also in the no water? No fucking water, just chilling in space. You got to get down to a planet where there's something going on. I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh is pissing me off with this one. I'm going to have to have a I talk with the I was really hoping writers. for a blue-eyes white dragon in this pack. Oh, I figured that. Oh I, figured it was, I figured it was my day, but Isn't I, that like the biggest card? It, it was like when Yu-Gi-Oh was really just kind of getting going, it was the fucking card. The card. It there was, was black the dragon red eyes or red yeah, eyes yeah, black red dragon. Eyes, black, something like that. That yeah, was yeah. the bad guy. I was more of a Pokemon guy. Same. But, you know, I still I, I got a little exposure. If you fucking took out of that pack right now and was like, oh, anyway, here's a fucking holographic first edition charge. I mean, I'd fucking <laughs> shit myself. I would literally poop all up in this chair. It did come with a, a rare that has like a, a fucking semi holographic name. It's all it's all glittery and shit. I'll work that one in. What is that? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Oh, There's not okay. a lot of time left. All right, fair enough. You but, can uh, work that in. You I have, can work an, that I have in. an idea of how to use it still. Sure. Not 100% yet. Let me naturally continue the conversation and see what magic you could. I just figured Wasn't out there a spot like a in the deck, dark so. You are quite the dark magician with these cards. Okay. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Is it? Dark magician. Oh, okay. I remember this one. That sounds more like a like a magic card. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's dark magician. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd look it up later, but I'm pretty sure I was right on that. Uh, anyway, yes, we're cutting to uh, uh, Mabel having sex with the sheriff. No, never Ooh, mind. Um, uh, we're just cutting to... Violent um, sex is what we meant to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's nighttime. We, uh, we've got these foreboding legs just uh, sort of creeping along. Yes. And uh, we, uh, we get a little bit of a POV action. This is uh, another time where we get a little bit more of a harken back to what was probably almost directly stolen from Halloween. If you don't know what POV means, just go to um, www.pornhub.com. And then in the search bar at that website, type in POV, and you'll completely understand what the fuck that means. And you'll probably have a new addiction. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Where are we? We're at Mabel's laundromat, the old Osborne laundromat. And yes. she's in there fixing the problem Howard fucking created. Yep. Mabel would not have been here if Howard wasn't a fuck. But, alas, she's here and shit's about to get bad for dear old Miss Mabel. So... We do. I do like though that they did. They did give us the first look um, since the very beginning of of the movie with the killer. That, that that was very much a third person point of view with the killer. Yeah. And then this is through the eyes of the killer. And we go into a, a little bit more later on this, um, or we will. Um, in my in my mind, I think we might talk about this later a week ago, but. <laughs> I like that they borrow this from Halloween. Even though Halloween came out earlier, this was something that was um, not new, but borrowed. It is a great way to introduce, like, the killers here. Do you know the year that the original Halloween came out off the top of your head? 1979. I'm going to find out just to... uh... Or it might be in 1978. 1978 might have been the first Star Wars. 78. Oh yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Seventy-eight. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of that fucking show, that movie. The new the new when the new Halloween came out, I fucking jizzed they through had the entire Jamie movie again, which is I, pretty amazing. And I like the style. Um, it it completely it only takes into canon the first movie, not even the second when she's at the hospital. Which this is not a podcast about fucking Halloween, but oh god, I love that franchise. Just saying. Oh god, I'm having one. Oh. It may be in the zeitgeist of movies that are definitely, like, well-known and massive, but it would be worth covering it at some point relative to this being a horror podcast. And if you want to do that, oh, we can definitely do ooh, that. Oh, don't get me started. These fucking episodes are going to go from three hours to three days. <laughs> I fucking love Halloween. Content. Uh, co- hey, content. As long as we don't fucking what we need. fuck up our recordings, <laughs> it's content. Everything will be fine. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we yeah. get that view um, when we see that it's Mabel inside of, right. of this uh, uh, laundromat. Yep, and she uh, she's kind of doing a little something. Some is like, ah, I gotta head to the back room real quick, and she sort of fucks off and heads off back that way. And uh, yeah, that we're again kind of, we got this POV view, and it's right about this time that I would say the killer gets like a real amulet of ambition, kind of like around his neck, and like really just sort of heads in, he, like does this real awkward push of the door and gets into the fucking laundry room and just starts like looking around and like kind of surveying how he's going to handle what's about to fucking happen. Did you, so I don't, so I, I only knew cause I'm sitting there just kind of watching my notes, paying attention, trying to make good content. And I heard the card slap on the table. You said amulet of ambition. Yes. Cause definitely. I just really hurt you. You mumbled through that part. You got that part pretty quick. I just heard ambition. Oh, okay. That was beautiful. Thank that you. That was well played off. Thank you. I fucking hate this so much. <laughs> you've done you've done five cards really well, and then we also talked about the uh, Neo Spacian Dolph Marine or Marine Dolphin. Dolph Same Dolph Marine. Dolph Lundgren. I don't <laughs> Dolph know what's Lundgren. The Marine. Uh, <laughs> that one was good. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, continue, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, he he does like this really awkward push, like very like, look, it's my hand, like kind of like that. Really like, this is a POV shot. Is You're basically looking what this through conveys. my eyes now. Yeah, and then he walks in and he like takes a look at some shit, sets down another one of these crafty little heart boxes, and uh, ends up just sort of like backing that ass up right into this like little corner that's right in the front of the building. <laughs> Back that ass up. Um, so yeah, he 
somewhat like hides himself, I guess. It's dark outside, but I mean, it's a laundromat. There's dark corners, but whatever. He's now, he's kind of out of scene, and now we get a third party look again. Um, at, at, I guess, Mabel yeah. coming back in from the the back the, the back room yeah back like room. whatever that is like yeah the manager's office or whatever the fuck it is i don't fucking know but she, uh, she has like a cup of tea or something i don't know she was thirsty i guess is what she yeah yeah she for. had a cup of tea um so <clears throat> yeah we 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 uh we cut to mabel do we know um, who jake is jake see i don't know anyone's name in this movie I'm like, gonna, ever look, at this point. I'm going to look up the IMDb and see if we can figure out the first name of, like, or whose first name Jake was. They talk about Jake. Well, yeah, she, when she comes back and she notices the gift, she goes, Jake, is that you? And I'm just like, who the Jake? fuck is Jake? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. All right. I just, I just have no idea who the fuck Jake is. I mean, maybe it's like a boyfriend she has that we don't really know. But I'm pr- I'm pretty sure she says Jake. Did we? Maybe, c- maybe it was Jack, and I misheard. But I did we swore. also cover though that um, the killer was looking at a lot of Halloween shit in this laundromat? No, I don't think so. What do, what do you mean? Because when he comes into the laundromat, we get a view of like all of the um, decorations for Halloween. The ho- oh, the whole town is excited for this Halloween dance, right? Or not Valentine's Valentine's Day. Okay, that makes more That's sense. What, yes, yeah. yes. I'm saying Halloween because I'm retarded. And I have Halloween on the mind right now. I'm slow. I'm sorry. We accept you. Um, So, no, Valentine's. All the Valentine's decorations. He he comes into the... He comes in, and this is kind of where we're we're led on that Harry Warden trail of Harry Warden, Halloween, killer. He's looking at all these decorations before he hides himself in that back corner. We get a cut of all of it, like... Valentine's fucking this, Valentine's this, yeah, fucking yeah. heart here, streamers, shit like that. Yeah, so poster it, for the dance coming up, shit, yeah. all sorts of shit. So Everything's Valentine's themed, which, you know, it's not supposed to be a fucking Valentine's celebration at this yeah, point. Yeah, Harry, Harry Warden had said, never had a Valentine, don't ever have a Valentine dance ever again. So, kind of lends to that. That's when we come back to that third party scene then, after he backs away, and we see Mabel. Um... And she's got that Valentine candy box sitting on the counter. And Jack or John or... Whoever the fuck it was. Yeah, I, I didn't find anything. Couldn't find anything. IMDb. Is that from you? Or is that you? And then that's when she finds the box on, on the table, right? And goes yes. over to it. Now, what is that note? The note inside of this box says, Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, now so are you. Uh, and then uh, you know you get the uh, close up on just her eyes, like uh, looking up from reading, and uh, she's got the startled eyes look. And then the lights go out, and uh, shit's about to get real for Miss Mabel, poor Miss Osborne. Um, so here is where we diverge again um, from. No, we don't see that yet, do we? See what? We see. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, not, not quite yet. Not the, quite yet. The actual murder happens before we get to the divergence. Sure, and we got to get all the way up to the divergence because she was tumbling around. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe we're yeah. this segment after this recording. Yeah, picks yeah, yeah. Up okay, all right. I'm, we just saw the <laughs> yes. reveal. Yeah. I thought we were already there. We're not. Which sucks um, because I have a really good card for what would happen like right after the. Uh, we have to get there after the cop. Well, I mean, we we cover it in a separate section, so we'd be double covering. No, it, we don't. Unfortunately, what? Where the we, reveal? D- we just came back from Mabel tumbling around, is what I heard. Right. Yeah, that's we true. We got to get up true. there. I'm, I'm saying I have a card for that part where they're kind of coming back from that and dealing with the aftermath. Oh, I have a really good damn, card. Damn, really? Yeah. All right, all we'll good. have to play it. I anyway. had a good plan for it. Um, so, anyway, I thought we were already there. We're not. Um, and so, what we see here, though, is um, when we cut from her eyes, is the, um, the minor. I will refer to him as from this point out. Um, it's, it's implied that it's Harry fucking Warden, mm-hmm. Lizzie Borden, whoever. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's him in his, all his minor gear and <laughs> breathing like Darth Vader. Um, and he starts, does he whack at her right away? Or he starts pushing her towards the back room because they're they're towards yeah. the front at first. Yeah, sort of starts cornering cornering her towards the back room where she came from. So is like, there a curtain? Yeah, there's a curtain to that back room. So the way the scene sort of plays out. So when he comes in and he sets this box down, there's this uh, sort of alcove off to his right hand side before the start of all the washing machines or drying machines, whatever ones they are. And that's where he's able to hide. And that's where yeah he's able to hide like. But it's just like this straight back little corner. It only goes back like, I don't know, maybe eight to ten feet or so. And it's not like a dark corner or anything like that. But he, like, he t- manages to tuck back there and he's hidden or whatever else. Movie magic. And uh, Yeah, exactly. And the uh, little box he sets down is right on the corner of a table that is basically flush with this little alcove. And so the lights go out and uh, she's standing at this table near this alcove and you know, he comes out of the alcove at this point and she's, she's startled. So she has a, a moment to make a bit of a move and like kind of get away from him a little bit. Right. As he starts like kind of approaching her, I can't remember if he swings at her and whiffs on it the first time or not, but she starts backing up like, Oh my God. Ah! 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 There is a lot of whiffing in this scene though. Tons of whiffing in this scene. In f- in fact, there's a lot of wind-ups that never actually come to fruition, <laughs> as it turns out, which is a very strange thing to watch the first time through. I wish I would have seen this through all of my multiple viewings, but I did not notice this. This is uh, you. This yes, is all you. Definitely. Definitely happened. So so anyway, she's basically backing up down this little uh, alleyway of washing machine slash table on the other side, and uh, she trips over her own feet, falls on her ass. Oh, my God. And then like, right as she tries to stumble back to her feet a little bit, you get a brief look at the killer and he like raises up his pickaxe and then you get back to her actually getting to her feet and she's like trying to get towards that little uh, curtained room. And then as she's trying to get towards the curtain room after having now gotten to her feet again, we get a quick look back at the killer again and he raises his fucking pickaxe a second time. Still hasn't swung yet that we know of, at least not that we've seen. And uh, she manages to, like, kind of stumble through this fucking set of curtains a little bit. Like, just enough so that her body's sort of through, but, like, not entirely. Like, they're still, like, stuck on her shoulder type of thing. He grabs her by the hair, pulls her back into the room, reels up for a fucking third time, finally actually swings on this bitch. So there's, like, three full wind-ups before he actually swings. And, again, like, we have no idea based off of how the scene plays as to whether or not he actually ever swung any of those other times or if this is just some, like, weird continuance error of, like, well, this is what we got for footage. We got to fucking use it. It's the best we got. And just, like, kept putting the fucking, the reel up in there and just, like, let it happen. I don't know. It, it was just, like, a weird 
Con- uh, when you find continuancy errors, it's usually like a kind of one and done for the most part, you know? It's a pretty quick thing. And in this one, it was just like... This happened like three times. It happened three times where he fucking reeled back before anything actually happened. It was, so, just, like, it was just awkward to me watching it. I feel like they wanted cuts of the the minor um, to cut to from... Because Mabel's tumbling back. They, I think they wanted to show a sense of Mabel trying to escape um, a little bit more... Instead of her just like immediately falling over and like that being it, yeah, they wanted to show like more of an escape, more of like a terror sign. That'd be fair, but and I think so they recorded a lot of that of Mabel like moving and like saying ah all that, but the only thing they had of the fucking goddamn fucking minor was him raising his axe like forty times. Have you watched back to this and actually seen it yet? No, I didn't go back and watch this movie. I should have. Fair enough. Um, I just you know, it's been busy. No, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> Um, I should watch this scene though because it went, the first time you brought it up, it made me laugh my ass off <laughs> that I did not realize that this dude is fucking like, I'm gonna do it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really gonna get you. Hold on. Uh, not yet. Ah, like, ah, all right, fuck you. I've been okay. having some <laughs> rotator cuff injuries, and you know, it's kind of hard to get it up there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of where we cut though from from this. We kind of assume. That Mabel is uh, dead. Yeah, yeah, and and this is where uh, we kind of come back to it. Oh, no, no, no. So, oh no. Oh yeah, we have a whole other scene to get through because I forget there's a cut yes, away from the fucking laundry map yes. between that and uh, her body being found. There's more, PD. Okay, all right. Okay, I feel you. I see what's up. Yeah. Okay. So it turns out we're not on ta- on uh, on par with what we did last time. We're actually probably going to go longer than we did the first time recording this part yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Because I I thought we were getting there, and then I look at it, and I'm like, oh, we're not there. That's what I was trying to mention earlier. Yeah, we got this whole other scene we got to go yeah. through still before we get back to that part. And what a scene it is. Oh, what a scene it is. Because we cut to um. The boys. The boys. And they're in a junkyard. They're in a because uh, you know, as you do, you hanging out in junkyards. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is this is this is when uh, last time we recorded this, I told you about my childhood hanging out in a junkyard. Oh <laughs> god, that was like a good twenty minute set of Petey's childhood that everyone's gonna miss out on, and I know. Yeah, it's not worth you guys finding out a second time now. So long story short, Petey had a strange childhood that I immediately judged, but through Hearing all of it, God, that's a good childhood. It's man. pretty rad. It's it's not bad, man. This guy, he did he didn't have his mom singing him fucking hymns of serial killers, <laughs> but he had a good childhood. Nah, she was working and trying to support the little bit of a life we fucking had. <laughs> that was uh, weird. <laughs> that was what I had going on too. You know, small town, fucking town of three hundred. Go had to go to a different town to go to school. The town was so small. Like, yeah, there was a lot of shit. There was a lot of poop, like excrement. Oh, yeah, yeah. I told you about the playing tag with shit stories. Yeah, there, there's, there was a good chunk of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you had a lot of fun as a kid. It was a good time. Yeah. You have a really good immune system, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, you it's probably don't bad. ever get sick. You could walk <laughs> into a public restroom. like once a year. <laughs> like, you could like walk like into a public sick. restroom, lick the toilet seat, and be like, nothing I can probably won't me. do that. But you yeah, could. I could. I bet you could. Maybe I could. Jeez. Doctors need to look at Sounds you. risky. And take your blood. We got a whole. I have a whole scene to consider. Oh, sorry, that I sorry. Consider yeah. with my car. That's here. what I was saying. Oh my lord. So let's get back on it. We yes, at the less, boys. Less. They're at the junkyard. 
and yeah, they're yeah. um uh so it's they're like, cooking food off of their radiator in their car. Yeah, it's it's the fucking how do you make that the seem middle normal? of the fucking night. They're in the middle of this fucking weird junkyard. There's one car apparently in the entire goddamn place that runs. There's these like phantom cricket sounds just going on around the fucking the uh, junkyard there. And uh, you really didn't have any idea we're about to record this scene and then just pull phantom crickets I was able to pull phantom out. crickets out of that. That was pretty easy. Because I was I like, like, wait, I don't remember cricket noises. Yeah, no, oh, there's these phantom cricket sounds. Petey playing the phantom cricket card <laughs> they're, from they're, fucking <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. This guy's got through damn near the whole fucking deck already. Out I can't believe he does cards, this. I got four left. <laughs> four left. And the, the only one that was unplayable we've already talked about, and I'm expecting big things from here on out. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, there, there's not a whole lot of great options here relative to it being the 80s, but uh, I'm I know just, this, this I'm one with the sparkly. I'm live just, just in case I can. You can make the sparkly one happen. Yeah, that one, I, I have a, an okay plan for that one still. And we might just rehash a scene just so I can play it, but... From here on out, I want to, I, I want this to become like a, a very rare but standard fixture to these podcasts because this shit is <laughs> funny as fuck to me, and I don't care if this makes it so much harder to listen to as a podcast. <laughs> and if anyone listens to this and they're like, get on with it, I don't fucking care about your life because this makes me so fucking happy. It's one of the few times I wish there was a video element involved. <laughs> just so people can watch Funniest fu I'm like listening to you, agreeing, like <laughs> nodding my head over here, like, yep, that's what happened. Yep. Looking through my notes. Yep, yep, yep. And then all of a sudden, Wham! Phantom crickets. I'm yeah. like, shut the fuck <laughs> There's almost fuck no reaction off, when I laid dude. that card. It took him a second to be like, oh, wait. He just said a thing, and then a card went down. <laughs> it was beautifully played. Oh, uh, fuck. So, we, yeah. I want to talk about the fact that fucking Fatboy McGee, um, we don't learn his name. Or we, have we learned his name? Yeah, Hollis. I, I swear to God, they only tell names like way after you need to know their name. I can't remember when they very first say Hollis. I, th I think they say Hollis's name relatively early, maybe in the bar. In the initial bar scene, I think, is when they say his name the first time. I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's pretty, like... <laughs> It's like standard conversation with these people. Like every time I see you, I don't be like, "Hey, it's Petey," and then like a whole like laugh track and like claps go on. Like, <laughs> "Hey, Petey, enter the scene. That's Petey." Oh, that huh? was a fucking thing. <laughs> we don't get that right. So, um, I mean, it makes it a little bit more natural in conversation where they don't say everyone's name as soon as they come on camera. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it still makes it very difficult once you start hearing names to like associate it to a face. So for like watching a movie, it's kind of tough to like. Who is this character? What is their name? And then they say a name, and you're like, who the fuck is that? It's a little, like, that was the hardest thing I had with this. And I'm bad with names anyway. Yeah, fair so, enough. So, I mean, so for me, like, I need to, like, concrete, make that fucking connection immediately, or I will not fucking remember anyone's name. Dude, there, there's so many podcasts where we do this, and I, like, in my notes, I make up names for 50% of the movie before <laughs> I have any idea who the fuck is who. <laughs> and sometimes, like, uh, like, when Josh and I did The Quiet Place... God, I can't remember the name I used specifically, but for like the the daughter that has like the weird eyes, I call I think I called her like squinty eyes or fat face or something like that for easily fifty percent of the movie before I had any idea what her name was. I have still not watched The Quiet Place. That's okay. It, it's not a need to see. It's not bad. The second one's I coming it on its way soon, so, so it's be worth seeing for that. But that's what I want to see. 
is I want to see this now that's becoming kind of a, a continuation. I want to be able to watch the movie. I've heard like mixed reviews, but also there's mixed reviews for like um, everything, uh, every horror movie ever. <laughs> yeah, mm. horror is a mixed fucking genre. If it, it can get me to jump or feel anything inside because I'm a dead soulless individual, it is a good fucking movie at that. That's why I like horror so much. If it gets me to jump or even something like this that's so campy that gets me to laugh and be interested in it, I like it. That's why I liked fucking Paranormal Activity. The fucking, like, I was on the edge of my seat. Yes, there was no, like, big reveal, and it wasn't, like, extraordinarily yeah, scary, yeah. per se, or bloody, like, Saw or anything like that. But the fact that it can, like, elicit such, like, I'm sitting there like, holy fuck, man, what's <laughs> going to happen? I like that sense mm -hmm. of, of of suspense. Yeah. I like And, and, and um, for a good movie to... For a movie to do that uh, is what I consider a good movie. I'm kind of the same with books. I like visceral, like intense shit when it comes to my books too. Like I've been on this audiobook tear lately, and it's not quite been the visceral level, but like Chuck Palahniuk is one of my favorite authors for shit mm -hmm. like that. He just does crazy shit in every fucking book he does. For anybody not aware, he's the guy that wrote Fight Club, and he's got a whole fucking slew of books beyond that. But so I'm not a huge book reader. Me I've either. read my fair share. That's why I'm on an audiobook thing. Um, <laughs> but I have I have done audiobooks, and I must say. Um, listening to somebody else narrate the book changes the way I would have probably perceived it. I don't know. It's just list Interesting. instead of listening to my own internal monologue internal voice, on something, yeah. and like I create this. I just know, like listening through somebody else's, I get more of their interpretation on it. Even though it's it's not like they're giving me their their idea, they're just simply reading mm -hmm. the words. I don't make the same like vibrant imagination that I did when I was reading books. Because I'm almost the opposite of that. When I'm reading, I'm so focused on getting across the words and making sure that, like, I've read what I'm supposed to read. And, like, I'm, I don't know, like, I, I'm just a shitty reader is, sure, is, the, real, I am is the reality I, here. I should read more, So, like, honestly. I'm bad at fucking reading in general. I'm a slow reader. And I'm just, like, I'm not good at the theater of the mind element that mm -hmm. usually comes with that. So, like, having somebody read it to me and all I have to do is take in the words. I'm a good listener. That's what yeah. got me through fucking high school. Like, I didn't study. I didn't do homework. But I was a great listener. So I could just sit through class and pass every test and be fine. Like, sure. I'm really good at listening. So, like, when I do this, it's it just feels more natural. Like, I really get this, like, whole image built up because I'm not having to focus on, oh, this word that I don't know and you know, me being me. I, I was like, oh, I haven't seen that word before. Then I go out of my way and I look it up and I'm doing this whole definition thing and I get mm -hmm. distracted by that. Then I get back to my book. And I'm like, what the fuck did I read for the last two paragraphs? Fuck it. I'm just going to pick up here anyway. It's just there's too many distractions for me when I'm, for me when I'm reading. So, so it's a big win for me in audiobooks. What's weird, and we're diverging a lot here and we probably shouldn't. Who gives a fuck? Um, Suck but, my asshole. You know, okay. Anybody complaining, it, baby. Well, you can do that too. I know it's, it's clean. pretty clean. It's yeah. I know it's clean. I've heard <laughs> these conversations. That shit is fucking. It's like babies have more hair on their ass than Petey but does. You can see my hair is uh, moist. I showered not long before you got here. It's, that shit is nice. It's not um, bad. I'll tell you how it tastes later. Um, I'm enough. a big ass eater. Hell yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, for me, when I read though, I because I'm not a very good reader either. It takes me a long time to read. Yeah. Um, I didn't pick it up as a habit as a kid. I, it was more or less uh, something I had to do for school. You're a reread paragraphs three times kind of guy. Um, because sometimes my mind would drift off other places, Damn. and I was yeah. the the words were crossing my eyes. Mm -hmm. They were being read in my internal monologue, mm -hmm. but I wasn't imprinting it in like an actual like understanding yeah. yep. way. Agreed. Um, Same. Now, on the rare occasions when I found a book that I actually liked, one of the ones that I always bring up to people, and it's never, like, no one knows it, it's called Eyes of the Dragon by um, Stephen King. Okay. It's the only book he did that wasn't, like, explicitly horror. It was a fantasy novel. Okay. And he wrote it for his daughter, who didn't like horror. That book, 
I remember being so invested in that fucking book that this whole like like images were in my head. Like I had my internal monologue too. I hear I like I think in voices. Like some people think in just thoughts. Mm-hmm. Some people, but like it was like a com- a combination. I was I had that internal monologue. I was reading the words, but also there was a picture in my head. I, I was able to like get in so invested in this fucking book that I, I was in that world yeah. while also reading. Very rare, but that thing when it happens, it's great. And um, I have no idea what this has to fucking do with this goddamn movie, <laughs> but it just <laughs> yeah, reminds me that I should try to read more because that shit is kind of tight, bro. It can be. Audiobooks dude. usually I just hear them and I just hear the message being conveyed. I don't get invested in that world. Oh fuck, um, dude! I just got finished with a four book series and it was so fucking good. It's like, a lot faster when it's audiobook too, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Still, I mean, it's still you just like take it eight in. hours each, eight or nine hours Jesus. each. Yeah. It, by the way, Stephen King's It, 40-hour audiobook. 40-hour audiobook? It's a 40-hour. It took me a full me? work week to get through that fucking book. The longest audiobook was 10 hours for me. That was It. Yeah. 40? Like, the ones that of the series I just got through were between 8 and 11 hours. Yeah, that's standard. That's pretty normal. Yeah. yeah. The one I just started, I think, is like 15 hours or something. American Psycho I just started, like, uh, Friday, yesterday. Sure, okay. Um, Ooh, American Psycho was an amazing should movie. Be, it should be good. I don't. I haven't read the book, but that movie... Have you seen the movie? Uh, not really. Like, I've With put Christian it on, Bale? but, like, I was stoned and whatever else, and I fell asleep, Ooh, so, like... watch that aggressively sober. Aggressively sober? Wow, yeah. That's a, that's a different place. Like, just, like, you're like, ugh. Then okay. watch that movie. Oh, my... Christian Bale does a great job. Christian Bale is a great actor, and he's more than just Batman. He also did a movie. Um, this is beside the point. Uh, I forget what it's called, but he had to drop a lot of weight for the it. Machinist. I just, the Machinist. Yes, I just I just watched the Machinist. I've not seen it. I just know that that's a thing. Thank you. Uh, wow, I'm the guy that watched it, and you're like, I know about it. Yeah, um, that's very much me in my whole life. <laughs> I've heard you. of that thing. The Here's Machinist. Here's a fact about it. <laughs> I've never experienced it or watched it, but that's a thing. Here's the thing. I recommend the movie. <laughs> it's not really a horror movie. It's more of kind of just a mindfuck movie. Um, that's like the same with Donnie Darko. I like those okay. kind of like mind fuck movies where it's like, what the fuck did I just actually fucking watch? <laughs> yeah. I like that shit too. Feel um, that. Christian Bale, great actor. Watch fucking American Psycho. Back to like retreating back. <laughs> back to I you. They go to fucking Ace Ventura. <laughs> back to you and um, American Psycho book. Um, yeah, man, I hope you like it, but also watch that movie because uh, Christian Bale does a great job in that, and that movie is fucking sweet. Like most book-to-movie situations, it's almost best to watch the movie first so that you're like, okay, I got the the, the watered-down version, now let's get the full version. I've heard that with books, too, and I've, I've experienced it very rarely because a lot of like what people love as movies, I've only seen the movie and never read the book. Right, Harry same, Potter, same. shit like that. Like, yeah. I only yep. see the movies. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the best way to do it. However... With Christian Bale's, like, dude, I, I don't want. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm sucking his dick right now. I don't know. That's fine. But it's his acceptable. portrayal in that movie is sick. The there the one you might have already seen. There's memes of it. Um, you might like he. There's a scene where he's uh, gonna do something bad to somebody, and he's got on a whole like rain suit, like a poncho, like a see-through poncho. Yeah, I've seen images of the poncho suit. I, I don't know yes. really what ensues, but I, I've seen that part, yeah. Talking about, you might have seen that meme where he's like pointing to the side and looking. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, Huey Lewis in the news okay. and a certain album. The, like the, 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 the psychotic 
break that's happening in this character's mind and the way he he portrays that is so investing. I was like, I couldn't t- I couldn't look away. Usually, like, I'm the type of guy like if a movie doesn't get me like. Like you're, it's not stroking my G spot enough. Yeah. If it's not up <laughs> on my shit, just giving me the old fucking. Uh, I'm gonna look at my phone, do something, just kind of like pay that. attention. Yeah. This movie had me like, damn, that, <laughs> that shit right there is, wow. It, and it's definitely considered like a masterpiece in cinema, as far yeah. as like that. This, uh, excuse me, the genre. Uh, it's, it's something I feel like I just need to see, and I just never have like taken the time to watch. I don't even know what genre earnestly. it is. It's psychological horror is probably what I would categorize it based off of everything I know it was, about it. So it gave me the same feel as like Fight Club. Was okay. Fight Club horror? Nah, I wouldn't say it is. It was kind of twisty. It's definitely twisty. It doesn't have the twist at the end that Fight Club had. It has a, a thriller, I guess, is the category it it's would a maybe thriller. sit into. This is a thriller. Fight Club. Which, by the way, book to movie actually sits really well. Really? That's yeah, actually one that sits really well. The book is rather thin, and so, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, they actually get a lot of it. Like, they get the vast majority of the book right in it. Fuck, it's one th- of the few book to movies I've ever actually done. A and thin like, book and two-and-a-half-hour well movie seems like they got it all in there. Then. Yeah, they really did. Like, there's not much that they fuck around with. They'll take a fucking thousand-page movie and turn it into, or a thousand-page book and turn it into a fucking hour-and-a-half movie. Right. Exactly. Which is like, okay, you're, we're missing a lot here, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. A lot of character development's <laughs> yeah. missing. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's usually a big fucking problem. <laughs> um, I mean, shit, that's the Harry Potter books even to a certain degree. Those are like five, six, seven hundred page books easily, and I've they turn been, into an hour and a half, two hour movie. I've been told to read them. I'm not a huge reader. It's too it, many books. It sounds so much work. Getting through the movies alone, I watched the movies that are like five years ago for the first time in my life. Yeah. I, I still haven't earnestly watched... Half Blood Prince, um, probably the last three movies actually. It's probably the ones I haven't watched. What the the ha- the one and two, the, the part one and two, and then I think Half Blood Prince was the other one. I can't remember specifically, but yeah, the last like three movies are the ones I haven't really watched at all. They're good. I, I watched them all over the course of a week. It had been so long. Deathly Hollow is part one and two. That's what I was trying to think of. Yes, that's the last two. Seven and eight, I think there are. Yeah. Um, it's technically like the seventh book, but it's split into eight movies or something like that. Yeah. If I have the numbers wrong, I'm sorry, Harry Potter fans. I've put them um, on and I've been like, you know, doing this, jerking off, whatever else, where it's like just sort of playing in the background. But like, it's worth it. And I think the way the movies were filmed, too, the way they, they were filmed over the course of so many years, and like the books also take a course over many years, and like the actors grow into their roles as, as like they're meant to. Yeah, yeah. Um, they use the same actors and shit. It was actually a really great franchise now and here it actually gets a little more like adult themed and like it sort of grows with the audience to a certain degree as it goes on like if they went wrong, from still a if PG-13, they went from 10 PJ movie, to like, 15 and that's the kind of growth you're talking about yes yeah like it doesn't get dark dark but as an adult you can read into things from what i've understood and be like yeah i could see how that was that's actually pretty dark when i read when i watched the movies i didn't read any of the books when i when i watched the movies at like 20 like my late 20s they did go a little from like more childlike to, I guess, a little bit more dark, but I mean, don't read too much into that. You slap, you slap me with some magic, and I'm in anyway. So like, that's what I like. That's about all it. it takes for me. It is was a sick. little bit of magic. Anyway, yeah, we're not talking about we, Harry. We Potter. can jump back to this. So we've got our fucking crickets. We're we're in the fucking junkyard. We're in the junkyard. Yeah. Um, the the thing I want to bring up that that fucking blows my mind is Hollis. That's where this all started. Um, 
Yeah, you've thrown a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards oh, down yeah, already. Phantom There's cricket. a That's lot a of fucking. I couldn't remember cards. the name of the Phantom Cricket. We've all been of a past sudden. the Phantom Crickets. <laughs> um, yeah, Phantom Crickets. We're in the fucking cybernetic zone that is the fucking the junkyard there. Like Hollis is cooking you some just meat. Fu- no, on- shut the fuck up. Cybernetic zone is it? Wait, where is this card? You just th- <laughs> no. That one was Hollis so is, obvious. Hollis is cooking some meat on the fucking radiator, <laughs> and uh- no, no, we okay. All right, we'll get past the card. I had weaved that like ten where- minutes ago. I was like, I gotta try to get to that at some. The point. The cybernetic zone was a card. That one was not. I called that one. We're not in any cyberspace here. <laughs> Um, we are, uh, we are in the junkyard. God damn it, Pete. It It was beautiful. We are in the zone, though. Um, I want to talk about this, that in the 80s, apparently you drive a car to a junkyard, hang out with your friends, and then cook your sandwiches on the radiator of your car. I want to do it. With, like, tinfoil. I want to do it. That's some fucking hood rat shit that I'm trying to get into. Like, I never seen that. I I mean, I'm I'm born in the 90s, right? I mean, I I came through in my childhood in in the 2000s for the most part is, you know, my earliest memories is like early 2000s, late 90s. Mm -hmm. We had microwaves. Yeah, definitely had microwaves. Um, There are things, there are hot plates that plug into the fucking, like, cigarette lighter of your car. Right. That make food hot. We Mm -hmm. use that. I'm a plumber. We use that in the trades. We use that on jobs when we have our hot lunches. (laughs) Yeah. We don't just open up our car, <laughs> throw, Leave it running. throw a little bit of tinfoil <laughs> of your radiator, and heat your sandwich that turkey way. Turkey for a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're at. Is uh, They're kind of all hanging out. They're making food off of a radiator, which is, Jesus Christ, that still blows my mind. Pretty rad. Um, uh, but we yeah, we're in a POV shot, though, here also. Yes. So we, we it's, it's, it's it starts with a third person, though, I think. When we come into the scene, we see him on the radiator. They're hanging yep, out. Yep. Then we cut to that POV. Yes, correct. Look of someone and, behind like cars or and junk. Yeah, they're sort of in this like encircled area where this car is that they're cooking their food on. And yeah, that the POV is like we're sort of outside of this circle of safety or whatever you want to call it, like this little cybernetic zone, if you will, <laughs> as oh, it were. God. And uh, just imagine the junkyard scene from My Little Toaster. For anybody who's seen My Little Toaster, there you go. That's or the, a, that's the, a fun the little, little to- reference. Or the Brave Little Toaster. Brave the Little Toaster. Brave little toaster. The Brave Little Toaster. There you go. That that's movie's the one. terrifying. I'm, I still can't relate, but you have never seen the movie. I mean, it's another one of those I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, re- I remember it from childhood a little bit, but like, it's not like a oh this and then this is seen this happens and then this scene this happens. Like I don't I don't have that going on. The movie's dark. Is it for a kid? I know there's a heated blanket that talks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they all talk. It's yeah, they all talk. It's wildly <laughs> dark and unsettling. As an adult, it's still wildly dark and unsettling. Okay. And they show this to kids like, here's a kid's movie for you. All right. Watch that sometime. Take some mushrooms, smoke some weed, okay. and then like, you know, do something really crazy. That will feel dark then. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for anyone that's seen that movie, this is the situation we're in. Yeah. Um, it is a very circled uh <laughs> can't use that card. Can't use that one either. Uh, I got one left. I'll f- I can fit those in. Um, I've said that to my balls about a asshole and a vagina. There you go. Those are yours to fit in. Um, Figure it out. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. right? I was uh, like, the well, one I, the I, one really I could do something do with. with, the other one. Cybernetic zone was a stretch enough. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> these two are going to be rough. So, we are in a POV look in yeah. this circular, like, they found like the one circular spot where you can hang out in a junkyard. Super rad, by the way. And the POV shot is 
is kind of like circling through like cars and junk. Um, yeah, looking through a lot of like door uh, window frames of old shitty cars and stuff like that, like sort of focusing on the group that's cooking shit around the vehicle, but also still encircling this area. More or less panning, but yeah. still in, like encircling it, yeah, making yeah. the seem, seem like this killer miner is stalking this group. Precisely. Um. So yeah. Um. They. Uh, Oh god, what is it? Are we get a Oh, sorry, yeah. All right. So, battery's dead. Don't worry about it. We're back at it. We're coming back. And uh we're talking about the camera panning around uh, all the junk in the junkyard. Yep, 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 yep. And it pans around and who do we see? Oh, it's Axel. Axel. Yes. He's in he's the one sitting in the car. Yes. Just fucking drinking booze, feeling bad. And we um, find out that instead of it being the miner that was panning around, we are given just this earthbound wave oh of an earthquake. You son of a bitch! <laughs> that it's not the killer. I just you laid son of a bitch. I laid a Yu-Gi-Oh card I'm and proud put of one you. in that fucking so PD didn't think he could. Woo! I'm proud of you, man. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yes, you you snatched the penny from my <laughs> hand, bro. Like I, I couldn't even beat that shit. Give me it, give me it, Peter. I will do it. Very good. Daddy will do it. Very um, good. Very good. <laughs> so yeah, it's not the killer. It's uh, it's TJ. Yes, yeah, just TJ. Um, and he's uh, what is he? He's, he's does he have like a bottle too? And he's like here. Yeah, he's drink. got he's got like, some booze. He's like here you go, buddy. Fucking ah, let's be cool. Yeah, dude. Let's, let's handle this situation cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. It turns out that doesn't really happen. They kind of share some words um, with yeah, each other. Yeah, they, sh- they definitely. Um, sh- and they have this weird little like playing harmonica together scene because like he hands oh, him the bottle and he yeah. is like, "Scoot over, scoot over. I want to get in the car with you." And he scoots his ass straight out the other side and like stands up outside of the car and like he's like, "I'm giving you the cold shoulder." And like starts playing his harmonica, and then of course TJ just happens to have another harmonica on him and knows how to play it. Whips that shit out, starts playing. It was like it was like weirdly like super close to each other. They're like where they're like, Well, this deafening silence has gotta stop somehow. And then like they both just reach into their pockets that they you know, they carry their harmonicas. That's the it's the one instrument you can carry around with you anywhere. It's also like other than You're cigarettes, not the only set. normal use of that pocket. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of you course. You see the pocket protector nerd thing in movies, but nobody's actually doing that. So the harmonica and cigarettes are the only thing that goes in that breast pocket. Pull it out, and they both play it, and then they look at each other like, oh, we're, hey, we're playing together? Only one of us can, uh, you know, there's only w- enough room in this group for one harmonica player. I got the biggest harmonica, so. And it's it adds to, like, the whole, are you with Sarah? Am I with Sarah? Kind of. It's a love triangle uh, fucking, like, who's got the biggest dick? went so much longer than I thought it was yeah. going to. <laughs> that was like a long, like, guttural, like, <laughs> like in the middle of, like, a scream. A metal song. <laughs> like, it goes, it's like, it comes in with the fucking music, but then it goes fucking completely just acapella, and the scream continues. <laughs> and everyone's like, what's going on? Bring back in the music. Um, but it was just a burp. Um, just a burp. Don't worry about it. It's fine. You'll so, hear it. <laughs> it's uh, it, it basically is a, a way for them to kind of uh, talk about. Um, uh, there's still kind of this confrontation. There's a dick swinging contest. Yeah, pretty much. Who can be the, the 
only one of us should be in this group. Um, and that's uh, kind of what we get out of that. Yeah, that's, that's the bulk of that scene. Uh, we get a little bit of Hollis towards the very end, just kind of comes up. He's like, you're pretty hard on him there, Siege. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It basically, there's also some weirdness of like... Comes back with a sandwich. So you know, and I like that guy. I really damn like that guy. Like, here's <laughs> like, Tito's like bummed out that he's being an asshole to this guy. <laughs> like, you know, I really like that guy. You're right. It didn't have to be like this, Hollis. Uh, like, oh, this, this whole scene is very weird to me. Meat cooked on an engine. We got fucking phantom crickets. The Axel leaves, yeah. And I think he says, he, he's like, I, hey, stay away from my Sarah. And then he leaves. That's when Hollis comes over. Yep. Yeah, that's when Hollis comes over. Yeah. With the phantom crit- crickets. Yeah, probably eating them. <laughs> Probably in the fucking radiator cooked food. It is funny though that the fat guy um, with the 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 hipster mustache is the guy that was cooking food on a radiator and then comes over like, yeah, oh, yeah, I want, I'm here to comfort you, you know. I'm just shoving his face. Oh Christ! I have my own sneeze there. <laughs> my bad. I fucking <laughs> I dribble of piss. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, yeah um, basically more tension there, and that's basically the, the bulk of what that scene was for. We had no need to actually see the meat cooked on the radiator. We jump back to the sheriff. The sheriff. The sheriff. He's arriving at uh, at Chateau de Mebel. Oh yeah, he's he's coming up. Um, but he is currently though um, calling to find out if Harry Warden is still in the mental hospital. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Um. So he's he's finding out um, that th- this this bitch of a lady um, keeps talking to him about uh, where Harry Warden is. He keeps asking questions, and she says there's one of three things that could have happened with Harry Warden. He either escaped, was let go, or died. I just realized how far off of where I thought we were and where we actually are was. Like I looked at my notes, I was like, "Oh, we actually have a little bit before we get to that." Part. I mean, it's coming, but it's it. There's it a is, couple of scenes. It keeps getting longer. Yeah, that's what I tell to every woman. I'm <laughs> like, "Just wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what you see now, it keeps getting longer. This it's, is gonna there, be. There comes a point where it is as long as it can be. It's gonna be a hefty podcast, and it it does. It's like gonna be like way, five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it does feel that way at this point. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Sheriff uh, Sheriff is, yeah, that whole thing, where he's talking to the lady, and he's, e- he's either released, transferred, or dead. you got three options, and he's all huffy and puffy about that answer. And she basically tells him, we've checked everything except for the microfiche or whatever the fuck they, they had, like some sort of records that are off-site or something like that. And basically the implication at the end of this is like, go fucking check that, and I'll call you tomorrow, you dumb bitch. And, and she gets all, <laughs> yeah, about it and hangs up. And that's so, sort of the end of that. Yeah, and they, they say, you know, we'll come back to you in a, in a few days. Um, and uh, eventually, you know, they will come back to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she isn't as unhelpful as possible. In fact, you know, when, when the cops all get together and they bring in the vanguard of the dragon um, to, to at the end of the movie, um, it, it does come into play then. Being on the other side of that, I cannot believe is a whole other experience. That I was able to fucking throw that in there after having read that card that many times, and then to ha- just like I'm listening to you, I was like, yeah, yeah, jiving with what you're saying, and then you just drop the Vandar- vanguard of the dragon, and I was, 
I just played two Yu-Gi-Oh cards in, in great succession. I was taken back. In fact, <laughs> that gave me such energy, and I love how much that <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> Every time I come to record a podcast, I'm bringing a fucking pack of unopened Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and at the beginning, I will sit and look through them. They will be unopened. This will not be preempted. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. This was fun <laughs> as shit. I, I very intentionally kept them closed you, up until we were doing the podcast. You opened it while yeah. we started recording. Yeah, and absolutely. I was like, I was like, why is PD's paying so much attention to these cards? I'll keep carrying this podcast. Don't worry. Um, oh, and now I understand why. Hilarious. And it was beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I just I got rid of the two cards that PD said he couldn't use. So. Props to me. He's got to be feeling good. I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed, uh, and I can't blame him if he's feeling a little bit of uh, self-pride right now. Uh, I had one. Uh, so, yeah, the last thing that we basically get out of the scene, it's uh, the first mention of just, we should probably cancel this fucking dance. Like, the, I believe the sheriff brings it up to the mayor and says, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we should cancel this fucking dance. Like, this is probably a bad idea. Let's, like, let's, let's cancel this This shit. is fucked up. We don't know where Harry Warden is, and, and things are getting serious. Um, that's when we and cut to... Sarah and Patty. Ooh, my baby girl, Patty. Oh, Patty. Patty, Patty, Patty. Ooh, I'd like to play some Patty Cakes Them with your cake. Slits oh. down to here and cuts up to there. Oh, my Lord, oh, Lord, Lord. Ooh, I'd like to get to know your slits, Patty. So, wow. We got Sarah and Patty. <laughs> they're, uh, they're having a little saunter down the hot Broadway that is the main street of Valentine's Bluffs. Um, and basically Patty is grilling Sarah as to who she's going to choose. Like, you're going to go with him or him. <laughs> Sarah, whose dick do you want to take? <laughs> like, oh my God, seriously. this one's bigger, but that one's like technically girthy as fuck. So it's Tell pretty big me, still Sarah, anyway. is it Axel or TJ that you'll be choking on at the Valentine's Day oh dance? And Sarah's like, I don't think I'm even going to go to the dance. And then Patty's like, but you have to come. You just hang out with like, me and Hollis, you know? And we'll keep you safe. And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, but you have to. <coughs> I have this amazing dress. It's cut down to here and slid up to here. I don't know how I'm going to survive. Oh. And she's like, oh. I should show up then if you're going to be a slut. And she then, says, yeah, that's that's that. I may not get out alive. I love that. Which is, um, it's a, uh, it is foreshadowing yes and you know i expect that out of an 80s fucking slasher film but also she may not get out alive because daddy's gonna show up patty is a sex object yes i love patty she is beautiful oh it's not until the very end that i hate her but hot, until then high mm. fact hottest woman in the movie yeah i mean mabel's a close second but well i mean she's got <laughs> mama mabel on her side she's got that oh, whole thing going she's for. got mommy milkers oh yes <laughs> Uh, from from we'll talk this about babes of Dongaria <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> from this quick little scene of of Patty and Sarah, um, which I mean, I I guess it served as a purpose to just kind of uh, add to the to the drama of of the love triangle and also kind of foreshadow death is coming. Where Patty Patty's like, I can't, I mean, I get out alive. Um, it doesn't really serve much of a purpose other than that. Yeah, Pat, um, Patty's a fairly uh, centralized character towards the end of the movie, so it's like you may as well give her some screen time, build a little character repertoire. Sure. That way it's kind of it pays off when she dies later, essentially, because uh, it's a fucking horror movie, right? She's not the virgin, obviously. Sarah's the virgin, so she's going to die. Oh, virgin. Probably not actually a virgin. Sarah's not a virgin. She was a yeah, sleut, but and she was getting around. She's painted the virgin as per the, uh, the tropes. It was the other bitch as a virgin. Harriet. Harriet's the virgin. Yeah. 
But Harriet's dumb, and do she, we don't care about a, her. I think she ends up getting with Stavinsky, if I remember correctly, the guy who had the dick who was thrown over his shoulder and burping it, throwing the soap. Oh, yeah. And she's going to be ruined immediately by that Bad schlong. face on that guy. He was the ugliest guy of the Ew. movie. By far. John so, wasn't great, but that guy was ugly. Stavinsky even though Sarah was, was kind of the woman in white, and usually they're virgins in fucking horror movies. Yeah. It's pretty much implied she's still the woman in white. She's that yeah. the the oh, yeah. damsel in distress, but absolutely, she no no virgin. She's nah. in the middle of this weird little love triangle. Um, um, this is when we cut. Yeah, that's all we really get out of that. We jump to the sheriff again, the chief, where I was trying to be early. Yeah, we wanted to talk about this like hours ago. Yeah, yeah, we're here now. <laughs> we're we're here now. Uh, <laughs> if I were to guess, we're approaching two hours later. Cool. Yep. Movie time, 20 minutes. <laughs> it takes a long time to talk about a movie. Just Sometimes it really does. You should watch it, but also just listen to my sweet, sultry voice. It's kind of the point of the podcast, though, right? It's, it's so that you get this little weird version of the movie, and then if you want to, you can experience whatever the real it's thing is. It's not eight millimeter quickly talk about the movie scene by scene it's dissection right we're dissecting this fucking exactly shit. every vein every artery every mm. wiener every pelvis every we're, we're getting all of it slit oh yikes i'm sorry all right i'm gonna have, is... i'm fucking at this wedding tonight <laughs> <laughs> i don't care who you are you just please please just be receptive about it you have to give me consent the, thumb, on this the piece thumbnail of paper. for this podcast will be dilly's asshole as he's Ooh. hammered at my house I've never seen it. I wonder if it's dark or pink or what. Covered in blondish hair and poop. (laughs) All my body hair is way darker than my, like, hair that you see. I mean, your arm hair isn't that dark. My belly hair, though, and shit, like, this is way darker. It's a little darker. It's a little darker. I mean, it's closer to what your beard hair looks like, I'd say. Like, the pink stretch marks pop against the dark belly hair. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I just... That's color signs. (laughs) Colorology, if uh, if you will. It's really beautiful. There's, it's like cave art on my stomach. Um, so, um, so, yeah, we're at the sheriff, uh, the sheriff and the mayor. Yes. No. Nope. Uh, the, no, the mayor's not there. No, not. No, no he's just the sheriff. It's at just, first. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just the sheriff. He's at the laundromat. Yeah, Osborne's boudoir. Where my bitch got smacked. And uh, he uh, he gets to the building, gets out of his vehicle. He's kind of in a, in a in a fuss. Enters the building. Oh, Mabel, Mabel, oh my dearest Mabel. And he's not seeing anything. The the place is fucking empty as far as he can tell. However, as uh, you, the viewer, and per the camera angle, from fucking get-go when he walks through the bill or into the door, basically, you can see the blood on dryer number two or three or washer two or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you can see that it's bloody as shit. It I is think very it's a red. washer, but I don't know. It's a it's a dryer. Oh, oh yeah, because she's cooked. Yeah, it's got to be a fuck. Yeah, it's a it dryer. is a dryer. It's and dryer. only dryers right. tumble like that. Oh, washers right. are going to be Washers have agitators. Loading. Yeah, you don't have front loading washers. Well, you do yeah, have front do. loading washers they now. Have those, but you didn't have those in the eighties. Probably not back then. Yeah, you're right. I, All right, so, so she's <laughs> a in little a dryer. washer history it's a, for you. It's a dryer. All right. <laughs> Um, you should see the fucking old stove we have. It's from the 50s. If you're not looking for it, though, you may miss that this one dryer is red. Because other than that, you don't get any noise. You okay. don't get any, like, like audio cues. 
unless you look at that dryer. I mean, it is apparent, but it's not like the whole scene isn't like focused in on this. Right. But there is one dryer that's got like this pinkish red hue on the front of it. As for me, it was as I mean, because I guess I'm not like the most. So when I'm watching a movie, I'm watching basically the whole scene with the intent of watching what they wanted me to watch. Yeah, of course. So like I'm watching the character I'm watching in this case, the sheriff come in and do whatever he's doing. Like I'm not focusing on the background, the machines and shit like that. Unless something brings my attention to that specifically because it moved or whatever else. But like that's usually not the case. So I'm just watching the sheriff kind of come through. So I don't even notice this bloody dryer situation until like the second or third watch through. I, I did pick that out and I don't know if it was in the second. It might have been in the second. I did pick it out because they get closer to him as he gets closer to this dryer and like a minute or two later but in the first scene it is still there um, but it wasn't until I got closer that I really realized like oh that shit looks red. That yeah. shit is red. Yeah, definitely. Um, And when he comes into that laundromat too Oh, uh, kind of one of your first cues that something's wrong is he like he like immediately just sniffs like there's something weird smelling in here. I gotta say, for it's, considering all the acting in this movie, but even with this guy, because he has, I mean, even just his reaction later on in the scene is pretty fucking brutal, like terrible acting, brutal. But like the Over way the he was like kind of actually subtle about initially like noticing the smell in the fucking laundromat was probably some of the best acting in this entire movie like I, he was actually subtle about it in the beginning and then it got more ridiculous of course as the scene goes on but the acting as a whole in this movie was like Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling it was over the top <laughs> Huh? Ah, huh? Ah? Anybody? Hey! hey, hey come on! Yeah, Where's our fucking driver? Hey, <laughs> oh, god damn yeah, it. So thanks, glad. Mario. Thank that you. wasn't yeah, a Yu-Gi-Oh card, but I was just as impressed with that. Um, so he does sm- sniff though, and that is what you said what you're saying though, is it is um Jucifer. Jucifer. <laughs> Lucifer, but juicy. Oh, the juicy Lucifer. I like it. Um so yeah, uh his 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 um his acting here was actually a little bit more subtle with the sniff. You don't yep. really pick it up. It's just kind of like, like, just quick. Like he was doing coke last night or something. Like, yeah, got a bit got of a drip. Yeah, um, I didn't necessarily smell one. Uh, but yeah, so as as he continues to walk through um, the the laundromat, he's kind of like inspecting things. He's looking around. He does sniff one more time. Kind of gets in the audience head. Like, is he smelling something? Um, and that's kind of when he's right by the dryer that is painted red. Yeah. Um, but he checks the one that comes before it in terms of if you were like coming from the door. Opens it all dramatically. Like, what's in here? Hmm. Pulls out a bunch of laundry. Gives it a whiff. A whiff. A whiff. I would say actually probably a deep inhale. Is probably <laughs> more fair. Like it was. Like, he didn't waft that shit by any means. He wasn't being cautious. He was. He was smelling that shit like it was a Bella Danger's panties, dude. <laughs> fucking. He was taking <laughs> deep inhales. Um. Fucking. Uh, breathing, breathing the vapors of Belle Delphine's bathwater. Ooh, God. That I forgot she existed. Now I'm gonna jerk <laughs> off later. Um, Rats. <laughs> OnlyFans isn't worth it though. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we uh, we're um, introduced. So he that, yeah, you text that dryer to uh, a split here in scenes though that's coming yep. up. Um, yep. As you text that dryer, pulls out the laundry, takes a whiff. The like the dryer like right next to it pops open, and what comes out? Mabel's fucking head, or what? Like we. 
It doesn't look like Mabel no more. No, no. I mean, no. this is a badly like beautiful Mama Mabel ain't so beautiful Mama Mabel no more. No, I'm sure her titties dried up even. Oh, um, poor things. <sighs> nothing worse than a dry titty. Those were some mommy milkers. Um, and now they are cheese. So and now they're powdered milk. Powdered milkers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this shit's so dry. <laughs> Have you ever tried to take just powdered like, enter, like protein powder? Shit will like gunk up I in your mouth. I did the cinnamon challenge once. That was pretty brutal. Oh, I heard you can fucking get that shit in your lungs and it can cause lung damage. Probably shouldn't do that, but it was a thing. I did it. I don't know. I listen to shit on the internet all the time. <laughs> Apparently, Joe Biden's fucking doing some shit with this goddamn virus. Uh, what is that called? Uh, thing you get to not get viruses? Vaccine? Vaccine. I had that. I, I forgot what it was called, but I, I got it. And I was like, I don't know what you're shooting in my arm, but do it, lady. Go for I don't it. It's fine. But it Can all I has microchips. All right, Everything fine. you hear on the internet is true. So what I heard on the internet was uh -huh. the cinnamon challenge can murder you. So that's what I know. So People you're smoke nutmeg, and that works out. So I'm gonna, I also I'm heard that can that murder you, and that can get you it high. It definitely can murder you, or it can get you high. It's a definitely it's it's a real fucking split two way street, but it can do both. So either you're gonna die or have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like driving. Did Salvio once? That was pretty wild. Really? That was kind of. It felt like death at a certain point. I've heard Salvia is intense and only lasts like five minutes, but it feels like a lifetime. Really intense, and it does feel like a lot longer than it actually is. <laughs> that's that's fact. <laughs> that might be too much for my simple brain. I, I like uh, mushrooms. But that's it. If, I have a harder time with mushrooms than I do with salvia. Let's say that. Oh, I think our brains are different, probably. The, I mean, you're probably right, but, like, the fact that it's, like, there and then you're back over here, like, it's a little easier to deal with. It's not – it's a perceived long period of time, but it's actually not that long versus mushrooms. It's it's actually a long period it's of like time. It's, like, six to eight hours. It allows a lot to happen yeah. actually during that time versus, like, the quick five to ten minutes of salvia is just, like – Whoa. That felt like forever. Whoa. That reminds me of work. The eight hours at work seem like 48 hours. Like, I want that thing. <laughs> like, I want to be like, like, I want my, like, my, my, my G spot just kind of tickled for like eight hours. I don't want to, I don't want you to rattle that shit and Fair. then meet, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. Uh, what about DMT? Uh, <laughs> I don't think that I could handle DMT. That, uh, that's the one drug but that I gotta, I've. But I also yeah. got to say, like, I, I don't feel like I can handle acid either, and yet when I did salvia, like I've had some pretty wild visuals, like full hallucinations, like waking dreams almost. Almost is more what it feels like, in my opinion. Were you even consciously aware at that time, or did you like Fuck know no. you were high? Fuck. So no. you were so invested in it. I was having my own thing in my head, and then there was also the external world happening but i wasn't paying any attention to so that. you you could you didn't have the wherewithal in your brain to be like Peter, you're just tripping on fucking yeah no Sylvia. it's not, fine not really no wow. so like so one of the most specific visuals i remember is and i don't even know how i got there visually speaking um so i did i so i learned that maybe maybe even that might even be aggressive so i heard that you should pack a chillum-sized bowl and try to smoke it all in one rip. Okay. 
and that was how you're going to get your best experience. So, or maybe a one is what you're I saying would be better. Best in this case would have been <laughs> peak experience. Okay. Like if you're if you really want to fucking actually experience salvia and trip your ass off for a short period of time, this is how you do it. I think is what it ended up being. That's not how I understood it. It was just like if I I understood it, I was like, if you want to get like the salvia thing, it should be you should do it this way. So I was expecting it to be not crazy intense, but like this is just how you're supposed to do it. Like these this are the instructions. Gonna, this you know is what gonna I mean? be like a little cute little trip. This isn't how you overclock your your CPU. This is just how you use your CPU. Is kind of how I was understanding it. This is so, this is the how to just experience it. Right. Not literally lose your fucking mind. And that's what I ended up doing. Got it. For a short period. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like I was like, ah, wrecking ball or anything. I've seen people like, jump out of fucking windows on this shit. But like, oh, <laughs> like, def- it definitely wasn't like that. Okay. Um, so my cousin reports that... <laughs> Live, coming to you from PD's cousin. I had... <laughs> I put my hands down on my bed, and I was just bouncing my legs up in the air laughing hysterically for five minutes. Like a child on a swing? Kind of like fucking just... Okay, I'm I'm getting a visual. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Like that? Yeah, so that's what he thought. That's what he reports as me doing for the better part of this five minutes. If I was sober and you were doing that, I would be scared. If I also took a drug and saw that, I would have probably (laughs) cried. I mean... The, the lunatic laugh I just demonstrated definitely wasn't probably how I sound. Like, okay. It, it wasn't quite as like... <laughs> Maybe like, just It wasn't giggle. quite like that. You it was more... No, it was probably more of like a, like a silent laugh. Like you're laughing so hard you're not making sound <laughs> laugh. Like just like that... <laughs> kind of thing, you Equally know? creepy and in scary to way, me. Probably, actually. Okay, fair enough. I'm still scared. Um, but so in my mind, what I recall happening during this time frame... Yes. It felt like forever, but the visual short. It's very weird like that. Um, so I remember I was sitting on the bed initially, and in the visual, what happened is like I remember standing up, but I stood up and like the, the floor was unstable. I realized, and I looked down and it was a surfboard. Sure. But underneath me, it wasn't wasn't water. It was carpet technically, and in my mind, I'm how I assume my mind was dealing with this. I had like a, like a shag carpet of sorts at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. So it was like longer tendrils of the carpet. And my mind interpreted that as little s- people, like small little. I, I was looking down on a, like from a high height on a bunch of people. I was like a giant on a surfboard. And these were a bunch of tiny people down here, but they were the water. And I was surfing on these people that were the water that made up the surf that I was surfing upon. So you were surfing on midgets. Uh, well, no, they were normal-sized people, oh, but they were, you were tiny. Bi- you were Attack on Titan, big, big. Yes. You were a big boy. I was big, big. It, and relatively speaking, bigger than that. Bigger than the Attack on Titan uh, Oh, you were reference. fucking gigantic. I would have been massive. So, like, I would have been human to worm size. If we were just thinking earthworms, I would have been human. You would have been earthworm. And, you still and I was surfing were... on these earth earthworms, but they were all people. Were they crowd surfing you? Were they upset? Do you remember like? No, what? no, they were just like whoa, like they were the water. They're like they were just sort of flowing with the water, like they because they were the water. They were like, people water, but they were people. Yeah, they were like individual tendrils of people, but they were the water. Sure, so they moved like fluid, like water, sort of, but also as like one unit, kind of like when you see a like a crazy massive shoal of fish or birds where they all sort of seem to move together despite being individuals, you know what so I mean? So this is everyone at Target Stadium doing the wave in the seventh inning, and Petey steps in 
300 feet tall on and a I surfboard and wave you actually yeah. rode the wave Absolutely. of people. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty that's a good this way of it. This sounds sick like as that. fuck. I still don't want to do it. I but I kind of want to now. So Continue. I, so yeah, I just I just remember riding the wave that was these people and really enjoying it and having a good time and splashing in, getting back in and riding <laughs> another wave like like okay. <laughs> I just remember riding the wave that was these people and that yeah. was the bo- that was the whole thing. Like that was just my experience was dealing with that. But then, meanwhile, I was doing that thing that I demonstrated, and my cousin was just having a gas watching the whole thing. So, like, yeah, that was Salvia. That that particular that particular time. So, so if you I want to do it, Salvia, I did it a couple of times. It's like riding a wave of people. That was by far the most intense visual experience I, I would say I had. Sure, I've only like, ever like done... the full reality replacement visual. Other ones were more like an augmented reality visual, where it was like I, I was where I was I was, but things were not right kind of stuff. And that's what I get with mushrooms. Like people like how people represent acid in movies and stuff. Like you're in your world, but there's also things that aren't supposed to be there there. Uh mushrooms, uh things wave. When I know they're not actually waving, I, I'm still aware enough to realize, hey, I'm tripping on shrooms. This is cool. It's wavy. You had like a completely like break from reality. Yeah. Like this was a, a, full, a whole yeah. like sever from reality. Yeah, a full thing. Yeah. Wow. I, I was I was completely gone. That's actually sick as shit. It was pretty it was so like with that, so like you, I, 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 I shouldn't say you. I shouldn't say that this is broad for everybody. But my experience was, I also got this weird body tingle. And so you know when like you're like when you're like really falls asleep, like it's fucking dead, and then it finally starts getting blood flow, and it hits a certain point where it's you know how they always say the pins and needles. Yeah. Yeah, like that where that gets really fucking strong, and you're like just like. I don't know, it has this really weird feeling, like something's actually happening to it sort of thing. That was all over your body? That was everywhere. Yeah, my whole oh. body had this sort of numb... Man, numb not, numb's not the right word. Like, like it's recovering from, from being asleep. So it, it's just very like this sharp full body pins, pins and, needles. and needles feel all over. The, like, once I, like, I kind of exit that world and I'm starting to pull back to reali- full reality and, like, I can feel my body is in this state. I'm super sweaty... I can feel the tingles and just I'm just like what the fuck like kind of kind of I don't know it was just very weird. Did you remember right away where you were too, or did it come back later? Like the like visual you, part, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like you came I, out of that I, like you were in a 3D movie and we're like yeah, wow. Yeah, so you know like when when they when they're in a movie and something absurd is happening and all of a sudden they try to they try to pull you back to reality and everything just sort of <laughs> and you get this weird little yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you're just back in like the reality of the movie, it sort of felt like that. Like in terms of like me just pulling out of that surfing scenario and being like on my futon in my bedroom. And you realize that happened because you were high. Were you like sober right away? Does you come back or do you feel like lingering effects still? There's maybe five minutes of linger at most. Like you still feel kind of high? So you're saying from like... like, You're saying within a half hour, you went from sober to... Peak fucking high out of this world in a different existence, back to sober, remembering yeah. your fucking high you just had 15 minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, in terms of a parabolic scale, it's very like holy fuck. mirrored on either side. Like it doesn't have a whole lot of like build up, doesn't have a whole lot of trail off. Like it, it just sort of just like comes just, and then it fucking goes. Wow, that must have been wild. That must have been wild. Yeah. I mean, the other times were a little different because I like I had I had smoked other weed times. With yeah, like I, I, I've done I've done salvia I think three or four times total, um, and the I think it was I think it was only three. I really think it was only three. And uh, the other times though, I believe I also had smoked at least some version of weed. 
because when I was version, right? So like where <laughs> K2? I got w- yes, exactly okay. K2. So where I got my salvia was from a smoke shop. You K2? could still legally sell that in a smoke what? shop. What I didn't then. know that was legal. At the same time, I could buy K2. I could legally buy salvia in a smoke shop. I've had some friends that have had some bad experience on K2, and I'm glad that shit is. I had illegal. had some crazy trips. No, no, like physically bad experiences. So I I feel like I got lucky on that. Sure, you did. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, but yeah, that like. I was very like, uh, oh, I don't know about smoking weed. Drug test. K2 won't show up, but weed would. <laughs> I was a fucking Pop retard. Pop on a drug test with weed. I, I was basically a retard. It, yes. it didn't, I didn't understand what the real world was as far as all that goes. But point is, I was Selby doing- Selby is less uh, harmful than K2. Uh, weed is less harmful than both of them. Yes, yeah, smoke weed. <laughs> Just smoke weed. And if you're going to um, do a fucking goddamn hallucinogen, do fucking mushrooms or acid. Yeah, preferably mushrooms if you can. Be, be cautious. Um, with acid, that is. That, yeah. that can get a little out of hand. Um, mm. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I did that a couple of times, and most of the other times I was I was smoking something, so I was adding to it, so it, sure. it prolonged the experience. B- but this one time that I described where I was surfing, surfing on the people was also the one time I did the try to smoke the whole ball, bowl in one hit, and also wasn't smoking anything else at the same time. So, so the like other I wasn't times influenced you'd... on K two or weed or anything. Sure, and the like other that. times you did less salvia then. The other times, yes, I would also say I did less salvia. So you didn't time. have much of a peak, and it was more of a, like a longer lasting thing where you probably got some visuals, but it wasn't right. as fucking crazy. Right, and and okay. again, I think I'm pretty sure when I the couple of times I've done salvia was all during the period where I was like, ah, I don't know about real weed. I should probably stick to this fake shit. Uh, so. I had crazy visuals just even smoking the K2 stuff. Like, there was times where I remember being a tower of jello. I remember being a cricket around a campfire. Like, there's just like some weird shit happened on the K2 where it was like full hallucination shit instead of like what I know the weed experience to be today. So, I I have one friend that did K2. Um, Let's call him uh, Barley. Okay. And then um, he was standing at a party. Um, at a house, uh, um, a host, a host, a Canadian host. Um, uh, let's uh, let's say he did. Okay, so Barley did K two at um, Shran Ramo's house. Okay. Okay. All right, and I went up to him and I was like, Barley, what's going on, dude? How's it going? He said, Hey, dude. And I looked at him. He's like sweating, just standing in a corner, like not looking good. And I'm like, Oh, what's going on, man? He's like, Hey. I need you to do me a favor. Get, uh, we'll call him Shriller. Go get Shriller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm assuming you know exactly what I'm talking about, and the situation was fucked up. Um, I didn't know these two people very well at this point. Sure. Um, but I did see the effects of K2 on this guy, and it looked bad. Um, First time I, I think I ever smoked weed proper was with Barley. That wouldn't surprise me. He was into it for like a half second. Yeah. Um, it was like it was supposed to be like, oh, the the legal weed. Yeah, it was it was with BJ and Barley. <laughs> BJ. For for BJ's birthday. <laughs> I, I had, oh, really? Okay. I had, yeah, I turned eighteen before him. I'm September, he's April. Mm-hmm. 420, as it turns out, is his birthday. Pretty yep. fantastic. Uh and uh the same day as the yeah, combine. So drinks. since I was a Ahead of him, I was like, "Cool, we got this glass shop in town. I know you would partake in the occasional uh, marijuana toke." So I bought him a bowl, and then we we all sort of like christened it together. And that was like one of the first times I remember ever smoking like the real weed. 
the real so versus smoke, K two. You smoke K two before weed? Oh yeah, yeah. What really? Oh, by a long wow. shot. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I never smoked K two. Like I never fucked around with it. I saw the effects before I even was yeah. offered so, it. So at this time, I was like, I was basically coming to be a senior in high school, and I at this point, I still had. I don't know, dreams is the wrong word, but, like, uh, an idea of being in the military and the fact that K2 was supposed to be in and out versus we would stick in your system for a while. For me, it was like, well, K2, if I'm going to try to get in the military at some point, I need this to not be an issue when the time comes. And so I smoked K2 first. Military? Yeah, I was going to be in the Navy. Oh. Yeah. So I, I, like I took what the I know, ASVAB, okay. I had the medical <laughs> okay. exam. Like all I had to do basically was sign my fucking name on the paper to be like, yeah, I'm in the Navy now. And I just didn't sign that piece of paper basically. And I never ended up in the Navy. And that's why I'm in the life that I'm in now, I guess, versus hey, some other weird life. Respect to people that don't want to be in the military. Respect to people that want to be in the military. I know both. I would have never guessed that about you. I mean, you're you're a fit person. I mean, you would... You'd pass all sorts of physical. I, 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 I mean, I, I could imagine I someone that looked like you to be in the mm -hmm. military. Sure. Knowing you, and the carefree, fun behavior, like just how I've how I've been presented, PD in right. my life for yeah. the over the last yep. several years. No. Yeah. Never once would <laughs> yeah. I be like yeah, no, that's I totally kind of get a, that. I totally get that. Jesus. Uh, okay. So the the laven to my PD, I as far as the Aaron situation goes, was going into the Navy also. We were both like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Like, uh, we had both taken the ASVAB. We had both passed to try to be nuclear engineers. So, like, sure. we had both passed the test to, sure. to get all that shit done. And it's like we would have been trained. And the point is, he moved on. He, he did that. And I was like, nah, the military is not going to be for me. I decided against it. And I can see you in a path. smart role. Doing stuff like that. I mean, you're you're a quick individual, but like the idea of you like cold blooded fucking like just military oh, yeah, killer, no. no, like an infantryman or anything like yeah. that, like that kind of shit. No, that's what Absolutely I imagine. Not. I tried to put a gun in you in like the the jungles of Nam, and I was like, nah, snap, uh, buddy. I've only shot a gun like thrice Same. in my life. Yeah, as far <laughs> and that's like in terms of counting days. Like one day, I, I shot a bunch of guns, but. Our buddy Christian was in the military for a while. Yeah, okay. He's a lawyer now and a family man. Yeah, that's pretty wild he's a lawyer, too. But he, he shot guns just to, and shit. Just like, to know a lawyer, not like the racial connotations. That Don't bring that up. Weirdo. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he because he's a super chill guy. You think lawyers are stuffy, and he's yeah, like right, a cool exactly. guy. Yeah, right, exactly. He just seems like a cool guy. Yeah, exactly. That's chill. exactly it. It's just like, you don't seem like a lawyer to me. I, I, love, I love flexing that. That I have a friend that's a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's he's a small town guy, so he's not like you know doing patent law in Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah. But yeah. he's still a fucking goddamn lawyer. So I'm like, yeah. What is, what is he liar? Does he have like a? What is he liar? <laughs> what is he? What's what, he do? Well, I, I was pronouncing how it's spelled. Liar. L a w y a r. Liar. Um, um. Yeah. What does he? What does he do? <laughs> is it? I forget exactly what he does. Or <laughs> civil cases like. It's it's very like small town, um, um, like he goes into. It's not just civil cases. I I don't think he he does like actual like juries stuff like that. Small yeah. town out okay. in Benson, Minnesota. Okay. Um, I know for a while he wanted to do like public defender because he wanted to have the back of the people. 
That okay. shit doesn't pay well. The fuck no, it doesn't. And they can't I, afford a lawyer. Of course, no, it's not gonna pay well. That's what I'm like, saying. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> You've got to. He has a great heart too. Like he has a really great heart. And uh, and props to him for wanting to do that. But like my guy, you have a law degree. Go make some money, dude. Come on. Oh fuck. True that. So anything you hear about the sharks that lawyers are, not all of them are. Not all um, of them. Back just, to just the ones that want to <laughs> fucking be those people. They want Ooh. to be the Cochran's of the world. I would do that. I would do that. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. So let's finish the scene. Yeah. So uh, so we, we it was what Mabel just had popped out of the dryers. What we were talking about. 40 yeah. Yeah. Minutes ago. Yeah. Bef- we didn't get to the divergence section. So we were no. just kind of talking about like her her fucking head basically plops out of this dryer and <laughs> the dryer stopped. Yeah. The dryer. So like. Again, he he pulls the laundry out of the one that's right next to it, gives a good whiff, and just, like, for no reason whatsoever. And, again, there's no noise cue for some reason that there's a body in this dryer, which would have been like... <laughs> it would just sound like a fucking machine gun. Tennis like, shoes in a dryer make would, fucking noise, let alone a whole yeah, body. Yeah, exactly. And there's no fucking scene noise whatsoever relative to there being a body in mm-hmm. a dryer. So, like... Okay, whatever, fine. It's a movie, forgive it. Let movie it be. magic, baby. But yeah, just out of nowhere, her fucking head, for no reason, decides to plop through the fucking doorway right in front of him. And he just... And this is where his previous subtle acting of sniffing becomes completely null and void because his over-the-top acting is to how surprised he is, is atrocious. Over-the-top by a lot. I mean... 80s I g- movie trope standard are just like... What would I do if I saw someone's fucking dead baked in a dryer head? I don't know, but I mean, this was a little over the top. Um, it her head does like so a dryer. When I open my dryer, the dryer stops. Yeah. So I, it makes sense. Her head pops out. It stopped, and you just kind of see her head for a brief second, um, hanging out of the dryer, more right. or less, or like her bust. Yeah, and her, her shoulders yeah, are kind yeah. of included and into smoking it, smoking from the heat, blistered and fucked up from the heat, also. When we get to this cut scene, though, yes, or this the, extended the, bit, the extended version of it, um, it does that. You do see her bust come out with a stopped dryer. You cut to him doing his overdramatic acting, and then you cut back, and she's still tumbling. Yeah. So then it goes back to tumbling. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's tumbling again. It's, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, so I mean, I like this scene. Uh, it's it's I guess you know you can cut you can put this into like maybe a continuity error. Um, it was cut anyway for like the theatrical version, so it wouldn't have been that it, right. whatever. But when you see this like bust of a woman that's like like really dry and burnt and like she's very pinkish in hue, um, with some flesh, uh, you know, colors in in there too. Also tumbling, it is a lot more unsettling. Oh yeah, I did like that scene a lot. Yeah, in, in terms of like wow factor and like creep factor it's the most disturbing scene of the movie in my opinion but just the way the like the body's tumbling around and it's cooked i agree with that. literally steaming like out of anything gory that happens uh, the next closest would be the very the very end that they cut that was a tough scene but we saw that in 27 hours i never saw that movie but me yeah. neither but i know about it <laughs> me either yeah exactly <laughs> Um, yeah, like as far as this movie goes, though, those are by far the two most, I, I would say, gory scenes. Uh, we'll talk about the. Oh, that's not true. We'll talk. There, there's there, some there's more. one other one that I would say kind of contends. We're, we're thinking of the bartender. Are we uh, not? I, I wasn't. I was. I was the thinking the shower, but with 
Oh, the the shower scene. We're going to get to that. To me, that. the shower is pretty brutal, but. But the bartender scene is too. We're going to get to these. these, you, these you'll will be, hear. You'll, you'll know coming. all about it's it. It's coming. Um, so I, you know what? Maybe this isn't the most brutal. Maybe not even by a long shot. But it is worthy, and it's very unsettling, and I love it a lot. Right. Good shit. Uh, so that actually ends the scene, at least temporarily. We get a little bit of a cutaway. Uh, we 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 go back to the mine where we see a little bit of a Axel sort of being an asshole to TJ basically. Um, <clears throat> this is where Axel is seems to be like the area lead of sorts, and he's like assigning people different shit to do, and he basically obviously sends TJ to go do a shitty job at the sump pump. He's being the foreman. Yeah, and TJ is like, nah, I don't fucking nah, I ain't doing that shit. Is it, you fucking go, or I'm going to fucking, I got, I got hands, and I can punch you. Yeah, I'm, I'm mad. And Let's that, fucking fight. He's like, whoa. And then the one time that Howard does anything somewhat redeeming through this movie is right here, and, and he chooses to take the sump job and just fucking go hit the hey, shit. Hey, whoa, chill out. Because they were, they were going to throw blows yep. right in, he's trying uh, on to the job. It, yep. Yeah. And uh, Howard breaks it up and is like, you know what, I'll fucking do it. Then to be in dicks anyway and almost throwing hands. But uh, the supervisor of this particular group comes, crew comes in and uh, breaks up the fight. He's like, oh, no fucking fight on my watch. And <laughs> he, he sends TJ somewhere up the fucking way to the mine, a different part of the mine, and then uh, basically just tells uh, Axel to fuck his nuts off and chill it out. <laughs> yep. It's the majority I'm- of that scene. The, Again, basically just showing that tensions have hit another level with uh, with these dudes. So then we cut back to the laundry mat, mm-hmm. uh, Mabel's Les or whatever you want to call it, and uh, the, the ambulance is there to pick up Mabel at this point. And uh, the the sheriff, <clears throat> or is it the sheriff? Yes, the sheriff is a uh, real like shaken up by the whole thing and ends up being real adamant about uh about making sure that this shit's kind of kept under wraps like the town is worried already to a certain degree first time in 20 years that they're going to do this valentine's thing (laughs) i'm waiting for it i saw you grab it (laughs) i know and i'm like i'm trying not to even look at you because i was trying not to like lose it and i'm also wondering why we're where our previous one ended yeah yeah and i'm wondering why we're continuing on well like i said i had this car but i knew it went past where we needed that's why i was like why are we doing the next scene but now i'm waiting with baited and now it's just like i just have the card and do it do it like do it. Palpatine. Yes, do it. Do it. Uh, all right. So anyway, the sheriff <laughs> is the sheriff is there. They're loading her up, and uh, he pulls the fucking this this little Valentine out of her mouth. Yes. And yet again, of course, it's got a little fucking rhyme inside. Let's see if I, I didn't locate it in my fucking notes ahead of time. I should have. Um, <clears throat> basically, it ha- it, it's telling you that the fucking thing needs to be canceled again but it goes it um it happened once it happened twice cancel the dance or it'll happen thrice uh and that's that's the end of this little note and mm-hmm. and, <clears throat> and sheriff is just like again terrible acting guffawed over what the fuck is Ooh, going on guffawed. he's guffawed <laughs> fuck, oh, oh, oh my god oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <clears throat> which the whole like him getting the Valentine out of her mouth is just not 
well acted out either. Like the way he pulls the sheet back for no fucking good reason at the very last second mm-hmm. notices there's something in her fucking mouth, pulls it out and then reads that fucking note. It's it's just ridiculous. But so that basically ends and he gives this whole fucking speech about like, all right, we can't let a word of this fucking get out to anybody. We need to be a united front and just make sure that everybody understands she died of a heart attack and nothing else. Like, it's super important. We don't want anybody to freak out over this dance. We're just going to cancel the dance. We're going to play this off and, it, and nobody will ever know and everything will be fine. And he just sort of fucking sends the ambulance on their way out the back door instead of the front door to make sure that sort of stays solid. Every other card you played had to be pushed in to the story a little bit of how you're talking. It was a little awkward. They were indeed a united front on this to try to keep this under wraps. Indeed. You, that, the card's name is United Front, and that you... Wow, that was good. That's why I went That's the why extra. you wanted that scene. That's why I went the extra. You know what? I, I, was I like, feel it's that. It's worth it. I want to play it. I can I work that. it in easy. Fuck it. Keep <laughs> it in it. Keep it in. Keep it in, I say. That's the end of the Yu-Gi-Oh oh, cards. Keep it I. in. It's Splice so it. It's funny. This is going to be really weird based off of how this is going to be cut together because of them having to re-record this section. <laughs> God damn I'm it. sure the I energy levels are not going to mix. Everything's going to be a little different, but this was funny as shit, and I enjoyed <laughs> every minute of it two weekends in a row. So, uh, fuck yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pick this shit back up uh, right after that scene as far as what you guys are about to hear. But as for this week, that's the end of us. We'll fuck yeah. Catch you later. Bye. Are we back? Oh, we're back. Okay. We're back. That was the focused <laughs> 10 minutes of my life. Um, I really hope these batteries hold that. We just switched down to one bar. Ooh, <laughs> we're going to need some double A's, triple A's? Double A's. Ooh, Quadruple A's. Tasty porter. All right. So, so where we left off, our poor Miss Mabel was flopped out and uh, doing some ring rangs, and I was unsure about the sound and how it would have not been heard. Uh, and so we did get to the sheriff and people being back at the laundromat. Yes. They, they did come. Yep. All right. And we kind of talked about, uh, um, yeah, because, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about the extended <laughs> element there, yep. So 20 years ago, uh, and the, the one thing is, is they decided to keep everything hush-hush. Yeah. They want to keep everything on the down low. Um, they even tell... Uh, they even have a Mabel bot brought through the back door and tell everyone she had a heart attack. Um, Sheriff finds a Valentine card on her. Yeah, he, uh, it, it pulls it out of her mouth, I believe. Like, weirdly yeah. pulls back the blanket of that's covering her body while she's on the gurney. <laughs> like, it really awkward time. This was another one of those things Nicole and I, we watched it together one sure. of the times, and we had kind of talked about how weird it was that he just, like, Pulls the thing back. He's like, I'm going to need you boys to take her out back, not out the front door. <laughs> we don't want the uh, the public getting a hold of this and freaking out. Remember, she died of a heart attack. A heart attack. A heart attack. And, like, right as, of course, he goes to, like, pull the thing back over her face because he, for no reason, pulled it off of her face. He, of course, realizes <laughs> that there is this Valentine in her mouth. No one else noticed it. No one else did, but, you know, <laughs> since he was in a weird place and decided to rip that thing off, he, he did notice. Um, I don't know what the Valentine card said. It happened know. once. Oh. It happened <laughs> twice. Cancel the dance or it will happen thrice. Thrice. <laughs> <laughs> I only hear the word thrice for the band thrice. Yes. No one ever uses that yes, in conversation. Black Honey. <laughs> Ooh. Love that song. Um, I'm it's a big fan of, of thrice I know. Artist in the Ambulance. Stare at the Sun. The whole Art- Artist in the Ambulance album. No, it's great. Listen to it sometime. 
everyone listening, the five people or so, listen to that album. It's amazing. So he does start canceling everything, and that's pretty much the end of that. It we jump to the dance hall. Yeah, every everything is canceled. Done with the dance. No parties even. Yep. Uh, yeah, and to the point that the sheriff even shows up at the dance hall, and there's a bunch of people there, like you know, re- again trying to decorate the place, get it ready for the the very next day is, I believe, when the 14th is supposed to happen, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, and he's just like, the whole thing's off. Sorry, fuck this, and you're all gay, and that's what that's just how it's gonna be. And they're all just like, but what? And then he's like, Mabel, she's dead. And they're like, but she'd want this. And he's like, bullshit. Get out of here. No parties either. And that's pretty much that whole scene, just him being a real party pooper. <laughs> kind of get the idea that, okay, things are canceled now. Um, the next scene, we actually end up uh, back at the mine. Everyone's done working for the day. Yeah, is. Axel says the TJ. Presumably it's the end of the day where they had their little scuffle earlier. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they come out of that day. TJ got out earlier than Axel did for sure because he's already clean. Yep, he was. So Axel needed to clean up. TJ was already like, "I'm fucking out of here, gone." Axel, Axel says to TJ, "We've got something to settle." Yep. TJ, under his breath, "You bet we do." It's really ominous. Mm. It makes it. I, I I started becoming a little distrustful of of TJ here. Comes I, off as a little smarmy. Yeah, I don't know. I, for whatever oh, reason, I started terrible. getting this feeling like, mm, is is TJ a bad guy? I don't know. <laughs> it was it was weird because he's like kind of shrouded in mystery. He's the son of this mayor that found this yeah. guy. He went off to went California. For a while, yeah. He, he just kind of it was kind of a little weird. Yeah. Um, and they just, but he just sort of takes off. Like he he runs away. Like he's running from a fight. Gets in his car. Peels out. Does a little little around the corner. The whole thing. Next thing you know. Shows up. Is, is Sarah working? Is this Sarah's work? He shows up. Works. Sarah's somewhere. She's somewhere being abducted. I wrote that too. Abduction. Absolutely. Literally, <laughs> he finds Sarah at wherever she is, work, whatever. Basically, abducts her and brought her to a lookout despite her screaming. Yep. I don't want to go with you. She's screaming. I don't want to go with you as Are this you man. Are you listening to me? He closes her in and he goes, nope. Dude, this was an abduction. It was absolutely a in plain sight on Broad Street abduction. During the day, yeah. just It was, he, it was weird. He pushes her head into the vehicle and the whole fucking nine yards and just nobody, nobody's worried about it. No. As she's screaming, oh my God, I don't want to go with you. Let me go. Uh, really weird. Brings her to a lookout point. This is like remember their spot. They clearly have history here. It, it's it's they have like this little thing. Like she's like, I don't want to be with you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, TJ says he loves Sarah. She says she didn't think he was ever coming back. That's why he's with she's with Axel. Then why didn't you write me? I'm so upset. TJ says he's sorry, and <clears throat> we're shown this in fact. Uh, this is in fact a Canadian movie because he says sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so then they're here. They're they're like there's tears. There's a kiss. They kiss. It's 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 honestly a weird scene, but it, it's just a show like a love triangle. Yeah, it, it pretty much sets up a love triangle. It really shows that she's still conflicted about uh, who she really wants to be with now that TJ's back. Which at the end of the day, this love scene doesn't need to happen. <clears throat> After at the end of the movie, and you know everything, even with what you know at the end of the movie, this it it's unnecessary kind of. I mean maybe it, it but it's really not that necessary 
Um, it's still a great way to keep you kind of invested in the people. Right, yeah. It's probably its biggest plot device right there. But that's just it. It's like the most boring part of this movie is the thing that tries to drive it. Right. Um, it's still not It's still not bad. It's just kind of like it's, it's But again, more, typical it of this fluff. kind of movie too, right? Like whatever's meant to drive these types of movies is usually just that. Fucking fluff. It's it's the most fluffy shit. Part of what makes wrapped it. Wrapped in great kills. Yeah. And that's what It's all what about the kills about. and the scream queens <laughs> and, and the virgins and the black guy dies first and all that. Like... Every trope that exists, it's like that's that's what makes this series what it is. This was Canada in the '80s, and I don't think one person of color showed up. That's um, actually <laughs> fact, unless you count the fact that their faces were covered with dirt and coal and things. That like was that. the darkest they, the skin got. <laughs> this yeah, fucking pretty close movie, to blackface, honestly, but <laughs> it was pretty white. Uh, All right, so after yes. that happens, we uh, we jump back to the bar in town, the cage. Mm-hmm. And uh, Axel's there and ends up confronting TJ. He's like, do you know where uh, Sarah is? And he goes, I don't know. It's not my turn to watch her. Not my turn to watch her. Yeah, yeah. So they have that little uh, fucking thing. And then we basically jump from... By the way, I also uh, noticed previously when they were at this bar, TJ was playing shuffleboard. This time, Axel was playing shuffleboard. And now I realize that I kind of want to play shuffleboard. It kind of looks like a fun game. Never played shuffleboard in my life? Me either. That's that's what I'm saying. I kind of want to play it. Sweet. I'm fine. I want to take a metal puck and just launch it out of the metal pucks and try to score points and fuck up your points. That sounds like a fun time. It's basically curling with your hands. It Accurate. That is actually very it's accurate. Hand curling. I've curled, and that was a good time, so I'm sure. Ooh, I've never been curling. It was a school trip. What a weird thing. That's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. A school trip. <laughs> Let's go curling. We're curling for a school trip. Uh, I was back when I was still in Hickville, down in actual Louisville, Truman, like that area I was describing earlier. I lived in a town of 300 people. I had to commute for school. I had to go to a different town. Wow. We had such a small town, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's that. So you lived in Valentine's Bluff. I mean, the town I commuted to was Valentine's Bluff. Okay. <laughs> oh, town- you were actually smaller than <laughs> <Yeah>. this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the town, the population was like 300-ish. <laughs> That's so fucking weird to me. There was, I gr- my graduating class was 500 kids. My, yeah, my school. graduating class eventually was like 100 and change. But like, or I think maybe it was 200 at least. I can't remember exactly. But it was still over, like, at least over 100. We had a third m- of the town that I lived in. We had two high schools. So we had 1,000 18-year-olds. You had a third of the 18-year-olds in my town growing up. It was your total population. Like, just thinking, like, that's it's wild. Okay, I'm gonna have a little existential crisis here about some weird shit and like where people live, um, but I'll get through it. I uh, I went through my fucking shit once, and I think I realized that our class sizes were under twenty. Holy fuck! Yeah, classes thirty five people or so for me. We had shit ton of school. Shit oh ton no, of no, space. no! Our total class size. Oh my god! I had <laughs> more people in one classroom than you had an entire graduating <laughs> class. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was it was tiny this school. <laughs> Holy fuck! That's yeah. <laughs> crazy. Oh my god. Th- this this was like small town to the nth degree. Like. There was one black kid for like two weeks, and he got run out of the school because it was rural Midwest. Hickey Midwest. I mean, just yeah. You know, like us kids. I'm not saying I was a part of it. That wasn't my thing. I just noticed that he came and then he went, and there wasn't a whole lot of positivity in between. Uh, No, I. I remember hearing slurs at a very young age because of that. That is uh, still unfortunate. A big thing in small towns, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. People are not Mexicans were a little more accepted. The, the Hispanic community in general was more more accepted. You know, because the they had fucking shit like yep, that. great yeah. work ethic and amazing yeah. food. So we still had a couple of them, and that was fine. But like the second a black kid showed up, it, it got weird for everybody, apparently. <laughs> Ooh. I, mean, I had gone to school <laughs> in St. Cloud prior to that for like preschool and shit. We already had black kids in our school, so it was like yeah. already normal for me. St. Cloud's are like a great mix of people there. <clears throat> exactly. But then you go to this small town, Jesus. and it's just like they didn't have that. It <laughs> was so white people and a few Hispanics, and that was it. Oh, that's so weird. I don't know. What that's a weird time, man. Ugh. Growing up now, it's like yeah, like once once I left that, I came to Mankato, and it's just like oh, well, yeah. there's a very strong black black population of like various rates. It's a uh, great mix of people in Mankato. So like I got used to it pretty quickly, hmm? but like when I first came here, it was like whoa, there's a lot of black people here. <laughs> there's like way more people than white people. Like here. it's surprising. <laughs> like it was just I hadn't seen that before. You know, weird. That is, I don't know, small then, town vibe, man. Yeah, and then you come from the cities where you got these massive schools of hella people. Yeah. Like, I think our whole East school, that, and that was junior and actual high school, was like just a barely over 1,000. Wow. I, I'm used to such a big mix of people from early on in life. Like The idea of like predominantly white people, like only 300 of them, like that's a crazy idea to me. That's such a crazy fucking idea to me. It's just like I don't know. I'm just such a. I'm used to just a big mixing pot of people at all times. Yeah, no, just a bunch of whiteies climbing fucking <laughs> silos and shit, like eating casserole each other just for the fucking fun of it. I casserole and, and my apple juice. Best friend at the time, Ethan. Like his family had horses and shit. It was like fall, like right where things start to kind of frost. And we were like, we went out one morning. We played tag with horse shit. Just oh like, God! It's horse shit, man. Like. If yeah, ever, it sounds like ever, horse if, shit. If you ever pick it up, it's just and you break it up. It's like it's just the grass that they ate, basically more a little more broken down. But it you still looks you like are grass not making a, a case for playing point, with horse shit is, right now. Point no, is, is it wasn't like mushy, nasty shit. Okay. it was like a real solid, oh, and you, it was cold, so it had partially frozen. You are not trying to convince We're me that playing with horse shit is fine. Rocks at no, each other. No, it's like, not. It's shit. <laughs> Come on. No, as soon as as soon as you're like, if you've ever touched. Horseshit. Oh, come on. No way. You just How fucking... dare you? So, so as you know, with horseshit. No, I don't. Are you shitting me right now? You are shitting me. Literally that was, shitting me. That was me. a lot of fun, man. He had a mini horse that kicked me one time. I ran into their electric fence when we were playing Ghost in the Graveyard. It was a, it was a whole time, man. His place holds some good memories. <laughs> we'll play, the time we, it was electrocuted it, to play with shit. Oh, the, we the good time. We made an installation <laughs> for it. I got whipped by his dragon one time. He had like a Chinese water dragons, little lizards. Oh. Really long tails. I thought you were using a euphemism for his no, wiener. that's untrue. <laughs> <laughs> He whipped me with his dragon. They were remodeling their house one time, and his dad let us like punch through the walls, like the drywall. Okay, that's pretty sweet. So we just got to like wreck shit and like hit it with baseball bats and stuff, and that was real fun. Until you hit a stud. Was, <laughs> yeah. Oh my hand! No, he his dad was nice, and he went out and marked out the like he mm -hmm. found where the studs are, marked them out. I was like, you have to hit between these. Like, do not hit this. And he showed <laughs> us like how to make a good fist so we didn't hurt our hands. Like, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> I just played with Pokemon cards and stuff. <laughs> That's my childhood. Live that countryhood life for a while, man. <laughs> That's actually funny. I didn't know anything. I, like I didn't know that about you. I mean, I have siblings technically, but like I didn't live with any of them ever. Sure. I have six sisters by technicality, and they're all like half in step and stuff like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't grow up with siblings. I just had them sort of vicariously somewhere else. 
Um, so like I, I was single mom went out to my aunt's house a lot during the summer. So mm-hmm. like my mom would like work and make money and all that shit. I would go hang out at my aunt's house and they had like it was it was literally a farm, like just a hobby farm. So like they just had all these outbuildings. They had a few goats, like a pot belly big for a while. They'd have like goats and chickens once in a while. I got <laughs> shit on by a goose trying to catch it. That was a whole Jesus, thing. Jesus, more shit. They had trampolines <laughs> and I got launched off of that. They had four wheelers. I got ran over by one of those. They had a dirt bike. I crashed that thing. Like how you were you're selling your childhood like it was great. I was ran over. <laughs> I played with shit. I was kicked by a horse. My took a shit in the I woods and we went and laughed at it for like a week straight. What the? <laughs> we returned to the ship pile, yeah, had a good laugh. Giant oatmeal cookies, and we went back and laughed at it. <laughs> this is the most wild shit I've ever fucking heard about a childhood. <laughs> they had a hill out back their house, so it was great during the winter for sledding. I feel like we if this was my childhood, I would be seeing a therapist about this, and you're laughing like it's a great time. Oh, it was great. My cousin almost got struck by lightning once. That was pretty cool. How do you almost get struck by lightning? What well, is going on I mean, here? We're assuming that's what happened. We were standing outside. There was a, st- a storm of brewing, and like her hair, like just started standing up on end. Like the oh, static yeah. charge thing started happening. Yep. And we like ran to one of the outbuildings, and immediately, like the second, it was just like maybe it was happenstance, but the second we got into a building, lightning cracked, and thank God she was in a building and she was safe, kind of thing, you know. That I asked, how do you almost get struck by lightning? That is how you almost get struck by lightning. <laughs> that is actually, yeah, that's real. Wow. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay. We had a lot of fun out in that place, man. It was, it was a good time. They had raspberry bushes. We'd eat those every now and again. Oh, that is good. That was pretty cool. I did get to pick fresh blueberries in Sweden from yeah. blueberry bushes. Yeah. Fresh fruit off of like a bush. Very good. Fantastic, man. Ooh, I will oh, say that notch. is nice. That it was, is it was nice. a great childhood, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I would <laughs> I would have done without the shit. In, That's in, all I'm saying. In the tiny town, I had like <laughs> one best friend, and uh we would go and play in two spots in town, and they were a junkyard. <laughs> and the compost yard. How did you not eat warm sandwiches <laughs> off of a car radiator? <laughs> right? You're literally describing. We we had a fort. We had two forts in the <laughs> junkyard. One one was this this. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it would have been a steamroller, but the steamroller drum had been taken out of it. Sure. So it just had this big empty cavity that if you could open up the little latch, you could get inside of it, and it was a like entirely encased empty thing. And so, like, we would hang out in there. and You like, played inside dad, of a steamroller. He smoked some of his dead cigarettes in there. Like, that wasn't really my thing yet. <laughs> what but, is like, it, 10 years old, just smoking <laughs> cigs oh, inside of a steamroller? At best. Like, I, was, I only lived in this town until fifth grade. So whatever that happened, it, he would have been super young still. Just puffing butts or whatever. And then there was, like, also, like a like, a grain bin or a silage bin or something like that. That, like, if you climbed on some of the other equipment, you could get inside of it, and then it was, like, eight-foot walls or something like that. Or def- it seemed like it, at least. Maybe it was a little bit shorter, but... So we would just hang out in this bin and just, like... What the fuck? Hang out. We would, like, go steal shit off of, like, the other junk around. And we, uh, the kids next door was a cartoon coming out when I was a kid at the sure, time. Sure, I know that cartoon. Yeah. yeah, so we would make guns out of all these weird pipes and whatever else, and, like shooting at each other running around town yeah fucking small small town rural life man it's a good time so when you said the junkyard thing i i thought i was i was getting the like the worst of it turns out you totally turned me on that that actually sounds like a lot of fucking fun dude junkyards are rad i i did not have as fun of my childhood now i've decided (laughs) cow shit horse shit or whatever included 
it was still pretty sweet. It was That's a, good a time. fucking cool fucking story, man. Hell yeah, dude. Child, I like childhood's that. fun. Ch- well, your <laughs> you childhood was actually it. more fun than mine, yeah. I will say. Wow. Dude, I remember being super bummed when I graduated high school. Like I cried that day knowing that like the end of my childhood was over. Yeah, being an adult sucks. I definitely knew that that was going to be shitty the day I graduated high school. And I was like, fuck, man. It it's is never going to be this good again. I'm never just going to get to hang out with my friends every day again. Technically, and I knew I that already. Do that. And I'm 31. living with your friends. I had a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. That's as close as it gets, though. Yeah, exactly. And it's still not quite the same. Because you still go to work for 40 fucking out. hours a week. Yeah, school's still just hanging out. You were still hanging out with your friends for the work period also. Like, that's just what you did. You had people you didn't like, people you did like. But ultimately, you were basically hanging out with your friends all the time. You're making me sad that this is not my life anymore. Because that is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, Dude. Oh, my God. Here, I was like 15, and I was like, man, when I graduate, it's going to be gay. Like, I already <laughs> knew it. And the day <laughs> it fucking came, I cried. Like, I was sad about it. Like, I had fun, and we had the whole graduation day or whatever. But, like. It sucks. I, I was bummed. Like, I was already bummed that I was going into the adult world. College is fun, but, yeah, it's not as carefree. And I didn't do the, the, the whole college experience. That's I, the whole reason I, I know you. one year. I went to I went to college. For, I spent six years in college, PD, and I graduated with a DUI, and now I'm a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Ultimately, as a plumber, you might make more money than whatever you would have went to college for. So Potentially, yeah. 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 Pretty good chance. Yeah. Join a trade. <laughs> Just fucking I'm join a trade. I'm not making that kind of paper, but I'm still happy with where I'm at for having not gotten a degree. I'm all right with it. Now, a lot of that shit is, is it's overrated. I'm just glad I went to college because I made a lot of good friends there. That's how I know you. Uh, I met you vicariously. Yeah, definitely. Through other people being friends with you, and now that's how that happened. It's, it's great. I'm glad I went, but yeah. <sighs> Fuck, being an adult sucks. All being right. an adult's gay comparatively. Absolutely. The best thing about being an adult is being able to... Segway, watch cool movies and talk about them on a podcast. Yeah, buddy. Woo! I brought it back. I brought it back. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. Where the <laughs> fuck were we? <laughs> so we basically just left off where they were at the, the bars. It's not my responsibility. Oh, and now, yes. Sa- now we're at Sarah walking, walking down, down the street in the dark. Yep. Oofta. All right. Hey, we're back to two bars of battery. That's a good sign. We, we <laughs> Somehow gave we energy. gained battery. We had <laughs> <laughs> that wholesome story about my childhood apparently was uh, enough to get us a little extra time. The fucking thing was like, <laughs> you know what? You get more. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Sarah's, yeah, walking down the street. It's a, it's Middle just of the a night, pretty quick scene. After cheating on her boyfriend, and uh, she's feeling shitty. She's mm-hmm. talking to herself. Oh, why'd you do that, Sarah? You stupid bitch. You're a fucking whore. I hope you get stabbed in the ass by some large penis. Ooh, yeah. Real upset about it. I think she said all those things. I volunteer as tribute for that. Um, nah, she's not that hot. Oh, she's hot. All I'll right, give you, I'll give you a second vote. It's fine. Anyway, unanimous. Um, I forget how it happens. It it felt like it was very going to be kind of disturbing. There was kind of a pop up, and we did get the light in her face, yeah. which has Absolutely. kind of been a thing of the minor. So it was a kind of misdirection, a little it, red yep. herring, I guess. Yeah, they hit you with the same thing that they do in the junkyard, where they're like, oh, it's the killer, it's the killer. It's not the killer, It's not. Silly it's bitch. the sheriff. It's the sheriff. He's just making his nightly walk. For some reason, he didn't turn his light mm. on until he was right six inches in from her, her face. face. <laughs> and then just for some reason, he shows a, a hold it at forehead level right in her face, like a minor. Hey, bitch, how you doing? Even though when he pulls it away, it might be a full 24 inches long, this it was yeah. It's it was like, a formidable fucking flashlight. It's the flashlight slash baton flashlight. A hundred percent. Yeah. This they were 
they're definitely beating darkies with this back in the day. <laughs> oh God, like, you know probably, what I'm saying? Like, there was some uncouth shit happening with It was that kind of flashlight. Absolutely. And he's holding it in her face. Poor it guys. Really, it doesn't go much more than that. I mean, it's just like, it was just meant to kind of, I guess, maybe give you a jump, keep you on edge. Yeah. Um, not much to it. Just tell her to get home. What are you doing out here, Sarah? I'm just uh, walking home after cheating on my boyfriend. What are you doing out here? Just like making my shore. nightly rounds. No, no, nothing to be worried about. Oh, cool. And that, yeah, that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, again, just kind of building the atmosphere, I think, is all this scene really serves for purpose. That is what it is. Uh, we go back to the union hall or the bar, um, and the the kids, the 30-year-old kids, uh, they, they kind of decide, you know, we're still going to have a fucking party. Um, TJ fucking has the brightest fucking idea in the world to be like, you know it's a great place to have a fucking party? is in a fucking mine. And everyone's like, dude, great idea, bro. Dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yep. Um, and uh, then the bartender again that warns them, um, you shouldn't be doing this. No parties. Yep. Uh, and Hear TJ about Mabel Osborne? Brings that shit up. A fucking heart attack, my ass. Exactly. And that's where the ass comes in that I was showing you earlier. And my <laughs> ass. Heart attack, my <laughs> ass. Uh, and TJ, and that's what Even though words. it basically looks like uh, fucking... <sighs> Ernest from the movies back in like the oh, early Oh, the 2000s. Ernest movies. Yeah, Ernest yes. does this. Ernest goes Ernest there. goes to yeah. jail. He kind of looks like that guy. Yeah. Um, he does, actually. Right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. I miss those movies, too. Okay. I got a few of those upstairs. You want to bring those Shut home, too? Shut the fuck up. There's the one with the Halloween with the Ernest monsters. in the army. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest at Halloween, I think. Yes, that's the one I like the most. That one's so much fun. I like those movies. <laughs> those are ridiculous. great movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somehow now we're on Ernest movies. Well, yeah, we got to Ernest. Fucking Christ. You know this is getting fucking long. derailed. Uh, uh, TJ basically tells the bartender to fuck off and not so many words. Straight Just up. Like, I'm not worried about it. Uh, Bartender looks pissed and because and, and, no one's like heeding his warning. Yeah. Um, so we get to the bartender actually after this. This is, this is a, gr- I like this scene a lot for a couple reasons. One is the bartender. The yep. second one is the bartender. And the third one is how the bartender dies. The bartender is so fucking hilarious and I'm so fucking pissed he died so early because this scene alone is great. So bartender's walking around, he's drunk, he's got a beer bottle. Uh, I'm, I'm not the only one that noticed that he was pretty drunk. Yeah, he was fucked up. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of like fucked up. And he's kind of dressed like <laughs> Warden, too. So you're like, oh, he, what's up with that? He had like the minor suit on. Yeah, he just didn't have the mask on. Walking around with his pickaxe uh, and his beer bottle. Uh, so he he busts open this door. I'm not quite sure where the door was. I'm assuming somewhere in the in the mine yeah, area. Somewhere's in the mine area, yeah, for uh, sure. It's a big red door. I he mean, knows that's where the kids are going to have the party. And his whole idea here is to thwart the party basically give the kids a scare. Yeah. You're not listening to me. Fuck you. I'll scare you. Yep. So he breaks open the store and he sets up this like, it's like a, it's like a janky, like, it's like a doll that like moves when the doors open and it like swings an ax down. It's meant to look like the, the killer's coming out of this door at you when you open the door. He sets that whole thing up and he keeps opening up the door to watch it work. <laughs> Yes. Every time the thing fucking pops open, it's the fucking <laughs> funniest thing this dude's ever seen in his life. Holy fuck, the cackle laugh this guy does is so fucking fu- and he keeps doing it over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, dude. And it's so great. Big fan. 
So the first time, fucking does it, and uh, he has to like help the arm down. Second time, does it, but the arm goes down itself, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, the arm never comes up at all, but he cackles each of the three times. And right as he goes to walk away, still cackling, he, he realizes something was different the third time and goes back. And Is opens it a fourth that time. What happened? That's my interpretation, at okay, least. Okay, because I was like, why did he walk back after walking away? The third away? time, the arm never came up. So that was I not longer the no longer the doll. Is what you're saying? Right. Exactly. Okay. I think he realized the arm never came up, and that's why he went back. Because he opens that door the fourth time. Exactly. And gets thwomped. And this <laughs> is cutscene number three. Yes. So in in. In the the shortcut they do in the movie that's that was theatrically released, yep. it looked like the miner just kind of just hit him in the head. Yep, just smacked him. Right, and then you Fairly just see innocuous. him dragged really away. Look like much. I didn't even. You could tell he's dragging him away <laughs> by the pickaxe. Correct. But you can't really tell like what it's stuck in or anything. It could be his chest, his face. I, I mean, assumed the miner even. came down on him with the axe even right it was so so short you don't really know what happened then you get to the extended scene Ooh, much better love this scene is easily this is the third most important thing you should have kept it like thank god yeah. it got added later because it should have been in the original you movie. want to describe this in full absolutely okay. so the fourth time he goes back after realizing that his arm didn't lift he opens the door again and this time the pickaxe comes up through his lower <laughs> jaw and the axe itself comes back out through his eye popping yes. the eyeball out sagging across his face oh my it is god so dope is <laughs> peak gore for this movie yes for sure and then uh, he goes to the ground and like he ends up then you realize he literally is dragging him by his fucking skull. Yeah. It's and that makes it so skull. much more brutal. It watching him so drag him awesome. to wherever he's dragging him to. The the drag scene, I mean you You find out later, but it, it's it's that right there. I, I'm so pissed off that because we don't have these kind of uh, the gore in movies now is uh, we have fucking saw movies, which even if they kept this movie intact, are way worse than this movie would have been intact. Our, our yeah, idea of like absolutely. what's acceptable gore now is so much different. Oh yeah. But I wish they wouldn't have cut this stuff for the time because this was this made honestly watching this movie without the gore and watching it with the extended scenes, the movie is so much better. It really is. It's eighty one, it's just out of the seventies, but for some reason, and again, you know, not old enough to have grown up in the eighties, but still like it feels like this wouldn't have been that taboo for the 80s. I mean, it just yeah, doesn't feel that way to me. It's a little gory. There's an eye popped a out of little, socket. But, like, but that's just it. It's just a little gory. Like It's not that crazy. It it's not insanely so bloody overall. It's for just, a movie called My Bloody Valentine, it's not really that gory. The As far as the gore element, the biggest gore bits you get are when you see the extracted heart. <clears throat> And something that they like reveal later on, uh, as far as like an, they they the, just actually show a heart being pulled out, basically. Yes. And that's those are the two by far goriest bits. The end as end far as actual cut, blood and all that. The nonsense. end end cutscene too was. Pretty oh yeah, rough. you're right. Yeah, it, with the extended version, yeah, definitely. But I mean, that's that that's what adds to the movie. I I'm not trying to watch it without the extension though. It's super mild, right? Like <laughs> the end doesn't even make as much sense. It, it doesn't. It. it doesn't. It doesn't. We'll get there, folks. Okay. We'll get there. So anyway, um, yeah, that's the bartender scene. It's it's absolutely amazing. Um, Pretty badass. We uh, cut to the kids uh, all entering the union hall again with with snacks and shit. They're setting up the party. They're yeah, having a good time. We're, we're at the next day. It's a February. It's officially February fourteenth, the day of the now canceled dance and 
party that will be happening. They're doing this thing. They're they're having a good time. They're fucking ready. Energy's high. Um, um, but we we roll in and we're uh, we're seeing like decorations blowing around and shit. The sheriff picks up one of them, like looks at it, you yep. know, in this uh, sort of forlorn way. Uh, and then we jump again, yeah, to the to the minor group. Uh, they're they're ready to fucking party. Um, oh, so yeah, when we're at the precinct though, um, the uh, is it deputy like Bill or something? Uh, ben, I believe. Ben, yes. Yeah. Uh, so he asked the guy Ben. He's been quiet. He says yes, but there's a, there's a, what does he say? There's a Valentine chocolate box that came for him. And it's oh, like, yeah. oh my God. Oh no. Mm-hmm. So we, so the sheriff opens the box. What is it? He asks Ben to leave even because he's like, <laughs> yeah. just in case it he's is like, the heart. He doesn't want Ben to see this Get shit. the fuck out of here, he's man. He's still trying to like really avoid alarming everybody. Opens up this box. It's fucking chocolates. And who's it sent by? My girl Mabel. Our dear girl Mabel. Oh, oh. another little misdirection they throw in this movie. Uh, they do a lot of that, and I, it's 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 nice. I mean, it's not a big scene, but I just like that they kind of keep you on your toes. Will it? Won't it? Kind of like, is this something to be high alert about? There's a, there's an earlier, probably I would say like two small interactions that happen that imply that yes, the mayor is married, and yes, there's a Miss Hanniger. But he is not happy with Miss Hanniger and might be having a side thing with Miss Mabel. It, it is something that I picked up. I didn't think about that, but I want to think about that now. Um, the, Ooh, hitting Mabel on the there's side. There's something where um, the mayor says to Mabel, like, let's forget all this other stuff. Like, that's like, you can, the way it's presented, it's definitely not related to the 20th anniversary of that thing. Like, like there's something personal between them, and they, they kind of touch on that. And then uh, with this little fucking extra Valentine that she sent to him, it kind of confirmed to me that they had some secret thing going on, and there was some potential drama that was on the like maybe the brink of getting out that they're trying to avoid. Maybe I read a little far into it, you but that's kind of how it seems. But I like that that spin on it. I, I mean, it doesn't do anything really to the story. Much, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I, I do kind of like to the that. character that's exactly. About it. And this this movie could use more depth to character. It Any eighty <laughs> slasher could use more depth of character. So being able to read into something like that just kind of, I don't know, it makes the movie a little bit more personal. You're able to invest more in it. I didn't realize how much I uh, <laughs> was taking for liberties there, but I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> Retelling the story, I was like, okay, yeah, I was definitely uh, sort of making my own little bits up as far as like how these characters might act. I mean, you kind of have to, though. It's what I it's mean, meant to elicit, right? But, you know, I, I don't know myself. To why else would well. Mabel send that chocolate box? Unless you send it to everybody. True that. I don't know. I'm just saying. So anyway, they're there. They're setting up the party. They're bringing in all sorts of beer, streamers, uh, dicks, balloons, all this. Like oh, and they're all ready sorts to of go. Shit. They're just ready to fucking party. They're ready exactly. to fuck, too. Sexual tension is high. Real high. Um, uh, what is it? Um, yeah, two people. Uh, it was, um, what were their names? John and... John and Sylvia. Sylvia. God damn it. Too many fucking <laughs> malfunctions in this goddamn show over the history of it happening. John and Silvio are just going off to fuck, and, and that's where we're coming back in. We, uh, we recorded for a little while with actually nothing happening, so that's Correct. kind of a disappointment. But oh. here we are. Uh, <laughs> we're back, and John and Silvio are about to go fuck. They want to get it on. Dave's got the munchies. Yes. We don't know who the fuck Dave is. No, they haven't said Dave. They haven't said the word Dave yet. 
In fact, he'd only been a background existence up to this point. At best. I honestly, I, there's been a couple times in this movie where I look at characters and I'm like, am I supposed to know who that is? It does kind of feel that, especially with like the, uh, the when you're at the mines and whatnot like that. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> there's a couple of times where they're at the bar and this and that where it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And, and early on, they really don't do a good job of being like, this is this character. They don't like, introduce characters very well. No, not really. Um, so, but anyway, we have Dave here who's Dave. apparently got the munchies and he's going to go to the kitchen. And what does he find? Oh, God. Hot All right. Dogs. Boiled hot dogs. Boiled hot dogs are shit. Garbage. Okay. I, you know what? I'm not even going to fucking jump on that bandwagon. Fuck you. Uh, depending, on the depending on the accoutrements... I will eat any sort of hot dog. That's fine, but like, listen. You, you slap me with some chili cheese, I'll eat whatever fucking hot dog no. you got. No. The idea of meat floating in water is gross. Uh, yeah, boiled chicken breast, disgusting. Yuck. You ever boil a steak? Don't do it. Me either. No, but I, you. I'm not a Unless savage. you're going to sous vide it, which is a whole different thing, and we're not going to get on that. But the idea of like just hot dog water, I don't know. It just sounds, it, it's gross. But he's going to go fish around for the best fucking hot dog in this pot anyway because daddy's fucking hungry. Yeah. Uh, Daddy. So he wants a fucking Eat hot you dog. bastard. Ooh. Seems likely. I'm not trying to be racist. It just is what it is. That's. Uh, <sighs> the inner Pakistan. I'm going to recover. Came out of me. I'm going <laughs> to. Jesus nope, Christ. Sorry, Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This just got questionable. This, this just got questionable. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, I can't be held accountable for what I say. It's, no. It's, it's there's alcohol mouth. involved, and it's different. You yeah. Know? All right. So, Palestinian Dave. Uh, is, is <laughs> Palestinian Dave <laughs> is fishing around this pot for some hot dogs, and a... A hand comes in and pushes his head into the fucking pot. Trying to force a blowjob of hot dogs onto this man in boiling it, water. That's actually very much what it kind of seemed like with that hand. It was it was very abrupt. It was a weird kind of like kill here. Um, in the in the non-extended version, uh, you just see his head go to the pot and it cuts. Yep. The extended version of this mm -hmm. is, I've been enlightened on it. I wanted to apologize for this and say it's worthy. It's really not. Um, you just kind of see old boy's head in the pot. There's a cool camera angle. Um, uh, you kind of maybe see some blistering a little bit at the maybe. very end, but it's it's really not worthy. Um, it only adds maybe ten more seconds to the movie, but yeah, I mean it could be cut. Uh, it's not. Dave, you didn't matter necessary. in the first place, and with the extension, you don't matter anymore. So get the, only the time you matter here. is when you're a, when you're a chill dude. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? When you're chilling out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh God! It's fucking Solid. funny. That's foreshadowing too, by the way. Uh, um. So yeah. Uh. So uh, Dave is 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 murdered in hot dog water, which I feel like <laughs> it's a Limp Bizkit song. Um. And then we cut to the sheriff. <laughs> And uh, so th the dear old sheriff doesn't have a good feeling about what's going on at the mine tonight. So yes. he starts to get his shit together and says, man, I'm going to head off to the mine. Uh, give me a call if anything bad happens. And then he heads out the front door. And he was going to check out the mine. Mm, but there well, was a bit of a gift waiting for him uh, on the stoop of the police house. Well, mm, yeah, no, he, he did. He did go to the mine here. We, he already had. Did the, he make it all the way? To the yes. Mine? So, so we already went over over like, yeah, 
Didn't we already? We already went over. He already found that, right? I believe this time he's getting ready to leave for the mine, and before he even leaves the building is when he finds the heart outside, and the dogs are. Yes. Okay. It. Yeah, that's right. And so then Ben he's comes not, over. He's like, "Ho, ho, ho! What's going on?" Ben's talking to him, and like very briefly. Then, yeah, he goes to leave for the mine, yeah, and I the dogs so, start barking. Yeah. Yes, yep. that's correct. Uh, and then we jump back to the party where uh, good old Howard, our favorite, snorts some coke, a cola. And uh, has a whole fucking thing well to do about it. Uh, he's being a real piece of shit. And then uh, Axel is being a cunt towards Sarah. Okay. Yes. So at the Union Hall, TJ starts yelling at Axel for being a piece of shit. Truth. Um, Axel and TJ actually start having a fight. Sarah ends up saying, hey, I'm fucking out of here. I'm, I'm done with this. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking over it. Um, so she leaves. They actually get in an actual fight. Um, fat guy breaks it up. Little Hollis. Hollis, not Horace. His name should be Horace. Same thing. I'm down um, with it. <clears throat> like Horace. So the whole kind of party comes to a halt, breaks it up. Uh, Axel ends up grabbing a beer and stumbles outside with his beer. Uh, TJ stays inside, apologizes to Sarah. She says she doesn't care and asks him to leave her alone. It's why all to be over. It's it's kind of like this high dramatic dramatic like kind of like it comes to a head here with this love triangle, um, and everyone kind of just parts their different ways here. Um, the quiet party is then interrupted again by dumb fuck himself, who goes back to a fucking joke that didn't hit the first <laughs> time and tries it again, and talking about who he's going to snort pop. I have been waiting the whole movie so far to see this fucker die. Ugh. I am so done with this guy. He's awful. He's not funny at all. He's not. He's not. He's an irritating cunt. All we end up really seeing then with Axel, he, he, he had to kind of cut to, like, he sits in this, like, weird corner between yeah. these two buildings, sits down and drinks his beer. S sulking and shit, mm -hmm. feeling sad and shitty about himself, crying a little bit. Then we cut to John and Sylvia. And they're, yes. uh, they're necking in the building. Oh, my God. We're yes, here. Daddy. Sound the alarms. Woo, woo, woo. What time is it? It's, the best time of the movie. It's fucking sweet kill time. So <clears throat> Sylvia and John are necking in uh, a set of benches that they got pulled together and just uh, enjoying each other's company. And she gets a little distracted from the situation and asks, how do you get those down? Which there are like clothes outfits hanging from the ceiling on wires i guess pd i need to bring this up where the fuck are they what building is that i have no it's, it's the same it's the shower building from like the first scene of the movie it's a shower building right uh -huh. it looks kind of like a barn uh -huh. there's outdoor like benches in there that they put together for like a makeshift bed uh -huh. it has clothes hanging from the ceiling like like a dry cleaner or something, but it's really like a meat factory where you would expect like that to be like pigs or something hanging from hooks up there. Sure. I don't know how to describe this scene or this building. It is the weirdest fucking shit. I don't understand the whole clothes on these wires thing. I don't understand it's, it at all. I, I don't. It's a barn. It's like a thing. <clears throat> I, 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 this is where they go after like, they're done with their shift. Obviously, their clothes are clean and hung up right, there. Fine. Yep. But it's just such a weird scene. It blew me. Like, Because I went to try to describe in my notes, like, oh, they're in the barn wash dry room. cleaner wash <laughs> meat factory place. <laughs> 
It's a really weird setting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <clears throat> but there are clothes, like hundreds of fucking suits hanging yeah. from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, she does. She asks, how do you get those down? Just a little pull of the wire and one falls down, which uh, kind of becomes a little strange in a little bit here. Uh, so some questions. they laugh at that. And she says, she asks them, do you know what we need? And of course, John is like, well, yeah, yes, yes. I've got a condom right here. He's like, he yeah, it up. He's yeah. Like, Fuck many dogs with this condom. <laughs> yeah, baby, I know exactly what we need. We need this latex rubber from up. Oh my god, no! I was thinking some beers. Penis. Yeah, she wanted a beer. Your, your penis sucks. Uh, I want a beer. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, he goes from like, yeah, we're fucking to like, oh yeah, anything you need, I'll go, I'll go get a beer. Um, <clears throat> so then he runs to get some beers. He says, "You'll stay right here. I'll be right back, and we're gonna have some beers and some fucking coming up." Yeah, it's basically the uh, the message he tries to get across. <laughs> so she lays down back on these on these park benches, um, kind of this makeshift bed, and he goes to the bar. Uh, he's all smiley as fuck too when he gets in the bar. He's like, oh, "Sure is. I'm about ready to get this trick drunk and statutory raper. I can't wait. It's gonna be top notch." It was really creepy. But he <laughs> notices TJ is a little off and asks him if he's all right. And uh, TJ just says, "Same old shit. Guffaws." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much the end of that for now. And then uh, we jump back to a couple of girls. Yeah. So. Okay, so he ends up entering the kitchen where there's two girls, right? And they're fucking trying to get these boiled hot dogs again. Significantly more than they were before. Fucking love them. Um, And so he enters in, says hi. They're like, what's up? And as he passes by to go to the fridge to grab the beers, they pull out a gray boiled heart. And they're they're shocked, like, oh my, oh my god, god, what, what is, is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he, on his way to the fridge <laughs> to open the fridge, kind of opens the fridge but turns back, so he's not looking at the open fridge to look at the heart to be like, oh, some fucking idiot's playing a joke on you, probably Howard. Probably Howard. Yeah. Someone exactly. saw, they, bl- like, they blame Howard. They yeah, definitely like, blame oh, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> it's somebody, right? But when he opens that fucking fridge, while the two girls are distracted by the heart, he's distracted by the heart. What do we see in the fridge? Oh, good old dear boy Dave, boiled to oblivion. Boiled hot dog Dave is now chilling out in the fucking freezer. Looking way worse than he did in the cutscene. Oh, yeah. He actually looks really bad in that. It's actually kind of cool. Blistered to shit. Unexpected, honestly, when I saw that. It was kind of fun. I was a a fan. I like that scene. The fact that that didn't get cut is surprising. What's weird though is like stuff. he's able to like not look at the fridge and just grab exactly where the beer is without having to look in and notice his body right away. Whatever, it's fine. It's what it is. I, I like <laughs> that the audience was able to see it before any of the characters did. It was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so he ends up uh, grabbing the beer. No one knows that <clears throat> body's in there right now. They think the heart's a joke. Probably Howard. And then we cut back to Sylvia. Yes. Oh, get back to it. Here we go. She is feeling uh, just a little chill, just hanging out, laying on these benches. She's uh, been staring at these clothes for a while now, but she does kind of get spooked uh, out of nowhere as some water starts to seem to spray in the background, and uh, the showers are all turning on, as it turns out. Well, no, no, no. She hears creaking at first. She looks up at the hanging clothes, and the camera kind of circles around her. Mm. Like, like, so she's looking, and like you, like you see her from one angle, and then... It pans, and as soon as it shows the showers in the background, they turn on. I it's the exact same thing you said, but like the way they like showed, yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you just see. Shh. 
which was that. sick as fuck. I liked it. It was really ominous. I didn't pay as much attention to that, but now that you say it, it I just sense. loved I, I this scene yeah. so much. But yeah, continue. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. As the showers turn on, she uh, she naturally makes the assumption that it might be John. She uh, mm-hmm. shows out, John, is that you? Uh, not getting an answer. Is is it you, John? And she eventually goes, if you're trying to make me scared, you're doing a great job. Um, but, uh, you know, still no answer. And uh, she starts to kind of make her way towards the shower a little bit. And all of a sudden, some of these clothes start dropping from the ceiling. And that's when things start to get really ridiculous. It's not some of the clothes. It's all of the fucking Literally clothes. The- so this is where <laughs> if you have to pull on one thing to get one single set of clothes to drop, makes me wonder how... Literally fifty to a hundred sets of clothes are dropping all around. Everywhere her all she's going, the clothes are just dropping out, and she's like, "Oh my oh god, no!" It honestly Whoa. kind of maybe goes on for a little longer than it needed to. Definitely she was screaming in to. clothes for a while. Yes, very scared of the clothes. But all of a sudden, she gets abducted, and she's lifted literally by her head. The, and the carried into the showers. She well, one of the things she turns around, and it's no longer clothes; it's the bartender. Yes, you're the right. Bartender the bartender drops, calls, and yeah. she's like, then she's like, oh, my fuck. Like, her scream kind of changes a bit. She's like, oh! And then she turns, and what is it? Then it's the fucking miner. Grabs her by the fucking head, dude. I will say, I feel like this, uh, so this is our next instance of uncut versus the theatrical cut. Yes. And I believe you get to actually see the bartender's face better in the uncut version than you do... That in the normal theatrical release. You can actually tell that it's the bartender way more, and you can see that he's basically still hooked in the same way that he was when he got killed originally. Oh, I didn't notice that. I feel like you can actually tell a big difference in what he looks like detail-wise in one versus the other. I I like that. I feel like it was noticeable. Uh, But yes, uh, then she's again lifted by her head and carried into the shower stall. When you see the showers being turned on earlier, you realize that they're these like janky showers where it's not a shower head like we're used to thinking of. No, it's it's just it's a copper pipe that's just all soldered together. And at the end, it's like crimped so that it makes a spray instead of just a stream of water. Which would be a brutal spray, too, by the way. Yeah. Like they're crimped tight. That would be a laser (laughs) of fucking water nailing your skin. That's the showers here. So the fact that it is just a crimped copper, it 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 makes us so much better. Um, so okay, so when he brings her over there, in the non-cut version, or in the, in the cut version, uh, uh, proceeds to shove her onto the copper. It cuts before we see him even shoving her on the copper. It's yeah. Im- it's implied yep. exactly. He's about to impale her on this like makeshift shower head. Yep. Okay. So. Um, after that, uh, it, it cuts before we see it, and then John comes back calling out for Sylvia. Instead, in the uncut version. Hold on. I want to go through all this because then I want to come back and replay it with the uncut. Did because you watch the movie and then do the uncuts afterwards? Uh, I did it both. I watched the uncuts afterwards. I watched them during okay. uh, during my second viewing. Gotcha. Where I'd, I'd watch the movie, pause it, Watch the same scene with the like the cuts right gotcha. there. Okay, I did mine both after <clears throat> when I watched it. So the reason why I want to go through this though is because the the scene there's two different things that happen extended in the scene. So I want to get through the whole thing. Okay, fair enough. So John comes back, um, calls out her name, Sylvia, 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 um, and he sees the shower running and is like, "All right, it's, it's, we're gonna do a shower, fuck, lady, let's go." This is all right, three fucking times. <laughs> Oh, oh, hey, all right. All right. 
<laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so he starts actually kind of like stripping his clothes off on his way to the shower. Um, Sylvia. Sal- hey, Sylvia. My darling. Sylvia. Sylvia. We're about to have intercourse. Are you Sylvia? ready for this penis? <laughs> Uh, and he sees her body hanging from the copper pipe. So what we do, what we do get a view here of is like we get a view of like behind her and kind of the side, like the shadowed face mm-hmm. that you can see water spraying from. Correct. You do not yep. get to see an actual face. You just yep. get to kind of see a silhouette of this. Okay, and so John looking at her. Right, yes. So they implied kind of what happened here. Um. So. We see kind of water, water kind of coming out of her mouth. But now let's go. Let, let, let's go back to the scene as it was intended. Yes. The intended scene is when he brings her over to this fucking shower spigot. It is not cut off. The next thing you see when he lifts her up to this fucking copper pipe is behind her, mm-hmm. and you see this copper pipe enter her fucking skull from behind. Yes, sir. It is beautiful. It. Her skull looks like fuck like it's like it's probably just the set piece that they used. So it, it yeah. makes it but it looked almost squishy because of how much force was used. It is disturbing as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then uh as she's impaled, she starts like coughing up blood and it's literally like running down her body it's like all over her feet. Gurgling. Ic- real ickery. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And her uh, her feet like she, her body's like convulsing, so you see like her feet just sort of shaking. Yep. And uh so that's when we finally cut to uh, John, John coming, coming back in. there, and uh, we go through all the same bits that we kind of get up to, and then uh, this time instead of just getting that back and behind view, it pans up her body a little bit, and you get to see the straight on of water just like spewing from her mouth from the shower. That copper was fucking shooting into her mouth, and she was like puking like blood and water out of her mouth because of the shower. Another like it was like times forcing where I was like this should have been included. It, I, I'd read comments on this online because I like searched a lot for these uncut scenes and like what people said about it and stuff. This is like one of people's favorite scenes from this movie. A hundred, it should be. And it was cut. It's one of the coolest kills. I, it, out of a lot of movies I've seen, this one was aggressive as shit and it was fun as fuck. Absolutely. I'm so upset they cut to me, this from this the one, theatrical. This one ranks up there with in Jason X when he gets the, the, uh, the one chick that's like. Just, I mean, she's technically just a hologram, I guess, but like puts her in a fucking sleeping bag and lifts her and just like slams her on either side of his body, like, <laughs> like a just fucking sack of literally a sack of potato, just slamming her around. Just because of how brutal it is. Exactly. It's just, it's campy, but brutal at the same time. It's, it's just like, I'm all about it. It's so extra. It. Like, this did not have to happen, but the fact that it did and someone thought this, I appreciate it. It has just a perfect ridiculousness to it. It was a, it was a great scene. And honestly, the, it's the reason why I think this movie is an absolute must watch just from this scene alone. Agreed. Um, Absolutely agreed. But yeah, um, from from this amazing scene, uh, now we cut back to the sheriff. Uh, he's, he's driving to... Presumably to the mine. The yeah. mine. Yeah. And After he gets having like, left the uh, dogs chewing up on the thing. And Because he was about to fucking try to prevent a lot of this shit, but he gets a call from Ben. Uh, and the, as the sheriff was about to inspect the mine, the call was for something urgent, so he had to turn around and go somewhere else. So we gotta come back. The I believe it was Eastfield <laughs> called, and they're saying uh, we got some Im- urgent information. So he had he immediately turns around. Basically, yep. he's literally pulling up to the mine, does a, th- a one eighty, and he's out of there. Gone. Um, which sets up that this mine is gonna just be for these thirty year old kids. 
so he's turned back to the apartment. Now we're uh, we're back inside the building, and we got Hollis, Howard, Stavinsky, uh, Sarah, because uh, she's trying to like. And Patty's trying to get Sarah's mind off of kind of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Harriet, they all decide they're going to head into the mine together and uh, go for a little uh, scenic route mm, sort of tour down the uh, the rail car system and then come right back, of course, yeah. you know, to keep things safe. And uh, TJ kind of overhears this, and or not necessarily overhears it, but sees them leaving and chases them out and asks them where they're going. And they have a bit of a, a bit of a what to do about the whole situation, but ultimately the group still goes. And teachers, you're a bunch of fucking idiots. Absolutely. And that's just sort of sort of how that ends. It, it's not a. It's basically just a foreboding time of just like, don't go in there. I'm telling you, it's not a good idea. This, this These fucking is bad. Retards. And they're like, let's do it anyway. It'd be fine. It'd be a lot of fun. I'm not worried. So they end up going. Um, uh, fatty with the mustache grabs a couple, a little, a little bit of gear. They're right by the yep. the, the carts. They're going to take the, the carts down into the mine. Now, this is... When they get in these carts, man... Because um, I was thinking when they're, when they're down there, a little a little ahead of myself here, but like, like, how is it that hard to get out? But you watch this movie, you pay attention to this. These carts are flying, and it is at a pretty steep grade, and they go down for quite a bit. Like, I think they say at one point, like, 2,000 feet is, is, like, how far... So, like, you're a good... Almost a half a mile in. Yeah, they, yeah, like they are down there, and it's. I mean, it it because at first you know it just how hard is it to get back out this way? It'd be tough. Yeah, you're you're a half a mile <laughs> in, but it's also like there's a bunch of offshoots and twists and turns and like. And it's at a grade. They're flying downhill. Like they're not just going into something; they're going down, yeah, down into something. Yeah, and they're cooking a little bit. Yeah, you know, you have a valid point. It, it's not going to be an easy escape. No, if anything this, goes wrong. they're putting themselves down there. But they decide to fucking do it anyway. They got some uh, some beers for the road, and they're yep. just uh, they got they grab a few blankets, a couple of lights, and they're off and heading into the mine. They uh, Hollis hits a few buttons, and and literally there they go. They're heading down in, and all of a sudden they get down to the bottom. Oh my god, let's do it again! That was so much fun. And Hollis is all like, nah, I don't know about all that. Maybe we should probably just head back. And uh, you know, naturally they they insist. We should we should fucking do that. But uh, one person's like, hey, what's that? And uh, he points out that it's an abandoned section of the mine, and they don't really go in there anymore. And of course. What's next to do but explore the abandoned section of the mine? At this point, um, there's like a screaming or screeching, or it's it's not really like a it's a noise. I, I can't say it's screaming, but something happens, and I believe it's Howard that says, "Ah, it's probably just rats." Yep, that happens again too. They're they're ignoring some weird shit right off the right off the rip. Right off the rip, absolutely. Yeah, some strange noises. Uh, but yeah, uh, so they arrive at the engine room, yes. and uh, that's when Stavinsky is like, "Hey, Hollis, uh, Harriet, and I here. We're uh, we're gonna go have a little fun. We'll see you fuck. in ten minutes." <laughs> yeah, he didn't didn't give himself a whole lot of time. He assumes that uh, big old burping bastard that he's been nursing is uh, not gonna last too long. So. He's gonna fucking bust and run. He gives himself ten minutes, and he's like, "I'll see you at the uh, main shaft then." So he's like, "All right, man, no longer. We're gonna be fucking heading straight up or whatever." Hollis mm-hmm. is just like, "I ain't taking your shit. Get the fuck back there." Drop that load and let's get the fuck out. So naturally, Stavinsky and Harriet they split off. They go off. They do their own thing. It's like and, a uh, little office area they find, like uh, down under there, like yeah. some sort of like it's kind of like an office. I believe it's the engine room. Yeah, but yeah. It, it looks like an atrium to like a building. Like, yeah, 
I mean, it's a, yeah, it's just a, a little room in this in this mine. And you see him sit down, and, and then we we cut real quick. Uh, yeah, we cut. We're, we're back at the union hall, uh, oh, not not the union hall, but like the, uh, the the mess hall, I guess, probably more so. Because when they when they when they get in there, they lay down. It's like this like top panning, like really kind of quiet vibe. And the next cut is this blonde girl just barred. <laughs> it was it was the same one from she was in the kitchen actually. She was the blonde girl in the kitchen with the hot dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And she so she barges yeah. in the main room of the union hall, just screaming. And uh, she she barges in. She's like, "He's dead." He's His face. Oh my god, he's dead. So she found Mister Boiled McGee in the fridge, just chilling out. And who stumbles in <laughs> out of nowhere and falls flat on her face? John. At the same time, John, also fucking beside she's himself. Dead. And she, so he's trying to explain that Sylvia's dead. Um, Terrible acting on John's part, pretending to be like semi catatonic and just like, like horrified of what just happened. Uh, I don't. I can't even speak. Oh she, my god. She's dead. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't even know how to speak. Yeah, exactly. Widest eyes you've ever seen. He's like nuzzling into the chest of Axel or TJ, whoever Axel, it is. Yeah. But, well, Axel barges into and he's like, Dave's dead. And oh, like, yeah, he's already... the one that goes to check out the kitchen. And he, he's yeah, like, we, Dave's dead, bro. We got this, dude. What are you here for? Shut up. But Axel, uh, so yeah, so Axel says in, it, it, it's Harry Warden and tells everyone to leave. Right, yeah, Axel's he's like, out get to get the fuck out of here. here. Yeah. So TJ tries to use uh, the payphone and dead. says that, yeah, the line's gone. Uh, Naturally, of course. If you're not cutting Total fucking trope. phone lines in an '80s film, what are you even doing? You're a fucking amateur. Could of an you 80s imagine trying you to be an '80s slasher, slasher with lines. cell phones? <laughs> you'd be fucked. No one would die. Nobody has landlines. You'd be, good luck. You'd be in fucking handcuffs by 5 p.m. <laughs> the fact that everyone's lines are always cut, classic. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he tries. Teacher tries to pay phone. The lines are dead. So Axel ends up. Uh, he grabs Axel and says that there's people in the mine because uh, from earlier he obviously yeah, stumbled he knew, upon yep. people going down there. And he knows that uh, Sarah's down there with him. And Axel's like, "That's where the crazy guy is." Of course, man. Is that where the crazy guy is, Axel? Yeah. Is that? Is that where he is? We'll, we'll see about all that. And uh, so they go off. They kind of like it's like this like love triangle of these two gonna they're gonna kind of work together a little bit. Like we gotta go save these people. Um, but they end up splitting up. Um, after they kind of form a plan of where they're going to go. Yep. And uh, Axel is very quick to say, if anybody dies, it's your fault. Which is... Uh, yeah, because Axel's still a fucking douche. Total cunt. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we actually cut to Patty and Sarah, though, after this, in the mine. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, and they're scared, and they're alone, and... Uh, well, because they're not really too scared yet because they don't really know that there's a killer... But it is a creepy vibe down there. I mean, they're yeah, they're in a mine that they don't know how to get around in, basically in the dark by themselves. And Hall is kind of being a funny guy, gives them a little jump scare. Uh, so they keep walking down the halls, laughing, having a good time. Um, Hollis does tell them about the Harry Warden story, and then, God, damn, fucking Howard again, dude. So Howard jumps down to do his own little jump scare. He's like in a, what is that? It's it's a it's like a. I don't know. It's like a little roof access or something in the hallway. Yeah, it's almost like there was some sort of like uh, structural support, and he was just sort of like hiding in the the top rafter of that little support, and like yeah. pops down like an attic of a hallway. Kind of like if you had like a like a pull up bar, and you just put your knee crook around it, and then you like let your body down. 
did the whole Spider-Man kissing Mary Jane kind of thing where you're like upside down. <laughs> like, ah! Scares Instead everyone. Of kissing everybody. Yeah. Instead of kissing everybody, he just gave him a scare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but naturally, yeah. that, that is what happens. He, st- he gives everybody a good startle, and then Hollis helps him down. They're like, okay, you fucking piece of shit. Let's, let's get this shit together. Patty's uh, then now and, concerned. And TJ has now reached it wherever he was going to go because, like, uh, him and Axel were going to take two different routes. Yes, they One split was like, up. you take this area, I'll take that area, and then yep. we'll meet back here kind of thing. So TJ at this point has gotten off of the uh, elevator on the way in. Um, Patty asks about Mike and Har- uh, Harriet. Um, they, they kind of joke again about Harry Warden. Oh, Harry Warden's got him. Um, but as they walk away, we're given a view from inside the little cove that Howard was hanging in. And then we hear the miner breathing. Sure do. I, I like that again because, like, was he up there with with Howard? Was yeah. he uh, was he viewing Howard? What? So this is all stuff that I feel like we also need to come back to a little bit once the reveal once is once the reveal happens. Yep. Exactly. But so I like that scene a lot though because it's it's like the killer's now now there. Right. Exactly. And that's just exactly it. Um, then we cut back to uh, Stav and uh, Harriet. They're uh, they're now they're necking and enjoying themselves a little bit. It was such a quick scene. This is what I have written down. Cut to Mike and Harriet. They fucking. They're both ugly and disgusting. <laughs> that's what I wrote. That's all that scene was. So Harry, Harry weren't so nasty, <laughs> but uh, Stav was definitely kind of a gross dude. Dude, I don't know. I was not a big fan of Harriet either. They were okay. They were all right. She was a virgin. Uh, <laughs> also true. Yeah. Uh, so no, we cut back to the to the party of four again. Yeah. Where are we going? Uh, we're heading to the main shaft. Why? Uh, why are the walls all white? Basically, this bitch is just like asking a bunch of questions, mm-hmm. and you can tell the halls is like, just shut the fuck up and let's let's just go. Just follow me, all right? Uh, but yeah, they they cover the walls in lime so that they contain the explosions and keep the wood from cracking, and uh, wipe them from Harriet. Blah blah blah. So like, uh, now, light bulbs. We see, we literally, we hear a noise, and it's immediate cut to the miner walking the halls, which seems behind them. They all turn around to look behind them for this noise. Yep. And it's the miner walking around these fucking halls. Smack, light bulb. Smack, light bulb. Smack, light bulb. Really ominous. Remember this accuracy because he, uh, he fails at it later. Oh, yeah. Super fucking accurate now. <laughs> uh, fucking, um, and then again. What what's that noise? Yeah, exactly. Here. Of course, probably ha- just the rats. Hollis. Just the rats. No. Uh, but yeah, so then Hollis is like, um, kind of spooked out, and he says that they, you know, what we should probably just find Mike and and Harriet, and get, we should get the fuck out of here. This is going right. a little crazy. Um. Then we have a cut. We go to the sheriff real quick. He's sitting in his vehicle on the street. And this car just comes like a swerving out of fucking like all the over most the goddamn erratic road. driving I've uh, ever seen. Absurdly wasted and horrified. Apparently, I've uh, is, I is, have a DUI and I've never seen someone drive that crazy. Yeah, that, it's pretty <laughs> fucking like, ridiculous. Dude, Jesus Christ! They come to a screeching halt like just off of the rear quarter panel of the vehicle in relation to where the sheriff was sitting. Mm-hmm. They get out and it turns out we've got uh, I believe it's Tommy. And then Johnny, and John, and I think there was maybe a lady with him. I can't remember for sure. I th- it was a girl, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Gretchen. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Gretchen, um, the one that Howard was trying to get with the whole movie. Throwaway characters again. Pretty much, yep. And uh, basically, they're just like, oh, my God, there's somebody killing people at the mine. We were there. And, and that's basically the whole point of the story is to, like, 
further encourage the sheriff to get the fuck out to the mine. The sheriff needs to go to the mine now. He was turned around. Now he's going. <clears throat> so he starts fucking hauling ass. Uh, yeah. So well, the sheriff and the sheriff tells them to go home, and then he takes off towards the, uh, the mine. He then calls for backup and the mayor. Get so everybody get, you can think of and the mayor. Yeah, make yep. sure they get out to the mine ASAP. The cavalry's coming. Um, so now we get to go back to the four the four people in the mine that we're, we're following here. They're shouting for good old Stav and Harriet, not really getting much for responses, and all of a sudden, boom, TJ shows up. Scares the shit out of everybody, but now TJ's with the group. Uh, yeah. Ba- I mean, it was another little cheap jump scare uh, yep. is all that 100%. added. TJ's with the group. Um, so he looks exactly like the killer, minus the mask. He's wearing mining gear I, I, I want, I'm going to bring this up because I have my own little kind of I'm going to kind of towards the end uh, of, of this share what I was feeling leading up to this because it does it, there's something weird that goes on here hmm. and I think they did this on purpose interesting I'm he's, curious to see where your mind's he's there. wearing mining gear just remember that yeah <clears throat> so um, he says they need to get out of there Harry Warden is back uh, he tells them people are dying and that they need to follow him so Howard brings up Mike and Harriet. So TJ, this is where it gets really suspect again for me. TJ suggests that he and Hollis split up to look for them and that Howard should stay with the girls where they are in the middle of a mine shaft and hopefully wait that Axel shows up. And as we learned earlier in the movie, Howard is new in the mines and has no fucking clue how to get around. So, so he is useless to the girls other than being another body. Which, I mean, it makes sense that he wouldn't be the one then exploring fine. But the fact that TJ just finds these people and was like, let's split up, right. it felt suspect to me. Like, like he was trying to, yeah. I'm exactly. not going to lie. I was starting to su- suspect that TJ is not a very good guy here. I'm thinking he might even be the killer. Okay, fair enough. I, I don't, can see how I that don't would like happen. TJ here. I'm, I'm very anti-TJ. Well, anyway, we cut to Hollis kind of stumbling upon Stav and Harriet. He's shouting for him, and uh, he just happens to see him. Basically eats his hand in surprise, and, uh, yeah, he gets a little scared, and then we we get a little bit of a cut of some noise happening in the room where he's at. So, well, when he sees them, too, when he finds them and and sees sees what – there's a fucking huge drill bit. Yeah. yeah. Spiked through the both of them while they were trying to fuck. Yeah, they did. Dead AF. That, like, that was fucking sick. They were t- on top of each other, and this thing's just impaled through them. They, they were like a fucking shish kebab. Um, I was surprised that that wasn't the <clears throat> one of the uncut scenes was them actually being killed. Like, I, I was expecting that to be one of the uncut parts. That one, yeah, that wasn't filmed, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you didn't see that. You just saw the aftermath. Yep. 100%, that was it. You just saw Hollis just, like, finding the aftermath. That's the only all. kill of that that they just, like, did aftermath. Which was fine. I mean, it's okay. But the, like the fact that it was a huge drill bit that impaled both of them, it's kind of sick. Kind of want to see it. I wouldn't have mind seeing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so yeah, he finds them. Uh, he Hollis freaks out and drops his headlamp, which he's wearing obviously in a mine. Right. Um, so we we see gloves, hand load a nail gun, like. And we're we're stepping upon again another deleted scene here. Uh, that was that we're gonna add back into this. Um, but as Hollis stands up with his headlamp, boom, the miner shoots him in the head twice with nails. And that's, then he kind of stumbles out in the uncut version. This is not, I, this is, this is probably one that you didn't care for. I'm assuming. 
It, it wasn't one that I was like absolutely didn't need to be in the movie, but I, I was definitely of the mindset that it didn't add a lot either. <coughs> this was th- like probably the one that I was like, this is like the five out of ten for or six out of ten. Like take it or leave it. It's there. It's not there. You're not going to lose or gain much of anything, but it doesn't bother me. I assumed this was going to be the ones that you were like whatever about. This is one of the ones that I secretly kind of like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would say it's probably like the six. <coughs> The six out of ten, where it's just like, I kind of like it, but it could have not been there, and I wouldn't have really noticed. The thing that I wrote down about this that I noticed about this, <clears throat> so, all right, so the, Hollis, yeah, shot in the, with the nail gun. It just goes boom, boom. Like, there's... there's in, the, in the theatrical cut, yeah. Yeah, and then he just kind of stumbles out of the room. The killer doesn't, like, finish him there, per se, the minor, mm-hmm. um, and he just kind of stumbles away. In in the, the cut version, so in the uncut version, we see Hollis shot once... He stands there dazed, like he just got obviously shot with a nail gun in the head. Like it's impaired, like his his ability to like think. His brain is like and you, fucked. And you also don't notice as easily that it's a nail gun in the theatrical cut. This one, while he's standing there, you see the nail kind of sticking out of his head more. Just a little bit, but in the extended cut, it's much more obvious. It's yeah, in the theatrical, in the theatrical, it's just boom, boom, done, gone. Yeah. Like just like, moved on. This is a little bit more like intimate. Yeah, and the reason why I like it so much is because during this, while he's there, like obviously immediate brain damage, the miner loads another shot. We watch the load again, and then he shoots him again with the second one, while he's like standing there, like, uh, I, uh, like obviously like brain, like I don't know why, but it was unsettling to watch him like. Like days standing there, like not knowing what to do, not like his brain is fucked. Yeah, first one was at a temple, I believe. Yeah, too. yeah. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same thing. But like, I, I just kind of like that. Like, it was very intimate. Like, oh my god, just, uh, just watching that like torment of this guy. Still, same thing. Stumbles away. Uh, <clears throat> so we cut back to actually Sarah, Patty, and uh, Dumbfuck. Good old dumb fuck. Uh, Howard is uh, doing his great job protecting these girls. Um, So they hear some noises and are sketched out. uh, When from around the corner, it's Hollis. Just come, yeah, it just comes out of nowhere and basically collapses in front of the other three people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Patty, of course, flips her mind because that's her boyfriend. And now she's seeing her boyfriend dead. Oh, Patty's so hot. Not, not bad sorry. at all. Cut down to here, <laughs> slid up to there. I don't know if I'm going to mm. make it out alive. All about it. Oof. Uh, they look up, and they uh, they kind of see Harry in the distance, and they, they freeze a little bit. Uh, Howard tells them to, like, come with him, and that, it, like, they got to get the fuck out of here, and he just starts fucking running. And, like, Patty won't go because she's all distraught about, you know, what happened to Hollis, and then Sarah's kind of, like, stuck in the middle, like, I want to run, but I'm not just going to leave Patty. And, and she's, like... Com- pleading with patty to leave hollis he's dead we gotta go this is where i love patty but patty becomes very annoying agree over the next 10 minutes it's it's just it's very annoying yep uh, and and uh, eventually they do rip kind of patty away um from this situation but yeah she becomes very uh uh she becomes a hindrance to the group agreed it just <clears throat> just a distraction basically um, but yeah, uh, Hollis, Hollis takes the fuck off Or not Hollis, uh, Howard Yeah, Howard, hey, he's just fucking gone Howard just leaves, like, fuck you, I'm gone Another reason to what? Hate Howard Absolutely If 
fucking just left the girls to fucking die. Didn't yep. give a shit. At least seemingly so. So yeah, she. So uh, finally they leave, and and when they get up, um, <clears throat> they bump right into Axel. Conveniently enough, um, Axel. What is Axel dressed in? A jumpsuit. The minor jumpsuit. So hmm. we have TJ and Axel both dressed in the minor jumpsuit. When they went there, now granted they worked there, right? I mean, so maybe they know like, hey, we should put these on or whatever. But I just find it really strange both of these guys are dressed in the same suit right okay i'm just i just want to put that out there it, it's it was something that got me right away because i kind of figured some sort of twist was going to happen in this movie and these two dressed in this pissed me off because i was like what is coming i hadn't really noticed it to be honest i oh. um, but now that you pointed <laughs> out it actually it makes a lot of sense that they were like kind of trying to confuse you a little bit and See if they can get like some misdirection thrown in. It, it I hadn't was really considered it was that. misdirectioning as fuck for me. Uh, so yeah, dressed in minor gear again without the mask. Uh, yep. So he escorts the girls uh, to an exit and asks where TJ is. So uh, Axel leads the girls down a, a shaft. Um, hears footsteps around the corner. Uh, it's 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 a great shot too because like they're coming down a hallway that like it's like a fork in a road and we're the ones looking at the fork. Yeah. And we see somebody coming, again, dressed in minor gear. I don't think you can tell that's TJ. Not entirely, no. Definitely not. It's meant to be, like you said, a bit of a mystery. Um, but you can definitely tell it's the other group on the other side of this fork. Yes. So that you can see them well lit in that hallway. And and Axel's about ready to like bust some dude's ass. Yeah, it grabs whoever. like a log, basically. Yeah. And so as this other footstep that's approaching from the other fork of this hallway that's con- converging, he smacks him. turns out to be TJ. Ah. Huh. <laughs> so at the, the, rest of the, the rest of the living people aside from Howard are now grouped up. True that. The two girls that are left of the, the original party and then the two guys that came in to save them. And they basically decides, like, let's just get the girls to the top. And then we'll come back down, and we'll see if we can save everybody else. Yep. And so they start making their way that direction, basically. And uh, then we come back to the sheriff again. He finally shows up to the mine itself. Um, he pulls his gun out, and he, uh, he starts heading towards the mouth of the tunnel. Yep. Uh, he hears his radio calling out for him a little bit, and he ends up running back to the truck. And then we actually uh, already cut back, and we're with the group again. Uh, they're just getting to like the cage, the elevator cage that yep. would take you up, and they realize, oh fuck, it's been sabotaged. It's the the all the controls are smashed. No good. It's, Gone. It's looking rough for them. <clears throat> all of a sudden, now their exits n- not gonna fucking work. And Axel basically just says, "Well, we're gonna have to climb out then." The, the funniest fucking thing. How far are we down again? Uh, yeah, it was like two thousand feet or cool. something like that. Axel's like, "Hey, there's a ladder, not like a leaning ladder." Not a staircase, just a straight up fucking ladder. Yeah, you know, like Two one of them shits on the side of a water tower. Thousand feet in the air. We gotta climb it. It's fine. Ladders. <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna do it. Fine. I climbed a grain bid once when I was like ten. It was fine. Uh, but how was it? Uh, was it a half mile? Oh, it's one of those elevator bins, so it's probably like an eighth of a mile. Oh, 
See, I've I've maybe climbed a ladder that was like that 30 feet, and I was done. Yeah, that's the biggest building in uh, all of Louisville is the elevator. <laughs> and uh, there was one night we were hanging out at Oscar's house, and we climbed the... Uh, God damn it, the childhood stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we decided to climb the fucking uh, little ladder that goes all the way up to the top. <laughs> so anyway... Me and Billy, when we were kids, we climbed the grain Dalton elevator. Oscar and I. <laughs> oh, Oscar and I. <laughs> we was uh, climbing the elevator. <laughs> fucking uh, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> f- fucking, so yeah. So yeah, the uh, party starts panicking, and they're like, oh, if we're going to have to fucking climb, this is ridiculous. Axel is the first one to get on there. Boom. Yep. And uh, Patty is just not having it. Basically, Dude. the second they start climbing. Patty's just dragging her feet the entire time. No, I get it. I mean, heights are scary, but, but like at this point, they they've they have not only heard about people dying, they watched Hollis drop dead yeah, in front of them with nails they, in his fucking. Someone forehead. is. Di- I don't care how scared of heights you are, lady. Come on, why are you acting like this? Like, you, get the fuck up the ladder if this is what you think is actually going to help. Like, I don't know. She was dragging her feet a lot, and it pissed me off. She stops um, like two or three times, like on their way up the ladder. Sarah like, basically had to cunt. hump her up the ladder, about straight, literally through, straight up, got yeah. right on her ass and like humped her up each step. Um, so anyway, um, people are telling Axel to slow down. Axel is fucking flying up this ladder. Yeah, he's hauling ass. He is way ahead of the group. Alcohol and ass. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I don't know just, what that is, but I like it. <laughs> Alcohol in ass. I, I don't sound as good as you, but I try. Uh, uh, it's a <laughs> shitty band. Hell yeah, I think wrote it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Drummer from Pantera, singer from Mudvayne. It's a whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't a, know about it's that. It's a super group. That sounds kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, but uh, Alcohol and Ass is one of the most annoying songs I've ever written. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to that and be pissed <laughs> off, I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's cooking, and he's fucking getting up there, getting yes. up there, getting up there, and all of a sudden, we get a little bit of an interruption. A body falls from above Axel in a very suspicious and strange way and in a noose-like form. Like, Axel, they show kind of Axel's foot slipping. They show that. And then all of a sudden, a body drops right by him. Yeah. It's like a really weird thing. And like this body just flies past him. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not quite sure exactly what's going on. I mean, you can kind of make out like something fell by him. I got nothing the whole time. I was just like, what the fuck just happened? So like, it it stops right by Patty and and Sarah, uh, and you can tell for a split second it is a body hung by a noose. Yep. Um, and then we kind of like it, it's it, you can tell it's it's Howard. You can tell. You can very vaguely in the uncut version. Very vague. If you don't recognize the shirt, you're probably not going to recognize that it's Howard. True. Almost. Like it's it's implied more often than any. Like it's 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 very quick. It's you get a super ve- brief look at the face. Otherwise, it's basically just the shirt. Like that's all you almost almost all you have to go off of. And then you kind of just cut to Sarah's face as blood splatters on her after the body drops. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the the you hear a rip, you hear a rip in the theatrical oh, yeah. version. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you, the head becomes detached. You from don't the remainder you, of the body. You don't get that in the theatrical version. You don't get that view, but you can hear it. 
Uh, and then the body ends up uh, hitting the bottom of the shaft. Now, in the uncut version, now this is a very fast one. It doesn't mean it's not a lot. It's a it's like a second or two more added to this. They don't add very much. But when the body drops, you see Howard's body as it comes to a stop from the noose, and you see the head become detached from the body. That's where the blood spatter comes from on Sarah's face, and. I fucking love that. I think this one, for being how short it is, is extraordinarily necessary. I feel like there's one other small part. I feel like I'm I'm pretty sure that in the theatrical cut, they don't show the standalone head just hanging there like they do in the extended cut. They did show that too. That's correct. I'm pretty sure that is the one other thing that they do actually add. But but between the two of them, it is. Again, super short. It's so short. But very important. Like, it just adds to the creepiness Dude, of that scene. It, it is gra- aggressive as fuck. And I didn't pay attention to it for some reason in the theatrical cut, but when I was watching the extended cuts, I noticed that as Sarah's stepping off of the ladder, she steps onto the body just a little bit. Does she? Like, like she steps on oh. it and just, like, disturbs the body a little bit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. Because, yeah, as they're going down, uh, they, they decide to go back down after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, because the body falls. And they're like, oh, we better go back to the bottom, even though we're almost at the top. I thought that was weird, too, until I realized, like, maybe that means the killer's up there. That's yeah, why maybe, they need to go yeah. back down. So I was yep. like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. So they do go back down. Worse and go back into the mine. Makes sense. I, you know what I'm saying though. Like I don't know. I I, I gave that the like I guess treatment. Yeah, yeah, fair, um, absolutely fair. But yeah, they end up going down. TJ tells everyone to go back down the ladder. They all climb down, step over Howard's lifeless body, except for Sarah. She steps on him because he was bit, an yeah, asshole. Yeah. And I'm so <laughs> glad that Howard's dead now. I've been waiting for this. And he got that heel to the fucking neck. And he was one of my favorite fucking like deaths. I I like there's, there's a lot of good ones, but this one was brutal in the in the uncut version. Um, and I like that. Um, but yeah, they decide to go to the rail cars. Yeah, yeah. TJ basically says says that that's like the only way that they have out at this point. And we can it, just it get is. to the rail cars. We can still win and get out of here. They don't have the ladder uh, anymore. That's gone. The elevator is part of that ladder. That's the one exit. The other one is the rail cars they came in on. Who knows a shortcut? How to get to these rail cars? Axel. Axel. And knows. he makes sure to announce as much. Uh, and TJ's like, all right, fine. And uh, they just kind of take the girls and off they go. We're introduced to like a, a weird little area that they're crossing through. To get to the shortcut, it's the, uh, the the shortcut was through the sump, which is where all the water is. There was like a little bit of a bridge through the sump. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's really cramped quarters in there, um, and it, it was kind of a it was a different. It didn't it it seemed a little different for the rest of the mine scenes. Um, it was very crampy feeling. It was very kind of I don't know. I, I liked it a lot, but yeah, there was a sixty foot pit yeah, with water. A pit of water. Yeah. <laughs> so, Axel's like, hey, you go through. With the girls, and I'm gonna keep watch out. And so TJ goes through with the two girls, and as they get into like the next area to go to the cars, they hear just like a grunt from Axel. Yeah. And yeah, they yell that they're clear, and they just hear, and then like a splash sound. Yeah. <coughs> they go back, and TJ discovers a. Uh, it's a broken barrier. It's just like a one, two by four that's like broken. And yeah. now this pit of water with like yep. bubbles in it. Yeah. And TJ's just like, I can't do shit. It goes 60 foot deep. Fuck that. And I swear to God, I, I watched it a couple times. I thought I fucking heard 
One of the girls say, "What did you do?" I might have been hearing you can't something. Can't say I noticed that one. There, there was something that was at this point, dude. I was a hundred percent convinced that TJ was the fucking killer. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, it makes I, sense. No, I, I thought for whatever reason there was like some crazy shit going on. TJ's actually this fucking killer right now, and I was like, "There's no way, dude. This is fucked up." Yeah, they uh they, they kind of like keep heading along after that whole incident, and like TJ even sort of splits off and like again goes off to do his own thing. Weird as suspiciously. shit. Weird as shit. Exactly. Right? In they the come to that same this. impasse, that that like fork in the road, and he's yeah. like, "You guys go left. I'm gonna go over here." As soon as he goes over there, we hear like a fucking pitfall, like yeah, something, some cr- big crash sound or whatever. They go yeah. back and look, and it caved like, in over there. TJ. Yeah, and the, but but of course we also hear the breathing sounds. Yes. I'm like on like oh TJ's the killer at this point. I'm I got this movie figured out. And they start cooking along. They're like, all right, we gotta get the fuck out of here. And uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, Patty gets the old pickaxe to the gut. So, so this is definitely another one of the scenes where I was like, this added nothing for me. This yeah, they kind of continue. They, they you see them passing the mine cards. You kind of see them getting to where they need to go at this point. Uh, the miner comes from around a corner, just throws his axe into Patty's gut, um, and Patty's dead. And it, it, I think it just cuts from there to like weirdly Sarah staring at him, and then like kind of running away. Yeah, pretty much. Sarah, I, I and, and then we get another cut to like a different scene. Yeah, to her again, like standing against the wall. But in the uncut version, it's more or less just Patty dying longer. Mm-hmm. And There's no additional gore, really. It's just her, like, reacting to having a pickaxe in her gut for an extended period of time. Now, I was such a big fan of the idea that, like, oh, there's there's uncut shit to this movie, and mm-hmm. it's so much more gruesome. Hell yeah. So Supposedly, I, yeah. I wanted to be a fan of every single fucking cut. I was the same. This is my least favorite. I tried to talk myself into it when I watched it the first time. Like, oh, it's just, it's showing how much, like, she died s- slowly, so it was more, like, like, intimate or her acting dude wasn't that great i literally had no love for this scene i didn't try to convince myself nothing i like i I, when i i saw the original and the extended i was like like you gave us nothing i honestly the the way she died i didn't like it all it it was just such a like uh it was a a passover thing like who gives a shit patty's dead we're moving on like that's very much how it was like that no matter what way you look at it, it was so it was a it was the worst kill of the movie, most likely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. It was really bad. Even the intro kill was better than that kill. And the intro kill was fucking cringy as shit. But yeah, Patty, Patty just died because they were like, Well, we're just gonna kill Patty off because we really need Sarah to be alone now. Exactly. That's very much how it that's, feels. That's what it felt like. I didn't like that. Better but. cut to sheriff, because you know, fuck that. <laughs> Patty doesn't deserve any sort of fucking actual sadness or real brutality to show that she's like really suffered here. Yeah, no, and it's 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 shitty. I I just I I don't know. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So she dies. Sarah ends up on her own, and then uh, we cut to the sheriff and all the other cop cars, kind of like sh- all showing up at once, and they're just like, oh, we gotta, we gotta go down this shaft here. It's like the cavalry's here, boys. We're going in. Exactly. Uh, um, we cut back to Sarah a little, Sarah a little bit, and uh, she like she hears some footsteps behind her. Ends up being TJ. Can I can I talk about you, this for a second? Because this bothers me. I'm sorry. The Sarah thing, dude, it pisses me off. I'm sorry. As far as when 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 Patty was hitting the gut, Sarah like looks at 
at the killer, the miner, right? Whoever the miner may be, Harry, whoever. Looks at him and is like, oh, and like half, half like half-heartedly like runs away. Like, like, oh, and like, eh. and you see her like kind of like limping through the hallways. She got away from from the killer. I she guess. did not. She did not run once. And then when we cut back here, what is she? She's just leaning against the wall, like, like she just wants to die. Like she doesn't care anymore. Come time for the reveal, I think it almost adds up. I guess, I guess, <clears throat> yeah, that's why she was able to. Get, but the fact that she doesn't know anything, she she should be more scared for her life, also and she true. should be running. Also, yeah, I was just a very her reaction upset. was poor, weird, acting it was just wise, weird. Not great. I did not like any of that scene. God damn it! Yeah, it was it was not convincing in any way whatsoever. I mean, back to it though. Yeah, she's leaning against the wall in the scene after the cavalry's coming in the in the tunnels. Um. Yeah, we hear the footsteps, uh, and then we see the, the glove reach out again. Of course. The old fucking glove. And who is it? It's TJ. Good old TJ. You know what TJ's doing? Being a creep. He's bleeding, too. Yeah, from the uh, like temple area, almost. Yeah. At least that's what it looks like. It was <clears throat> weird. Uh, so she, she asks about it, and he and says... And weirdly shows up just after somebody else died. Again, after splitting off out of nowhere. Do you see why I, I think they were they were pushing TJ it, to be the killer? It makes a lot of sense now. I can't believe... Honestly, I can't believe that I didn't see that I when was I was convinced TJ was the killer. I was like, dude, this guy is the fucking killer. It absolutely makes sense. I, I like... I, I don't know. So... Uh, he just says he got hit, and then, and then they run off to escape. Yep. Uh, cu- again, cut to the cavalry. They see the elevators working, so they they enter down the shaft cart, whatever. Blah blah blah. All right, let's go back to TJ and Sarah again. So TJ, they're in the the cart shaft. Now this is where things got weird for me because yep. he's trying to fix the control panel, and so they can he can get him moving up upstairs. Like he's gonna try to program it. It's not like broken, but like he just needs to get it going. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And then that's when we see uh, 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 Sarah look up, and uh, it's it's the miner. And TJ and the miner are now in the same place, and I'm like, oh, it's not fucking TJ. Okay. What the fuck? I see you. What's up? I thought they were putting it on this guy so much, and then he, that, now he's in the same place. The guy's like, so it's not TJ. What the fuck, dude? You had me convinced. Th- this movie had me co- fucking convinced if TJ it was, was the killer. If it dude. was their goal to like get you convinced the way that they're like, Oh, it was still my BTJ. Like literally immediately before this, and all of a sudden, like, nah, it's not TJ. That's like, how that's I was feeling. Fun, that's a fun way to play it off. Yeah, that, that was it. Was great for me because I mean, you obviously didn't see it the way, way I did. I'm always like suspecting like one of the people that it's the good guys is actually the bad guy in every single movie. It almost always is, right? And yeah. so that's why I'm like, it's TJ, it's TJ, and it's not. Totally makes sense. Uh, but they finally get the rail cars moving. Also, yes. just as the miners showing up. And uh, literally all three of them jump aboard and uh, a sort of f- railway fight ensues where they're sort of battling each other a little <laughs> bit on the uh, on the railways. I called it the shitty 80s version, uh, <clears throat> the shitty 80s minor version of Speed. If you've ever seen Speed with Keanu Reeves. I've seen Speed, yes. <laughs> where they're like fighting on top of a bus and he gets this fucking... <laughs> it's like they're like slow motion kind of fighting through this like rail cart that's going back out. Um. But yeah, it uh, it kind of it it doesn't they don't fight on there too long. Yeah, it's real short, and then all of a sudden, uh, at least the two of them, being TJ and the miner, sort of get thrown from the vehicle as they're fighting, 
and like end up landing on the ground. And naturally, Sarah just like leaps off. She's of the just thing. Like, She's like, right. like, oh my god, I gotta stay with the I'm, fight. I'm just coming too. Don't so forget about me, bitch. Kind of check shit out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like the white dress, so you can't forget I about me. Have to be here. Uh, and so that all happens. And as they leave the cart, you kind of see the cart passing the mob of like the sheriff and all the people that he brought with him. So you realize that they're not too far apart. Yeah. The two groups are pretty close together at this point. The movie's coming to a head right here. Definitely. The, it's about sure. to come to a head. Yeah. Climax. Uh, <laughs> that one kind of rang a little bit. Definitely did. Uh, so yeah, we cut back to the uh, the fight with the miner again. Uh, the fight's continuing. Uh, TJ's just blocking all the axe blows with like a fucking shovel, a spade shovel. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like doing a worst. Like literally every swing, it's like they wind up like they're gonna hit, and then you can see them like really <laughs> pull back, and then just like barely touch <laughs> handles together. <laughs> and TJ's doing a great job of blocking every fucking hit. Well, he's like also backing down, like with Sarah behind him, like, uh, 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 like I would train on this. Got this. I I did Taibo for like thirteen years, dude. I'm ready for this shit. Like I he surfed <laughs> while I was in California. <laughs> I did Taibo. This guy is fucking killing it. Now he is getting back down though, and they get back down to like, I I don't know how to describe it. It's not really a room. It's more or less like a small tunnel. Yeah. It it it. Okay, so it's a hole in the wall of the shaft that they're in. Pretty much, yeah. It's um, and, and as the miner keeps missing, he keeps kind of hitting the surroundings and and fucking up all the supports. Every bit of shoring he's hitting, pretty he much is every fucking bit up every fucking bit of shoring that he can see. Every swing is a miss, and it's taken down every bit of support. Uh, so <sighs> he ends up knocking TJ down. And he, he, he goes in for the final blow, but for the first time, Sarah, instead of being a damsel in distress, she grabs a fucking rock, blasts the miner with it. Absolutely. Gets him off of TJ, which is Big fun. Big-ass rock. No way she would have lifted that rock in real life. So, blast him in the chest Oh, it was, it. it was actually really fucking... It was like a boulder. Yeah, it was, I literally <laughs> used the word boulder in my notes. It's <laughs> boulder. It's not a rock. It's a it's boulder. boulder. <laughs> Uh, so it, it, that kind of just allows the fight to keep going. Um, again, the the miner tries to strike TJ with the uh, his his pickaxe and it gets stuck and it's like stuck for good this time. He can't get it out. Yep. So what does he do? Whips out his fucking trusty little fucking knife. Duh. And he goes to like stay. Did you notice? It was like he was gonna like straddle TJ. Yeah. They didn't show it, but like he went to like straddle him at first, and yeah. they cut to like something yeah. else. They really kind of made it awkward, kind of taking like, his time. Like I'm not sure how to approach. Like he was this. like, "I'm like, gonna just straddle you, boy. Uh, ride that dick." I was like, "Why is he approaching him like this?" So still trying to figure <laughs> out whether he's gonna put his balls in his mouth or stab him. All of a sudden, Sarah grabs, uh, reaches up, and snatches the mask. And who is behind the mask? Oh my God, it's Axel! It's Axel! Who could have seen it coming? I thought it was TJ, but it was Axel. Axel's such an axehole. It's ridiculous. Oh, you, oh my God. Ooh, Axel the Axel. Oh, oh. It's so good. Um, as soon as we see his face, we get like this like weird flashback. This is another scene um, that actually added something for being how small it was. <laughs> he was like, 
Like, yeah, it, literally the mask comes off, and all of a sudden he's in the flashback. Like, I thought that was a little you, silly how they did that. You saw Axel's face, and then immediately are introduced to Axel's, like, small little backstory that we get. Yeah, yeah. And As it, to why Axel's doing this. Which, it still doesn't really explain it, but whatever. Not really, no. <laughs> uh, uh, my trauma. Um, So... We get we get a look at him as a kid. Uh, the actual uh, Harry Houdini fucking watches fucking nuts. You got her. Fucking uh, when he comes back to the Seeker's Revenge, one of the guys that w- was supposed to be in the mine um, that that made Harry Warden uh, basically traumatized. Yeah, one was, of the supervisor comes. He was so the supervisor. Like, I gotta go to the dance. It was Axel's dad. So you see Axel's little boy watch his dad get murdered in the uncut version. After after Harry Warden kills Axel's dad, you see him reach into his chest and grab his heart out, and then that blood splatter covers Axel. Yeah, it gives him a little facial. It's it's a it's a small bit, but I, I like that little extra touch. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's the extended bit. It's just giving him the facial. Like the, in the theatrical, you see his face covered in blood, but in the extended, you actually see him getting splattered with the blood. Splattered with blood yeah. from a, the heart being pulled out of a chest. Super small, but in my opinion, it's like that really adds actually. It does. It's a big difference. It really makes it actually seem traumatizing. And to for be some honest, reason. there's there's been a whole motif with hearts the whole fucking movie. Yeah, so, absolutely. Axel's putting a heart in every box. Uh, we can let the audience allude to it. Uh, there was no, no just, illusion. Just show it. Oh, just God. show it. You barely left anything out. Just let it happen. With that said, we cut back to Axel. Yeah. Um, this is like when when TJ saw him, TJ said, why? And then we cut right to the fucking flashback. This is literally like a second later at most. We yeah. come back to like real time. Like real the flashback quick. was super quick. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so TJ ends up grabbing a rock uh, and hits Axel, uh, kind of forcing him back and stumbling into all the wood shoring that Axel fucked up the entire battle. Yep. And now he basically, uh, the final straw sort of strikes <laughs> and the entire shit starts to cave in as he sort of reels back after being struck with this boulder. Perfect timing. TJ grabs Sarah. They exit this little, like, room. Oh, my God. There, there is a longer shaft to this room. This room is, there. I mean, there's there's a corridor, too. They were fighting in this, like, central room, but there was obviously, there was more to it. Absolutely. So they come back out into, like, the safe area where the carts go by. And as that happens, uh, they kind of, they they watch uh, the collapse on Axel as they kind of escape. Um, They get out, and guess what? The cavalry's here, bud. They, oh, they made it. The timing is so perfect. Well oh, done. Right I, as the fucking caves collapse. I don't know how you got here at such a perfect time. It's dude. amazing. It's so impressive. <laughs> it's like you planned it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they end up getting there. Um, and what? Uh, TJ kind of points and says uh, it's, he's over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he sees the sheriff and the mayor, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And they both kind of go rushing in, and they uh, they show that TJ and Sarah are basically leaving as everybody else goes in and like starts to kind of deal with the situation of the cave in. They're like trying this, to find Axel. Yeah, yeah. They're they're clearly trying to like dig him out a little bit. Yeah. And uh, as we watch TJ and uh, Sarah walking away, you hear Axel cry out from afar. I believe, right? You hear Axel, or was it them no, finding it was Axel? A, it, was a, it was a guy. 
So there was there was a guy that was digging, and you even see his face, and he turns around. He goes, he's alive! Oh, uh, yeah. He so does, Sarah yeah, yeah, yeah. hears this and runs back to see him. She's like, I got to see him. She pushes everyone out of her way. And everybody um, just sort of lets that happen. And immediately, we like as soon as she gets down on her knees to like look down in the rubble, we get a cut right to Axel crawling away like we see him through a hole in the rubble crawling away bloodied and armless yeah yeah armless so um that's how they want to continue the scene from there to like the end of the movie which isn't much more i mean we'll get to that but i want to go back and say how it should have ended with the full cut because the full cut is a lot more yeah she again pushes in Gets on her knees to the rubble, but instead of immediately cutting the axle, what do we see? We see an arm sticking out through the rubble. Yes. Uh, with clearly the ring that Axel has had on his. Oh, we never touched on it before. Uh, when they were at the bar, uh, good old Hollis and Axel were playing the old like hand down and stab the knife between the four oh, finger yes. thumb and then four finger middle finger, four finger ring finger, and then back and forth sort of thing. We got a good look at Axel's hand. And so we got a good look at Axel's hands. Axel's hand. So we knew that this was Axel's hand relative to the ring that was on the finger. Yes. And so uh, yeah, so you see this. And she's like, kind of like reaches down, touches it, and like eventually the the hand just sort of grabs her. Yeah, she's like gently like, why, Axel? Like she's like, huh. oh my god. And as Axel. she like just touches his his skin, hand grabbing, <laughs> idle hand style. It's like the end of Carrie, the original Carrie, where she reaches out of the grave and grabs the fucking. <laughs> and then we quickly jump to the other side of the rubble, more or less, and we uh, we see. That Axel's just cutting off the remainder of the arm that's left that wasn't destroyed. He is in, seventy-two houring his arm, dude, sawing it with that knife that he grabbed. That like buck knife, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, and it is brutal, man. There is blood. It is gory as shit. All of this just completely skipped in the theatrical, which is just bonkers. To it's me. not even it the end of this it, yet. It literally <laughs> explains how he lost his arm and they just how he got out of the rubble. How like all of it. They literally left it out entirely. So, so we cut to Axel on the other side of the, and he's he's cutting through his trapped arm, and it's all bloody gore. Then we cut back to Sarah. She asks if someone can help her because Axel grasped onto her arm, right? Yep. So then we cut to Axel again, and it's like right after he makes the final cut, and you like see like the stump of his bo- like arm left, like leaving the the forearm part of his arm behind and you moving away, and there's this just arm left. Cut back to Sarah. She pulls super fucking hard. What happens? The arm comes with her. This is sick as shit, though, dude. dude. This is so... How did they leave all of this out, dude? All of this. Dude, in my opinion, again, we mentioned this from almost the beginning of this review, that this scene was vital to the finish of the movie. And they fucking left it out. Because it was too graphic. All of that. We just go from Sarah getting down and missing all of this to just seeing him walk away. Right. And now we're now we are back to this part where she does look through the rubble again, and and we see Axel uh, uh, stumbling. Do you want to take this or should I? Did you write down everything he said? Yeah. I Do did. you want to take this? Sure. This is enough. the end of the movie, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah. let you have this. So as uh, as this sort of like area where his arm was opens up, and you can sort of see through. <laughs> Uh, you can see him sort of stumbling away a little bit, and he, he starts to shout back at everybody. 
And uh, he basically just goes, uh, Hanniger, I'll be waiting for you. Or I'll be waiting in hell for you. Uh, and he, again, he's like crazy at this point. And he, uh, he yells, Harry, Harry, I'm coming. And uh, then he goes, the whole fucking town is going to die. We're, we're coming back for you, bastards. And starts laughing, basically giving like a joke. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> the most... When like I real crazy when laugh. I watched this. I watched it with the subtitles on the second time, just so I didn't miss any of the any of the the, the conversations. It's maniacal laughter. Hundred percent maniacal, and 100%. that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, just like that. Sarah, be my bloody Valentine. Yes. <laughs> Dude, when he said that, it is so sick. And then he, uh, in a sing-songy sort of voice, goes, Daddy's gone away. Harry Warden made you pay. Yes. <laughs> and then it, it fades to black, right? As he's singing yep. that. Yep. And then so right as the credits start, you hear him again. <laughs> really reel up. And then fucking credits roll. Sick fucking end to that movie, dude. Especially with that extension. The, the extended I, makes it. I have not seen a, a movie, uh, a, a horror film in a while that I, I enjoyed to this this extent. You can skip so much other shit from the extended stuff if you absolutely have to, but you need to have that. Like when, that extended ending literally makes it make sense. So you watched the movie through without any of the extended. You didn't know anything about the extended. Exactly. You watched it through. Yep. And the ending was like okay, like his like the talk he did and the sing songy stuff yeah, was yeah. still good, but all that other shit makes it so it just gives it so much more gravity. Absolutely. Um, uh, this this movie was an absolute must watch. I I'm actually really upset that I did not see this earlier on. Um, when I first started liking horror films, um, when you messaged me about it and you brought up my buddy Valentine, as soon as that was on the list, I was like, damn, dude, I want to see that. I know that's a classic. Uh, and people rank this, this movie really high. Uh, people do say this is one of their favorite slashers from the, from the time. And I can see why in some ways it's an unsung hero of its time. Like it's the C plus of the slasher series that doesn't get that much attention. Yes. We hear, I mean, you, I mean, fuck as we've gone through this you've heard it like you get the mike myers you got the jason Voorhees, you got the uh freddy kruegers you even got um, i guess we didn't mention it on on camera or uh, i guess on microphone more so uh pinhead but we were talking about that even briefly yeah. of, like how those are just like the icons of this time and this movie just sort of gets left out because it didn't become a series it wasn't like an eight fucking part movie series it was just this sort of it was one-off one significant relatively significant slasher and just didn't get that love that, that the other ones did at the time. We have Christmas, we have Halloween, we have all these fucking holidays, and they were like, you know what, we're gonna do it for Valentine's Day. And and they they, they nailed it. It was a great movie, Almost man. Almost like a bunch of Canucks, of course they did Valentine's Dude. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I I like this movie quite a bit. Um, and uh, honestly, it's gonna be up there. I know you kind of called it a C plus. You kind of called it this unsung hero. For me, man, in yeah. terms only in terms of '80s slashers, though, like as far as how it's treated in the zeitgeist of '80s slashers, it's this real C plus film. It is, but but as far as how I would rate it, different be. thing. It should it shouldn't be like okay, it's he, the, this minor the actual character the actual character. It's not he's not Mike Myers. Okay, he's not yeah. Freddy Krueger. He's not right. Jason. It's not that iconic, 
But in terms of like the entertainment of this movie, it's really good. And and I I'm I'm happy as fuck and I will always watch this movie. Uh, let's go through the rating system real quick. Then. Yes. So, are you familiar with this part? Did we even do this last time? We did this last time. I forgot we did this. Fair enough. Okay. So we're gonna we got five points. We give each point five or each of these uh, categories five points each. Yes. Or, or at least a potential five points. So we got plot is number one. So, again, this movie we've discussed is like very campy. Nothing super original about it, but also relative to the 80s slasher style, it's its own thing entirely. It is very unique. It, it kind of explores its own corner of the slasher verse. I agree. And, and that, as silly and campy as it's done, is enjoyable as fuck for me. And the plot for me is a five just because I'm grouping it in with like, it hit all of those ploys, all of those tropes that are like very, very stereotypical, but while also making it interesting and not being just a copy of the other shit that was happening kind of around this time. I want to give the plot lower <laughs> um, because I look at it and I'm like, well, it, it was tough, you know, to like a lot of like the love triangle thing was very weak and all, but you know what? They all are weak. So Always, in, yeah. in judging in comparison, even to like Halloween, it, Halloween banks on the fact that Halloween is Halloween. This movie had to make its own name using a non-scary holiday. In fact, one of the most unscary holidays, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, at least in terms of how we celebrate it. Yeah. So in terms of like basing this movie not like on on plot lines compared to like all movies, but movies within its specific time frame and genre. Yeah. This does get a fucking five, dude. Yeah. The uh, plot landed, I, they worked hard. Myself. This is a five, dude. I, I like this plot a lot. Cinematography. So based off of how it's shot, this is probably one of the lower scores overall, probably out of this list for me. Just because we do have the like the the, the death of Mabel, which is just so absurd. We're like with the three lifts of the axe, it's just so terribly done. And like the hot dog death, I was just like, it's, there's just enough spots from just like this was not that good. It steals in too. that in that way. And and yes, it also steals. Like it doesn't do a lot of original shit, but in some ways, that's what made the plot interesting and fun is that it didn't do super original shit, but no. it had enough originality. It just, I feel like in the cinematography <clears throat> category, it didn't have enough of that originality. Like it didn't do anything super special. It really borrowed a lot in that particular category. I agree. Reinvent anything. So for me, the cinematography, I'd probably only give it like a two considering how much they fucked up and how much it's borrowed and shit like that. Probably where I would land on it. So cinematography also including set design and mm -hmm. effects. I'm going to give it a three here okay? because it is low, right? It, it is. A lot of things are bad. However, their use of, um, especially looking into uh, the, the effects of things on especially the uncut stuff. Yeah. The gore. That does that. Ma Fair enough. Mabel, the way she looked. Uh, the guy in the fridge, not not the extended version of in the pop, but yeah, when he's yeah, in the yep. fridge. A lot of that cinematography, a lot of the gore and and, mm -hmm. and uh, practical effects uh, they like used to make work. things, yeah, 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 was good. So while everything else was very borrowed and lame, I'm gonna bump it up to a three because they did they knocked that out of the park pretty good. You convinced me. I updated mine to a three. Like Fuck yeah. I, that makes sense. Like based off of how is. When you include the extended cuts, it's well worth a three. Absolutely. It's well worth a three in that scenario. Uh, without them, I, I stand by the two. But with those extended cuts, and I think that's worth including here, 
They did great on that, man. It's it's an easy bump to three. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think it's very reasonable to fucking say that. Uh, Casting-wise... Hmm. <laughs> it, it's a... <sighs> There's so many throwaway characters. Does it matter? Yeah, right. You know? Like it, it's such a <laughs> weird bag. Like because of how the movie plays out, the the weird casting and like very obvious Canadianism of the casting is like almost forgivable in some ways, just because the whole True. movie does come off as is like super campy. But at the same time, it's like. Boy, you probably could have tried a little harder. Like, and, and again, the whole throwaway element, like, but that, that's almost more of a writing bit. But I would still kind of include that in casting. Like, you still could have made those side characters more interesting. A hundred percent. That's true. Casting by and large is is probably still a pretty low uh, rating for me. Three or two, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed <laughs> to decide. Honestly, uh, can you convince me one way or the other? I'm going to convince you for the lower one. Uh, the way the movie was written, yes, does Howard, not. Howard drags down the score, doesn't he? Okay. Uh, the, that was the writing. The actor himself <laughs> probably pulled off what they wanted him to do, so fine. The only reason I'm going to give it a two is because uh, the way it was written, any actor ever could have pulled this off. This was not, it wasn't a big acting thing, um, but your main hero is TJ. Um, he's he's actually the guy. He mm-hmm. was he was yep. the red herring right. that also came out to be the hero at the end too. Um, he was very unlikable. It was very boring. A lot of the characters were boring. The only two characters that pop out to me are Patty and uh, Mabel. Everyone else is extraordinarily forgettable, and the fact that you are so forgettable, the killer is forgettable. Outside of his uh, outside of his mask, outside of his aesthetic, mm-hmm. the the damsel in stress, forgettable. Yeah, it's a two, man. It's uh, a two. Convince me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on that. There, there's enough detractors there that it definitely could be a You're two over a three. You're never going to forget fucking Halloween and uh, fucking Jamie What's-Her-Fuck. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. You, you're never going to forget that role and how she played. That was perfect casting for a horror film, a right. slasher's horror yeah, film. Yeah. Anyone else in this movie? Whoop de doo. You could have replaced anybody in this movie with a lot of other people, and it wouldn't have. Made I a wouldn't difference. have cared. Uh, I, that's absolutely fair, hundred um, percent. I think the only reason it gets above a one is just because it wasn't oh, actually almost it wasn't probably horrible. because of the Canadian element. It wasn't horrible. Like it just makes them wholesome, wholesome enough that you can be like, all right, I can yeah. accept a part of you. I've seen worse acting. The too. bar scenes feel Canadian. Yeah. The silly, like minor stuff, like ah, I can see you being. Hollis like, is kind of like, cool. Wholesome Canadian guys get yes. off a day of work. Like I'd never call mean? it a one. It's not horrible, but yeah, it's forgettable. Yeah, for sure. it's forgettable enough ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> Flubs wise, this is always like a weird category <laughs> of like, how do you score it? Like, I feel like a five is you didn't have flubs versus a one is you flubbed constantly. Low so, score, yeah. Um, Low score I, I feel like flub wise, we probably land around a three ish. It wasn't an absolute shit show, but there was definitely the a scene. fair share of yep. flubbery going on throughout this movie. Um, as continuity errors go, like you said, and, and I would include just terrible acting also in this. Like, the, this can't be happening again. Scene like that to me is that that's a flub all on its own. Just sure, like that's embarrassing of what you just you, did. You there. kept that in the movie. Like that was atrocious, and and to a certain degree, even just like the sheriff's reaction to Mabel in that scene, just like his, oh, 
oh, kind of like turning into the like washing machine. It's like, oh, I'm so distraught about it. Like it was just like so over the top and just ridiculous. I even feel like the reveal of Axel was kind of a flub. I mean, they pull yeah. his mask off and they're just like, why? And, and he's, he's just, just like standing stone there like, face. yeah. <laughs> It just there's some things that they kind of fucked up on, and yeah. I, I mean the movie as a whole is great, and they did a lot of cool things with it. But yeah, I mean they could have executed it better. I think a three is a fair score. I think it's middle of the it, road. If it weren't for the extensions of the uncut version, it would be a two. But the extensions make it okay enough. Like that just adds enough to it, it for me. Bridges a gap, right? Because the movie does feel gapped without it, those it feels extensions. Empty in some spots. Yes, exactly, uh, and unexplained. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a pretty pretty confident three. I, I'd agree. And then originality, I, I feel like it could be a three or a four on this. This one. is tough. Cause it as we've already kind of discuss, discussed, <laughs> like the killer itself, fairly unique. It, it, the setting. It's very different from a lot of the other uh slashers within the world. This of isn't slashers. this isn't the suburb in uh small town America. Or like a camp. Like it, it sets itself apart in that way. It's like, a small mi- mining town. Those are the two things. Suburban America, camp. It's also a killer that is human and revealed. Yeah. That's How many true. other killers are some sort of like kind of supernatural, can't die, um, you know, something like that. This is a human killer. Just a it's normal a human, dude, yeah. yeah. Human slasher. Kind of goes out of the, yeah, um, yeah. There's some originality to it. Now, is it an original? No, it really piggybacks off of the, the like, Halloween came out, what is it, 79, 78, something like that. Halloween came out, set this tone. It it piggybacks hard off of Hard. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's Halloween set in a mining town in Canada in Canada it's basically what it is it's a mass killer uh and and the breathing the seeing through the eyes like a lot of the cinematography is very unoriginal um but all the things that are original to it keep me in that three range I, I can't give it a four because it piggybacks so hard but dude it's Valentine's it's that small town in Canada it's it, it is original enough it really rides that border man because uh <laughs> while it it borrowed heavily from mainly halloween there wasn't a lot of other movies that were doing what these movies were doing at the time so that is true while it did borrow heavily from this one there wasn't a whole lot of other ones doing that either this is 81 this is a this is way earlier than a a burgeoning era of of horror movies so like they didn't have a lot to pull from so yes it was borrowsome but also like the only thing it had to borrow from so you were second place like you're not that different from first ultimately you know Mm. what i mean like i want i I want it so bad i guess i'm not super like oh Oh, this movie came out in '81. This one came out in '80. This one came out in '76. Like whatever the fucking any of it, that is. It it's, matters a little bit for timeline on how original it is, but yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, I feel like it's a pretty early movie, and the fact that it didn't get a series like a lot of the other ones did is is almost a little surprising. That also kind of keeps it more at original. At least a sequel. I'm surprised it didn't at least get a sequel. It just got a redo. That's yeah, it. exactly. A redo almost, what, 30 years later. It was like 90, 90 no, it was, so it was uh, 10 years would be, to, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, it was like 30 years later. It was, yeah, 28 years later it got a redo. Wow. That's it. It, it didn't catch enough in other ways. It didn't have a unique oh, story. God, I want to give it a three and a half just because of the fact that it is a unique story, the Valentine's thing. I love that they pulled that off. But, yeah, it, it's a three. I mean, it's, it. Oh, God. I want to pull. I love this movie. I want to pull for it more. I feel like the scores are too low for how much I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for that three and a half myself, man. Like I'm down with the half point on that. Like it's it's a worthy 
addition. I've like, not watched a movie that I liked like this in a while. And, and that's that's kind of the other part of like doing these. Re- you going with like a three or a three and a, probably a three and a half. I go three and a half. Yeah, is yeah. that weird to do halves? I got to go half. I, I don't think it is. It's definitely acceptable with movies like this. Like those half points can make a big difference. Um, and this movie does have. I mean, maybe it's because it was the first time for both of us watching it, and it was just like it had its own surprise, fun elements because of that. A little twist ending. A little bit of a twist, exactly. And you add in all the uncut scenes. It's it's stuff we're used to seeing, but relative to when it happened, it was a really cool thing. Like, they actually did a lot with this. You look at this compared to, like, Halloween, which Halloween came out. I mean, Halloween, uh, I I, I piggyback, Halloween's my favorite horror film franchise, obviously, Mm -hmm. if that isn't apparent enough. I, I love it. And it came out Halloween's the godfather of, of the of the slashers. It started at all. Absolutely right? fair, yeah. This movie was way more gory with the uncut scenes than Halloween. This was out Absolutely. of control gore. This was great. This was like on the thing level. This was this was like crazy shit. I I liked this movie a lot. Um its originality, sure, not that high. Uh, you know, some of the other scores are kind of low, but an overall like like how I felt, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I feel like there should almost be like at this point a sixth category, like an overall like, enjoyment. Did you enjoy this movie? Exactly, of overall enjoyment, or just like maybe your own. So you have your like tallied <laughs> based off of the things score, and then just like, but in spite of that score, I want to give this movie this because of how I enjoyed well, it. Because there's like shit called you know classic I mean? movies that are garbage in every category we talked about. But I would give a five. Exactly. Because like, they're fun for their own reason. It needs its own scale. And in that th- way. this movie, dude, is a four, four, five. I mean, it's up there for me. I would rewatch this movie. I can't wait to show it to people. I like this movie a lot, man. I'm just going to go ahead and write it in for both of us. I'm adding a sixth category just called fun. And just it was like, fun. it's just, it's a five across the board for this the both of us. This was a fun that, fucking movie. Like, it's a fun fucking watch. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're a fan of this kind of shit. Like this is especially up your if you've alley. never seen it and you've seen a bunch of the other stuff in this in this similar genre, like it's a good watch. Like it's really enjoyable. It's it sets so much apart fun. just enough that you're like, I get it. I feel I can't this. speak highly enough about that. I like this movie a lot. It was so much fun. Even if we just did like it's probably not even possible, but if we just did like a quick like hour reveal of the uh follow up to this it would be worth doing just like absolutely even if we didn't end up doing a full one i think it would just be worth revisiting it's like what happened in in the 2010 13 whatever the fuck it was remake i would do that because the ending was i ruined it for myself and the ending they do stray a little bit from the source material i don't know how the rest of the movie is Mm -hmm. um but it is different enough where it would it it could be worth revisiting i'm not gonna lie endings are usually where they stray a lot but but it was you never know from what i know dude i don't want to ruin it for you from what i it is weird it is different um so yeah uh, you, let's let's think about revisiting it let's just think about it well either way hopefully if all goes well next time we're back here it'll be three microphones and we'll be hitting up child's play too yes ah oh, i can't wait i want to do it that'll be a fucking blast uh I, i'm really hoping that we get to do that otherwise uh josh and i already got another one in the bank we got uh, another one that we're already planning for beyond that, and then this Child's Play 2 one. So uh, there's more to come in this fucking series of ridiculous 8-millimeter dissections. Yes. But for today, that wraps up the 1981 version of My Bloody Valentine. Fuck yeah. 
been fucking too long since we've had you here, but God damn it. PD, thank you so much for inviting me again, man. This has been so much fun. I love doing this, dude. I cannot wait to do another one. Dude, we did, We ended up having to do three sections due to a little bit of a technical <laughs> action know, and some but pisser it was, action. It was but still so much fun, It was man. a good time. Even, I loved it. Honestly, relative to what's happened in the past, even going re-over a small section wasn't even that bad. Like, it wasn't. It felt all right. Like It yeah. wasn't like, all right, we're just rehashing. It was like, all right, we, we still hit like interesting different content from the first time so i'm, I'm happy with that this is a fun time dude a good fucking time indeed all right so i think let's see we may as well try to kind of tally this up a little bit so we got five eight ten thirteen sixteen and a half and then we if we're adding our five at the end then we hit 21 and a half 16 and a half for original score, score. and uh, i just scored at one lower so we'd be at 20 and 21 and a half cool. 21 and a half excuse me and 20 and a half so that's actually a pretty decent score, I would say, overall, uh, especially yeah. adding a category. Um, pretty fucking sweet movie. Anybody who's listening, I, I believe I talked to Jared even ahead of this, one of our main listeners, because, you know, we don't have that many. So, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Jared. He was like, he has he hadn't watched this movie. He's like, oh, that'll be an interesting one. I haven't even seen that one before. So watch this it. will inspire him to get out there and actually watch yes, the real deal. Yes, it's so good. Um, or Josh or whoever the fuck else is out there. This was a fun watch. Definitely get out there and check that shit out. It was well worth it. Yes. We'll see you fucking next time. I'm PD. Bye, bitches. I'm Matt. Bye. <laughs> Bye.